before you begin actually I just I have a small I have a a thing that I want to say before we actually start the episode proper, okay that um we're going to be talking about uh someone exciting today oh. <laughs> uh before you introduce the episode because actually we're going to be talking about someone who's stylish let's see if we can if people can guess who it is someone who's stylish kink positive opposed to organized religion into the esoteric and really loved his mother so do you know who we're you're gonna about? say it's megor aren't you <laughs> it is megor <laughs> that's megor that's megor yeah yeah that's megor kink positive i don't know i'm a little bit i was like reading through i'm like i don't know there's some uh backwoods polygamy happening here <laughs> <laughs> King positive. King King positive. positive. Okay. Anyway, should we start, the, start episode? the Welcome to episode six of Kiss by Fire, the podcast making its way through Gorn's caves in the wall and into your ears. I'm B Word. And I'm Steph Linus. Sorry, I'm also just <laughs> at the same time. Today's episode is uh, finishing the second half of Sons of the Dragon, where we cover Magor's rule over the Seven Kingdoms. He is one of my favorites to study and talk about and theorize all over that guy. Um, there's just a ton to cover and weirdly sexy right um (laughs) sexy okay all right i don't know if i've uh uh, okay to each their own in a weird way (laughs) in a kinky kind of way (laughs) before we get started uh let's get to telling you guys how to contact us across the universe here on twitter you can find us at kiss podcast you can email us on uh kiss by fire the podcast at gmail.com and uh even become one of our patrons over on patreon you can do uh yeah we do treats for our patrons all the time in the form of bonus content merch hangouts shout outs um we love every single one of them and we will do pretty much anything for Mm -hmm. them we do we love uh steph did a quiz on the last one she um spontaneously quizzed me so you can see how (laughs) insane that episode was if you want to check it out you can head on over to kiss by fire podcast on patreon uh and join Mm. us there we have um four different tiers now we had a special request tier go up so if you did have a special request here we can do that as well Mm -hmm. um yeah, pop on over and uh, check out what we do there. Yeah, you can get a lot of a lot of stuff in return for your support. Um, so let's get into the episode. It's always good to remember that we do try to be spoiler-free as we do this read-through. But if there's anything we might that we think might spoil the story for you, or if you haven't read it, then we do have a section at the end for that. And we always give fair warning before we, we do. That. And I do want to just put in maybe a little bit of a trigger warning on this episode because there is some um, oh, maybe God, consent issues and there's a lot of gore and stuff. I mean, if you've read the books, you know, but um, just just mm-hmm. putting it out there. I mean, there's been quite a lot of gore mm-hmm. and but the, I feel like this is the most gore you get. Megor's reign 
Megor, Megor, Major Gore. Major Gore. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah there's a yeah. lot. There's a lot in this one. But also, yeah, there's some consensual issues and such. Um, so I felt like mm-hmm. there's some sensitivity there. So just a little, a little yeah. warning about that. Definitely. Maybe take it in bits. Yeah. That's what she said. Take it, take it slow. <laughs> take it slow. <laughs> so, yeah. Should we talk a little bit about what we remember from Megor? Because this is the second half of the chapter of Sons of the Dragon. Aenys has just died. Yeah, Aenys has just died. What do we remember about Megor before from the he last He killed episode? cats and horses. He did kill. He did. Well, we know about one cat, yeah, one one cat horse, and one horse. Okay. So if there's one, there's bound to be more. Um maybe yeah probably we know that he was exiled i don't remember i'm like oh yeah he was exiled i'm like you're like i'm asking that i don't know the answer to this question i can go through i've got a good rundown um he was he was exiled for taking a second wife uh because his first wife had to have been barren and just to remind everybody his first wife was the the niece i think the high septon of the time so that was quite scandalous i remember that and then he married alice haraway right he did they were the lords of Harrenhal. They are the lords of Harrenhal at, the, at uh, yeah this moment right now that we're about to step into. They run Harrenhal. He has Blackfire and Dark Sister. He fled with Blackfire, leaving Dark Sister on his wall. But he was given Dark Sister age thirteen, wasn't he? He got married yes, age thirteen yeah. as well. But basically, he's not his character. He was like very quick to judgment, wasn't he? Bit of a quick to anger. Yeah, bit... quick to anger. And he was a very unforgiving. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, and quick to action as well. I think is, is something that we'll see in this particular chapter. Yeah, react, reactive. Yes, reactive. Yes, yeah. yeah, for sure. And he really loves his mom. Does he? Well, he certainly got her in her in his ear. <laughs> yeah, which I will talk about mm-hmm. later in this episode. I think. Yeah, we're going to talk a lot about Megor's relationship with women. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So yeah, coming up in this chapter half. He uh, comes back from ex- ex- exile. It's not really spoilery, but he crowns himself with the Conqueror's he crown does. after Aenys dies. And then there's quite a lot of chaos in this chapter because the Faith, I don't know if you remember the last episode, but the Faith had pretty much decided that they're like the higher, they're the highest power in the land, right? They sort of said the Targaryen kings are nothing. They did we are the highest power and someone had said that the high septon himself was in all name but the yeah, king the king but in all yeah. but name that's what i meant you know what words i, I meant he also uh he brings back his second wife that alice what's her face alice hightower and a new woman we're going to be introduced alice, to alice diana of the Harley tower Oh bugger! I it's. I have to say, I have found mm. this chapter quite confusing with the names. That's fair. Um, That's fair. There's a lot there's of names. names. I'll have to keep going back. Going, who the hell is that yeah. again? He. There's a huge war between him and the faith, um, and actually, it's part of his whole yeah. reign. Yeah. Really. And then there's also stuff going on with Aegon, who is the son of Aenys, uh, and his sister wife Rhaena. So we'll talk a bit about that. Also, the uh, the finishing of the Red Keep mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and a new, a new building being built called the Dragon yep. Pit. This chapter is full of murder and mystery. I love Me it. Too. Um, lots of stuff about Megor trying to make babies. Stuff about septums. Lots of dead septums. And lots of dead septums. Lots of dead septums. Yeah. yeah, a lot of dead yeah, septums. Yeah, a few dead maesters, and, um, lots of dead septums. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And a few dead Targaryens. And a few dead Targaryens, especially Maegor in the end, who uh, sits on a chair and dies. Yeah. Yeah. He's attacked. So he's attacked by the chair. He's, he's attacked by a chair. So his brother Aenys died of pooing and he gets attacked mm-hmm. by a chair. So let's <laughs> dig in. So we kind of start... Where we where we finished last time, it was uh, the funeral of Aenys, wasn't it? Of Aenys. Yep. Visenya had just flown off. She was not present. She flew off to get Maegor. Yeah, she didn't go to it. She was like, fuck that shit. I'm not attending this weaklings. No. So I don't need to be here. I killed him. <laughs> I know he's dead. <laughs> and he returned... He then he took the crown. He went back to Dragonstone and took his father's crown. He didn't want Aenys' mm-hmm. crown. I think it, it says it was the ornate golden crown Aenys had favoured with images of the seven. And I think that is a sign of Magor's. He wants to be better than gods well, himself. He doesn't want to defer to yeah, the gods. Yeah, it's super symbolic, in right? And in, in a lot of ways, it defines yeah. Magor's reign. He really wanted to harken back to being... Well, and what Visenya wanted as well to being like mm-hmm. Aegon, the yeah. conqueror, um, yeah. and and choosing the crown over the faith is is mm-hmm. Maegor's mm-hmm. entire reign, right? So yeah. choosing yeah. Aegon's crown over the faith crown, it sort of it mm-hmm. it sets up mm-hmm. that polarization right away. Exactly, and he he wants no honor to the seven. No. He's he's more. He, I think, I'm sure in the last chapter, or sorry, in the last episode, we sort of he says something like, "I, uh, the Targaryen, like we are better than gods, or something yeah, like we that." We bow I'm to sure no or something. something. Like that, yeah, we bow to yeah, no god or something like that. Sense. And there are lots of things about um, Targaryens being like gods themselves. Yeah, aren't there? There's quite a bit of. Uh, there's a lot of it even, yeah, in the lore and in the way it's written. Um, I mean, even we've talked mm. a little bit about this in previous episodes, even just with the sort of Greek mm. um, spelling of their names and stuff like that. It goes mm, back mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. you know, it all ties in and it's all, it's layered in there. George writes it that mm, way. Mm. Um, you're meant to yeah. sort of think of them being different. Yes. And their bloodlines being different. Indeed. Um, I thought it was interesting because the, the maester steps up and says, but uh, Aegon is meant, Aegon, I'm talking about Aenys' son now, is meant to be king mm-hmm. by by the laws of, laws of <laughs> yeah. the conqueror. But we had talked a lot about this in the last few episodes. Like, Aegon should have really mm-hmm. defined what the laws were, but it does say that. The laws the conqueror affirmed Didn't after it? the conquest of the Iron Throne should it should pass to Aegon. And he treated Aenys mm-hmm. as his heir, and so Aegon had always believed that he would be heir. So... That's there, at least. At least Aegon did. Aegon the Conqueror, I mean the first one. He did, you know, make it plain what he, what he thought the bloodline was supposed to be. Yeah. Mega replied to him and said, the Iron Throne will go to the man who has strength to seize mm-hmm. it. And then he... Seizes it. <laughs> he se- Yeah. And then he cuts off the ma- his maester Gawain, Grand Maester mm-hmm. Gawain. Garwin. Garwin. I'm saying Gawain. And then he yeah, chopped off his head he with did. Blackfire. He did. I mean... Fair play to the to the Grand Maester for standing up to Maegor a little bit. Yeah, that, that was, was stupid. stupid. But it was really the cool. the throne will go to the man with the strength to seize it. Is pretty much the uh, mm. Targaryen. There there are like unofficial house words. I would say <laughs> mm. we we'll learn but that just, a lot more it, as we keep reading. He's he's the first. It's not a great portent though. I think that the first like Gawain is the first um, casualty of Maegor's yes. reign. It's not great that he's only just been crowned by his mother. Yeah. 
his Mama. mom. Mommy, would you put the crown on mm-hmm. my head? Um, but remembering that it was Visenya who crowned Aegon the Conqueror too. Well, actually, I think it was true. Rainey's yeah, true. But him, as but... in, like, he's only just been crowned, yeah. and immediately someone said, "Oh, hang on a minute, hang on a minute." Yeah, it's, it's, I, think I don't think this is yours. Maybe. <laughs> I don't think this is yours. And then he immediately, like, it's not a great, it's it's not a great sim- symbol no. that the first thing that you have to do is kill a traitor. No. Or a, or a um, do I mean traitor? What are we, treason, a yeah. treasonous yeah. person. I mean, yeah. I Oh, by the way, I should probably have caveated early on that I, I mean, li- listeners to the show will know that I take a lot of stuff from Fire and Blood with a pinch of salt, and I'm always questioning, but I really do question what they say about Magor. As you know, I have opinions. I tried to actually read this <laughs> with, with that in mind. like, ha- And so I yeah. have a few little notes throughout where I have questions um, about, yes. you know, what, what it meant. And, and uh, Tayana as well. Uh, I have a lot of mm-hmm, questions mm-hmm. with her, things that yes. I really want to discuss. So, but I did. I tried to yeah. look at this sort of a little bit more objectively than just thinking of him as Megor mm-hmm. the Cruel with this with these rereads. So, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to to get Good. to your level. My, I'm influencing. I'm trying. You. I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> um, you don't have to. I think it's good. I like to be challenged. I really mm-hmm. like it when someone's like, "No." Um, <laughs> Well, I'm good but at that. <laughs> it. Um, I just wanted to caveat that early on and say I. I, I think. Well, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But you're right. It is important to note that we're looking at a history book that's written by someone who was not around when mm-hmm. when these things took place. So there's a lot of places where um, anybody could could influence the story. Whoever recorded it recorded it for their own means. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, absolutely. So, and. Uh, I think people are. I think there's there's definitely reasons why Megor gets the rap that he does, um, and gets called because he's we, he gets called particular names and is dubbed a particular name as well. And I think that there are there are reasons. It's all about branding. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> isn't it? For sure, it is. That's why you know I bra- I at the start I branded him as something else. He's kink positive and. Opposed to organized religion. I was like, um, um, maybe are you talking about Raina? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I mean, she's she's definitely king yes, positive. Yes. Um, there you go. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah. So, um, so it, it's a bit of a weird coronation because it's like just him because Alyssa, the Alyssa, Queen Alyssa, they left with the Kiddywinkles, yep. and he's like doesn't even give a shit. He's like whatever. Yeah. He just shrugs. Yep. Um, and sits down and again emulates Egon the Conqueror once again so he's taken the crown and he sits down at the painted table pretty much to plan what to do next and he writes letters to get some maester to send out a bunch of letters. letters to people mm-hmm. ravens ravens everywhere yep Magor and Visenya head off to uh, King's Landing from from it Dragonstone did. and the people can I can I point that there's a line that really yeah, sticks out please. to me here because they fly off, don't they, on Vega and Valerian. Mm-hmm. And something really stuck out to me. It says, The return of the dragons set off riots in the city as hundred tried to, hundreds tried to flee. And I I know that part of that is because they've all kind of turned against the Targaryens. But the sight of dragons, it makes me realise how little Aenys in his reign has actually allowed I know. I know. dragons out. The fact that 
the people were not used to seeing dragons yeah. about. Yeah. So I think also, so. I think probably a big part of that is even just seeing Balerion back, people would know yeah, that Magor yeah. was back. That's Magor. You know, and back. so guess who's back? Yeah, back again. Once again. Um yeah, but beyond that, yeah. it means that there is going to be a civil war and Westeros and they know yeah. it. Like and I'm not even just talking about yeah. the war with the faith, I'm talking about, you know, the war between the no. Targaryens, right? Like yeah. and I think yeah. that probably until Magor showed up, the people probably thought that the faith might win this war. They're going to beat Aegon, mm. um, the uncrowned, because he's weaker. Mm. He's like his dad. Mm. But I don't think yeah. they think that they can beat Magor. <laughs> yeah, no. and But it just, I think, I, I, I think it's very symbolic of Aenys' reign mm-hmm. that he weakened himself. I find I, it's really weird because if you think, what was, what, was Ra- what was Aenys trying to actually do in his reign by putting the dragons away or, or he was trying to humanize why, him, humanize the targaryens in a, in a mm, way i think make them feel do you more think, approachable he was egon's heir and if um the show theory of that egon had a dream of the long night mm-hmm. and it gets passed down from king to it's heir from, yeah. do you think he told Aenys? and if so why did it was this part of Aenys' strategy to hold the realm together? Like, I don't want to... Mm. I want people to just be nice and get along, or... Maybe. I think Aenys never expected that people would question him. He was the son of the dragon. Mm. I think he just expected that mm. he would be adored, like, and respected like his father was without necessarily having to earn it. Where Magor mm. doesn't think he needs to earn anything either, but he takes a different approach mm. to it. Mm. You know? But it, And there's a reminder. Of, I'm going to talk... I'm going to put a little note to mention it later because another character does a similar thing with their dragons later on but still i just think you've got dragons like that's part of your power the only reason you have the power you have is because yeah totally totally um and so the fact that people were like oh my god dragons again Mm -hmm. shit it should that shouldn't be a shock (laughs) no no but i i think yeah i think it comes down to meg or balerion's presence that's a big one. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it would make me yeah. pee my pants. Yeah. I would think they'd still be somewhat used to Vagar, but I guess she'd spent a lot more time on Dragonstone than in King's Landing mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. So the the small folk tried to flee, but they could not. They did. No, the the walls were and the gates were closed and barred. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there was loads of warrior sons. Who barred the gates? Was there. it Magor and them, or was it the warrior sons? I don't it's, know. It I know it doesn't say. say. I was I was so I was like, oh, who did that? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they barred them to stop, but did they know? They wouldn't have known. They that wouldn't have known Magor was coming. Magor was on the way. And if the warrior sons held the city walls, then I guess the warrior sons barred the gates. Yeah, they must have done. Yeah, it's weird, it is weird. Isn't it? Unclear, unclear. And you know, there's a lot of, in this chapter. I'm going to nitpick for a second. I never nitpick George's writing, but I feel like there's a lot <laughs> in this chapter where it's like you just said that. There's a few points in it. Oh, really? Yeah, where I was like, oh, I know what I'm talking about. Either it's bad editing or he's done it on purpose because it's meant to be an old maester. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe. Who's like, oh, forgot. He's just losing his marbles and he wrote it twice. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the nice thing that George can fall back on if he makes a boo-boo. It's just an unreliable narrator, right? It makes a mistake. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, that's what all writers go for, really. <laughs> so. Perfect. Um, yeah. Yeah. And Visenya makes... So we've got the hills. The hills are being, like, 
not hostaged, like taken over, occupied, occupied by different. So there's like three hills in King's mm-hmm. Landing. You've got Hill of Rainies and Visenya's Hill. Visenya's High Hill. And the Warriors. Are there Warriors Sons on Hill of Rainies? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah yes. there are. Well, that's where the Red Keep is sort of half being mm-hmm. built and they take, and they take over, over that where bit, that is. It? Yeah. That's what I loved actually. I thought they, Visenya mm. and Magor take up on Visenya's Hill. And then mm-hmm. the. Um, she makes an awesome speech. She does. And then the the yeah. warrior sons are camped out on Rainey's Hill, which also pivots Rainey's versus Vizenia again. Yeah, it's her yeah. line versus yeah. their line. Yeah, even though it's not, it has nothing to do with Rainey's at this point, but it will. But it still pivots mm. sister versus sister. And um, Vizenia says and announces that Magor is here to be their king, and she says a great speech. Shall I read so the go speech? What do you have? No, I don't. You go. Yeah, she says. Uh, a true king, blood of Egon the Conqueror, who was my brother, my husband, and my love. If any man questions my son ri- son's right to the Iron Throne, let him prove his claim with his body. Mm-hmm. With his body. Get in there. But they, they, well, the, the warrior sons kind of... They're like, nah, no. No, they quickly came down Rainey's mm-hmm. Hill. I think, so it says 700 knights under the captain, Sir Damon Morrigan, called Dame... Damon the Devout. There's actually something really interesting about the, the like George always chooses interesting names. He does for people. And Morrigan, uh, any time the use of Morgan or Morrigan is makes me think because the Morrigan is um, an Irish like mythological, I think goddess. Mm, I want to yeah. say like an old pagan thing of war. Oh, interesting. And there's like a and there's like an Arthurian legend. I was double checking it earlier. There's an Arthurian legend. I'm sure of it. The Morrigan, like and, oh, and weirdly, this she often um, turns herself into a crow. And some people think she's like good, and some people are bad. So in like um, in some Arthurian texts, just having a look, Morrigan, um, the Morrigan is portrayed as a hag. Yeah. His actions set into motion a bloody trail of events that lead the hero to numerous instances of danger. Hmm. So I found that really interesting when I was reading that. Um, uh, And there's lots of things about the the Morrigan and Lancelot, which I think relates to a character with a very similar name to Lancelot, (laughs) who also has something to do with the warrior sons as Mm -hmm. well. Um, but yeah, she was meant to be. So some some stories say she's a good thing, and but she's always to do with war, and she helps people who have died um, in war or leads people to victory. But some people think she was um, like a, a a bad bad omen or thing. Interesting, a bad omen. Cool. And often her symbol was a was a crow, which I find really interesting mm-hmm. for this story as well. But yeah, I just found that cool because I was like, oh yeah, the Morrigan. It could be nothing, but also I know um, Goem likes. He's thoughtful. I feel like he puts. Yeah. yeah, and he does lead. This does lead his people into danger, oh, yeah. into a huge amount of danger, mm-hmm. and it's quickly decided, isn't it? Essentially, that they will fight. They will fight, but they will fight a specific way. They will fight for the first time in this book, mm-hmm. anyway. Um, but mm-hmm. it's it says it's um, a throwback to Andalos of old, uh, a trial by seven. So can can Magor get seven men to stand beside him? fight on his side i know and actually again and this again i think this is really another really important thing that the way he puts it so let's eat let each side have seven champions as it was done in andalos of old and i think 
this and everything that follows with the faith in this chapter is the andals so the faith is the andalish mm-hmm. faith it is this is like them in really open war with the targaryens i think the andals are shitheads basically <laughs> i don't I'm not i don't like them no and they want oh they want power over the people and they have to, they they know that there's different ways to get power you can do it with swords you can do it with faith and they've kind of got both they've got swords and faith and and you can make people like religion is a is a is a powerful way to get power over people is a powerful way to get power fuck that's really terrible <laughs> i'm tired uh, <laughs> you know what i mean it's like Freud called it the opiate of the people it's a very um it's a well-known way to make people uh, do as you want them to it's a pup- do as you want puppeteering them to do. in a way and that's that's of course not to insult people who follow major religions i'm not saying every no, major no, religion is puppeteering but yes no. in this instance yeah. you know you see it a lot through the book where where yeah. it is like and and in the past i'm not i am absolutely not saying that everyone who's no. religious has is is anything like that and in fact no not at all but religion has been used mm-hmm. in that yes. way i think that's more what mm-hmm. i'm saying religion can be yes. used sadly like because it can bring about so many wonderful yeah. things but it can be very manipulative and, and stuff you know but it, exactly yeah. and it can and it has been in the in the past really sadly yeah. used to do terrible things yeah. um and it it's i i think that that is ultimately what the andals or the faith want that's the way that they have tried to gain power over the people of westeros is through religion and the Targaryens have threatened their power, quite literally. Oh, yes, they are they the threat to their power. Dragons. Yes, totally. They are the threat to their power. They've got dragons. They're more powerful. And this is, to me, saying, we'll do this in the way it's done of Andalos of old. I feel like this is a real declaration of this is Andals versus Targaryens. It's our way. This is Andalos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's and it is now open war between one culture versus another. Mm-hmm. Um, Valyrian versus and- Andal or Targaryen versus the Faith. Yeah, it's it's us versus you. We want power. You want power. We will fight you for that yeah. power. Yeah, totally. Exactly. And it's it's quite an interesting way to go about it because we often... I, we, I've talked about the old my Old Town sort of mm-hmm. theories about the three people of Old... The three groups in Old Town, the High Towers... Uh, the maesters and the faith and for me this is like the faith have gone kind of they've gone they're rogue. AWOL yeah they have they've gone you know there. like the maesters are all like <laughs> the idea of the maesters is that they're kind of plotting quietly yeah. to undermine things you know but the faith are like nope we're bringing you down yeah. and this is we're op- we're openly going to say that we are absolutely 100% against the Targaryens yeah. And actually, I would extend that, which I will leave maybe to a spoiler section, just generally against the crown or anyone else who wishes to rule over Westeros. Yeah, which has a has a big historical element, right? I mean, we mm. we know of of the obviously the Protestant Reformation things like that. So mm-hmm. George drew mm-hmm. from that big time. So yeah, I I think that they I think they probably are quite. Like almost not grateful. What's the word I'm looking for? They're not grateful to, but they, the fact that the Targaryens conquered the whole of Westeros was actually quite helpful to them 
because they're like, right, we're all together yeah. now. We, we can, can influence. If we now can take power, we can influence the entire continent quickly, mm-hmm. not just small kingdom by small kingdom. Yeah. So it actually did them quite a big favour. Yeah. But now they're like, we will take over. But I, I still find it very odd that because <laughs> like, it's like they've got dragons what are you going to do like, I know we'll talk about that more a little later <laughs> this is like yeah. it's insane um, I suppose challenging to them so he's we'll have seven champions so a, a, a trial by seven is where you have seven champions on each side mm-hmm. basically fighting yeah, till the fight. last one yeah, stands fight till the last one stands yeah which is probably a good thing, but I don't know why. But I, why didn't Magor just get on Balerion and burn just roast him? Yeah, I just roast them alive. He, they did it. Um, I suppose it's sort of he probably assumed that he'd beat them easily um, uh, because he's a powerful warrior as yeah. well, and he probably wanted to show them on their terms. I can beat you. I think it also came down to like this would be an easier. This is easy. Like yeah, using Balerion's big, but but it's he's a he's a bomb. So you're going to bomb your city yeah. that you're trying to take and reassure no, people. Exactly. Um, not that Magor, I think, cared mm. all that much about it. But yeah, I think he was like, mm. this this quick little fight that I'm going to have um, will yeah. win the entire faith over for me because then they'll see that I'm meant to, I'm meant mm-hmm. to rule them. So mm-hmm. did it go that mm-hmm. way? Is that what happened? Well, he, the king turns to the crowd. Who will come and stand beside his king? And there was like, Tumbleweed for yeah. that. Yeah. We'll just go. <laughs> uh, oh, I've got a bit of lint on my yeah. shirt that won't come off. Who's that specter? But then a simple man at arms here called, let ready for it, Dick Bean. Good old Dick Bean. Oh my God. Dick Bean. Could he have picked a dirtier name? It, to me, it's not dirty. To me, it makes me think of a tiny penis. Fair. But like, Obviously, we know what a dick is, but then, like, but have you heard? Do, do Brits have the term "flick the bean"? Oh yeah, flick yeah. the bean. Yeah, so it's, it's horrible, like I hate that dick term. It's horrible. Bean. No, it just makes me think of somebody who seduced you, and then they take their their underwear off, and it they, they've just got a tiny baked bean. <laughs> tiny <penis>. baked bean. <laughs> We're so mature on the Kiss by Fire bean. podcast. <laughs> I know. Shall I tell you? I'll tell you a story about. I went to see a play when I was. In, so in, in in British high schools, we don't do a SATs. I don't know what we you don't do have Canada. SATs either. Um, okay, well we have something called A levels that you study for two years. You know, like um, in Harry Potter, they do OWLs yes. when they're yeah. in the fifth yeah. year, and in the seventh year they do NEWTs. That's based on the British education system, where you have GCSEs when you are 15, or sixteen, and then you have A levels when you're eighteen. Okay, we don't have anything like that's that based here. on that. Okay, well we have that, and that's. Um, that's the system and you choose like three or four subjects to study and I did A-level English literature so I got to go and see and we were studying Measure for Measure play by Shakespeare and I went to Stratford-upon-Avon where Shakespeare's from to see the play at the theatre there it's lovely super cool yeah I went there a few times it's really easy to get there in the train from London and I'm gonna come visit and you're gonna take me there (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah I'm gonna take you there I'll take you there probably (laughs) But we were watching Measure for Measure, and I think it wasn't a particularly great production. It wasn't, like, amazing. It's a difficult play to do. It's a problem play, and no one really... I. It's interesting. It's all about morals and mm. sex. It's quite interesting in a way, but it's not one of Shakespeare's best. And I don't think that the cast were particularly into it. 
uh, or the director or something. And so I think the directors like panicked about how do we make this a bit more interesting? And so they decided to get one of the characters called Barabbas or Barab. Yeah, I think it's Barabbas, something like that. And he, he's a prisoner. Like, he has a very small part, mm-hmm. which is an operative <clears throat> word. Because they just decided to make him naked. Oh, dear. Just totally naked. So he came on naked. I was there with my teachers. Okay. Oh, my God. I was sitting next to my English teacher, who was an <laughs> old man. Mr. Chivers, his name was. He was a terrifying human being. He's sort of one of those people who's like Professor McGonagall or something. Like, stern, but amazing. Mm-hmm. But he also terrified the shit out of me. Uh, I'm sitting next to him and there's a man on the stage. And I swear to you, the entire theatre at that point picked up their binoculars. (laughs) (laughs) Like everybody, everyone picks up their binoculars because I swear to you, it was a tiny little button mushroom. It was so, I don't know whether it was cold in the theatre was maybe, they, maybe they put ice on him before he walked out on stage. <laughs> I don't know, but it was just, everyone was going, where is it? I can't, like, the tiniest penis. Like, like putting your binoculars, turning oh up the God. thing so you can get the best view. Uh, and then also, like, just going, oh, my God, and sitting next to my A-level English teacher, and there's just a nude man at Super. just the front yep. Yep. of the stage with this... Oh, weenie little wiener <laughs> wiggling weenie, it around oh my God. yeah I was just w- watching it wiggle around as he said his lines but it was like he had a dick he had a dick he had a bean dick or a dick bean he did yeah Yeah. anyway sorry that's an aside <laughs> okay um, but it's lived with me so when I thought, think of dick bean I think of um, that that man, he well, he, I would say he was a button mushroom mm-hmm. um, rather than a bean. But dick bean just sounds to me like, wow, you need hormone treatment or something. <laughs> oh, oh. Which is sad, which is a shame because dick bean actually turns out to be like the hero we didn't know we needed. Reminds me of dick like, bean steps flick forward. bean, flick the bean, dick bean, flick the bean. Like, <laughs> flick <laughs> bean. Um, I don't want to think of dick bean. But he's the hero the we needed. <laughs> He is the hero we needed. It turns out he was braver than anyone there. And he said, I've been a king's man since I was a boy. He said, I mean to die a king's man. He did. I'm at, is that how they talk in King's Landing? It's, it is now. <laughs> and then a knight stepped forward. Yep. He was. Sh- they were shamed by Dick Bean. As you would be. <laughs> As you would be. Uh, this bean shames us all. The knight shouted, shame. <laughs> someone's gotta put out a um oh my god like a thing for you to be the voice <laughs> the reader for the next book someone do a petition to make step the reader for the next book <laughs> everyone needs to hear these voices oh, thanks. um are there no true knights here no leal men and that was bernard brune i wonder if he, bernard is based on a real person in history uh, who's an American who who was actually christened Bernard but changed his name to Bernard because he thought it sounded more like a li- like a lion roaring. Um, this is real? Yes, oh real. God. But it's the only other time I've heard Sweet anyone called Bernard. 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 Who had slain hair in the red. So he had he had some status. He did. And he was knighted by King Aenys. Mm-hmm. And then other people came forward to help. 
I have a little note. I said, it's funny. This section to me is really funny because you're not really rooting for anybody. You're kind of like, eh, if Magor yeah. dies, eh. Well, maybe everybody but Steph. Yeah. Like, kinda like, eh. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. But, too, like, whatever. Yeah. Really but, really and, but the faith, you don't really want them to win either. So sort of like... No. Yeah, it reminds me of something later where there's like character investment. Like you want Dick Bean to win, even though you know he's the first man cut down. Mm. But uh, yeah, you kind of just also gotta... all of the um, the people who come for um, like so the names are all really interesting. So you've got Dick Bean and Bernard. Mm-hmm. This you know, we got Bram Bram of Black Hole, which reminds me of Bram Stoker and Dracula mm-hmm. and Rayford Rosby. I don't know much about him, but Lothston. So guy Lothston, they're yeah. the crazy bat family, the bat family. Right? Yeah, they had they had Aragorn um, for a time is that spoilery to say yeah. i suppose i don't know not really no. but their their sigil is a, is bats and they're they're kind of like a crazy bat yeah. family yep listen to the bats uh, that's my sesame street impression <laughs> and then sir lucifer massey now lucifer obviously is not a great uh got great connotations with no it, not it, well not in not in current day no and it's funny that you have a lucifer against the face <laughs> Well, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, but on the other side, you've got Damon Morrigan, and I've always said the Morrigan mm-hmm, has mm-hmm. sort of negative connotations. Uh, so Lyle Bracken, everyone hates the fucking everyone Brackens. Hates the Brackens. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Harris Horp. Now, how Har- House Horp? The symbol for that is the Death's Head Moth. Okay. Yep. Yep. Which is about as lovely as it sounds, but that is the one used in the Silence of it the is. Lambs on the yeah, on the poster. Yeah. yeah. So again, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe George didn't make any <laughs> of that. But still, he was called Death's Head Harry. And you've got, so there's just a few kind of, I don't know everything about everybody, but just a few things stuck out to me. Um, and there's like bad symbolism basically on both sides. Like, I feel like, I feel like George at all times is trying to tell us that there's nothing good in religious fanaticism, nor is there anything good in the idea of a divine right to rule mm-hmm. that you yeah. um that you're somehow special or the monarchy has any right to, i feel like i might be wrong maybe he loves no them both, but it's like but... i said i think he he sets it up this way for a reason you're not really rooting for any of them mm. you're just sort of waiting to see where the story no. winds up um no. because neither of them are particularly good you know no. yeah no uh yeah so they they fight Xenia stands up and says, let's get ready to rumble. And they fight. Yeah, so she says, let's get ready to rumble. And she um, has a flag and she bends forward in a mini skirt. Does, and goes, yes, woo, exactly. like that. Yep. And then poor little Dick Bean. Mm-hmm. He's the first, first to, go. to go. I'm pouting. He gets, circum- he gets circumcised. <laughs> yeah. No more Dick. And then... Who else dies? But basically, it was over really quickly. Well, it says sure. some of them say they, it took two hours. Some of them say it took two minutes. Like yeah. the whole this whole section is just like we don't really know what yeah. happened, but it is does sound gross. Yeah. So one of the people was called Guy the Glutton. That was Guy Lothston. That's the mad bat mm-hmm. people. Apparently, when he was cut down, um, it says when he was cut open, he was apparently hugely fat, and the remains of forty half digested pies spilled out. Oh man, I first misread that as pigs. <laughs> Mm. Um, (laughs) this is like george flexing his like gore muscles through this like i was like even when i was listening to i'm like i'm skipping this part (laughs) ultimately (laughs) this is what happens (laughs) it's great there's quite a bit i i skipped because there's a lot of really boring yeah there's a lot of really boring yeah so it's like jump to the end of the battle the 40 pies fall out of his belly and then 
to it comes down to Magor versus um, Damon the Devout and William the Wanderer. Yes, and Magor because Magor had been hit on the head. Not he? quite. He gets hit. Oh, had he not? No. Okay. He gets hit. He t- he must take out William the Wanderer, and as he's killing Damon the Devout, he take he puts up a blow that cracks Magor's helm. Yeah, his helm, and knocks yeah. Magor unconscious. And- so both of them kind of mm-hmm. lost, except that Magor yeah. is still breathing. So it's like, yeah. there's a big spoiler that I won't say, but it's something to talk about later, where there's a big fight, mm-hmm. and both of them kind of lose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yes. one is still yes. breathing. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Visenya checks him and says, the king breathes. breathes. The king yeah. lives. Yeah. And so he was, apparently that was victory. It's victory. Yeah. So, He's not dead, so he won. Yeah. And he goes into a three-week, three-week coma from this. He does. Yeah, I find it funny that Visenya, um, she tells them the maesters to take her son mm-hmm. um, and they went down the hill and loads of the f- swords of the faith dropped to their knees in submission and she orders them to return to their sept on the hill of Rainies. Yeah. And that's going to become important later. Yeah. But I love that Visenya has like, get in there. Mm-hmm. You go in shoo, there. Shoo, shoo now. Shoo, shoo back there now. Shoo, mm-hmm. shoo. Um, because if she hadn't said that, maybe the thing that follows wouldn't have been quite as yeah effective tragic. But anyway, <laughs> effective, yeah, efficient <laughs> and effective. Yeah. So yeah, so for nearly a month he's unconscious. Yeah. yeah. Isn't he? Um, being treated by not the the naughty maesters. The naughty maesters and septons. Mm-hmm. Funny that is very weird mm-hmm. that there are septons praying over him. Yeah. And you're like. <sighs> Visenya, I mean, come on. I know. Like, these people hate yeah. you. These are not, they're not going to yeah, be... Why are you using your head here? I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I wonder is that, like, do we accept, this is a slight aside, do we accept that the religion of Valyria, is, was that R'hllor? No. Is that R'hllor? I don't think so. I think they had a religion all to their no. own. So why are there no kind of, why do we never hear about, so... Valyrian priests and priestesses because they died in Valyria because they have Valyrian but they have Valyrian rites that got passed Could down probably from them? family to family but they're but I, it's not like it's not mm. like Aenor or was it Aenar who, who flew over Aenor Aenor <laughs> um, it's not like he brought a priest with him or if he did it's not like they taught anyone else but he brought a ton of he people he did bring people I'm just finding it interesting that they that they like there doesn't seem to be Valyrian faith people anywhere that never gets mentioned no, i think, I think even though like char- some out. characters have a valyrian right yeah. for weddings and stuff mm-hmm. i can't remember magor magor did oh, with yeah. alice so haraway magor magor yeah. with alice haraway so someone must know how to do stuff so why i don't understand why visenya for example has why i mean genuinely why would she have sept septons praying over her i, know. I mean i understand so, like i said i i feel like it makes sense that Valeria didn't survive, so many things didn't survive from it, like its religion and, mm. and you know, priesthood and stuff like that, if there were any. Mm. But, but yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> these people, you literally just fought them. They're the reason he's in this state in the first place, and you're going to have them pray over him? I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah. I don't think that, I don't think their prayer mm. made, was make or break for mm-hmm. Megor, but, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it is interesting. No, obviously, but it's just a very odd, like, yeah, yeah okay. okay. Right. Yeah, they were praying for his safe recovery. <laughs> yeah. Air quotes. Exactly. We want him to live. 
yes, please, crossing my yeah. fingers. Not. Yeah. Uh, and then the Kingsguard came over, didn't they? Because the Kingsguard were all on Dragonstone, weren't they? Yeah. At this they point. Um, and they then surrounded the Hill of Rainies, didn't they? Where, where all of the... Yeah, keep them all contained, yeah. make sure they're not up to no good. And but Alyssa, Queen Alyssa, who was she was she'd taken safe haven at Driftmark, mm-hmm. hadn't she? Her home, her home seat, her family seat. And yeah. She said that Aegon, the son of Aenys, was the real king. But basically, no one gave a shit. No, no one cared because yeah. he was like still stuck in the Westerlands and Crake Hall. And a lot of the people thought he was an abomin. Like he was, his wife, he and his. Not that they were an abomination, or their marriage was an abomination, or something. That they were. Oh no! That, well, they all are. They thought the Megor was an abomination yeah. as well, but but especially them because they had married brother to sister. Like he wasn't an abomination. Uh, it didn't shit didn't hit the fan for Aegon until he married his sister. He married Raider. Yeah, and then all the other houses felt slighted, like they'd never have a shot for power, so they lost their mind. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. surrounded by poor fellows yeah. at Craig Hall, as you said. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the Grand Maesters have to pick a new yeah, one to send yeah. to Maegor. And basically, they're probably just sitting plotting. They're, not, they're just like, who will be the best one to bring him yeah. down? Yeah, you know? of course. I feel like you would be. If I was Maegor, I would have got rid of the Maesters too. Yeah. <laughs> Burn them down yeah. too. The Archmaesters meet in Conclave to choose yeah. a new Grand Master and debate succession. Mm-hmm. So that, so you know that they're discussing probably who, who would be preferable or what they want to happen with succession with when it comes to the, the Iron Throne. <clears throat> They're not just talking about the new Grandmaster, Grandmaster. But that's what freed that's what freed um Reyna and Aegon. That's what gave them the ability to actually leave Kraycall. Because <clears throat> all the poor fellows that were surrounding them. <laughs> yes, uh Aegon and Reyna. Rainies. Man. No, Reyna. 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 Yeah. Reyna. Okay. Thank you. Um, my lover, and I forgot her name. I know. Um, <laughs> outrageous, outrageous. They, yeah, they get the reason they actually get to leave Craig Hall is because all the poor fellows head towards towards mm-hmm. King's Landing. Yes, you have to excuse me, listeners. I do have a bit of a cold, she so I'm a bit a squeaky and and stumbly on my. I think I'm my catching it today. from you from Canada. That's no, I, I know you must be. Yeah, um, but the the poor fellows were led by. <laughs> So Horace Hill, who I don't care about, but What the Hewer. That's a great name. Makes me think of Mott the Hoople. What the Hewer. What the yeah. Hewer! <laughs> what the Hewer. Is a Hewer, was a Hewer a... Um, there, what was a Hewer? I don't know. A, I'm going to look it up right now. I should have looked it up. Hewer? It sounds Welsh, doesn't it? I thought maybe it? it was someone who, who did horses. A oh. horse Hewer. Hewer. Um, hewer. What is a Hewer? A miner. Who loosens rock and minerals in a mine? Yes, from the German power. Mm-hmm. Power. Yeah, proofum. cuts wood, stone, and other materials, which makes sense because Wat the Hewer liked his axe. Yes, he's like um one of the dwarfs in Snow White. He's, he's grumpy. Is he grumpy? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> he's a grumpy, or at least he would be later. Yes, well, that's what I mean. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so they were able, so Aegon and Rayna were able to leave Craycall and they went to Casterly Rock. Where would you rather be, Craycall or Casterly Rock? Probably Casterly Rock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way more better fortified for one. I don't like the Craycalls. I think they're di- no. I think they're dickheads. Um, yeah, there's not very many good people who come from the Craycall line. No, 
That's true. I think I don't know that there's that many good people who come from the Lannister line. That's true, but at least Castle um, Rock is like a big palace you could get lost yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say at least they're they're a vassal lord, so they're mm-hmm. you know, a more prominent castle. Mm-hmm. They would have a bigger staff, they'd have a bigger garrison. There's just more resources mm-hmm. there. Yeah. And it was at Casterly Rock uh, where they determined that Reyna was with child. Yes, Lady Jocasta. She was like, I think you might be having a baby. Mm-hmm. Which I, I, I can't help but think like they were making babies whilst all this was going on. <laughs> what else were they doing? They were locked up in that castle with nothing to do. They were locked up in Craig Hall. They couldn't even go outside. Wouldn't you be like anxious and nervous i just find it interesting that he was able to get it up and she was up for it well really yeah <laughs> i don't know when i'm anxious and nervous maybe that's a go-to <laughs> i don't know maybe maybe they've had a few drinks to calm their nerves <laughs> yeah. i just that's what you hear all the time isn't maybe it? not Anxiety for reina though i was thinking that like reina's probably gay apart from yeah you know, apart from her relationship with Aegon. Yeah. So. Well, she knew that it was her duty to pr- produce heirs. They probably it's true. were ter- like thinking, we need to produce an heir. It's because yeah. at least we've got, if something happens to us or something like well, that. Well, and you brought this up earlier, mm. um, the prophecy. Magor doesn't know the prophecy. No. Aegon we think knows the prophecy. He may, he may know the prophecy. I wouldn't think a. I wouldn't think. Well, unless Visenya tells him. See, I think Visenya has told him. Yeah, because Visenya probably knew, right? Like yeah. we think the three conquerors would have known mm-hmm. the prophecy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, perhaps. Um, I think. But it's she, like if knew. the realm needs to be united, <laughs> Magor's not doing a very good job of uniting the realm for the sake of the prophecy. But yeah, so Aegon and Reyna would know the prophecy. Aegon knows the mm-hmm. prophecy anyway, mm-hmm. and I think it's probable at least at some point in this, mm. that he would have had to tell Reyna the prophecy. Yeah. Otherwise it dies with him. Spoiler alert. Aegon yeah. dies. Yeah. Um, so, but if, you know, maybe when he goes off to battle, but anyway, we can talk about that more later. So that he knows that he needs an heir. Especially I want to bring that up again, by the, the way. Prophecy. I want to bring that up again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, I do too. Yeah. But we'll yeah, I think you're it. right. If he needs to have an heir to, to continue the to the prophecy, if, if that is, yeah. if it is real, and I think it is. And if he imparted how important it was, Mm -hmm. I'm sure she, you know, would have done what she felt was her duty, right? Yeah. For her family's sake, Mm -hmm. the realm's sake. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And then on the 28th day, so Megor's been in a coma for 28 days. Mm -hmm. In comes the ship. A ship from Pentos carrying two Mm -hmm. women and 600 cell swords. So we've got Alice of House Haraway, who... Um, is his second, Magor's second wife, wife. Yeah. and this new lady, Tiana of the Tower. Tiana of the Tower. Uh, some said this woman was Magor's concubine. Others named her Lady Alice's paramour. Uh, she was the natural daughter of a Pentoshi magister. She was a tavern dancer who had risen to be a courtesan, who was also rumored to be a poisoner and a sorceress as well. Many queer mm-hmm. tales were told about her. Basically, like. Again, I feel like this is woman hating. There might be uh, truth in it. There probably is truth in it. But I just feel like any woman who's like a bit different is like, she's a witch. <laughs> she's the sorcerer. Yeah. She's witch! evil. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, she's... Uh, yeah. Yeah, I want to talk more about that as the chapter continues. Indeed, indeed. Because um, I think it's pretty pretty important. But I, I think... Maybe we'll talk. Well, I'll pause. I'll, I have all these thoughts I want to say, but I'll wait until <laughs> till the right okay. moment to say them. Okay. Uh, but then, but uh, so what? Visenya sends out all of the maesters, says, fuck off, get out of here. Yep. And lets Tana take over his care. 
And he wakes up on the next day. He certainly does. He Boom. next morning the king awoke rising with the sun, probably with a big erection, I imagine. I just I don't know why. <laughs> just a huge morning. That's what it made me think. Rising yeah. with the sun made me think, oh he's got a morning glory. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a morning glory. So imagine how bad he'd have to pee. Oh god, yeah. Oh my god, do they have catheters in uh West Virginia? Right. My brain is one of the same thing. How do they I feel like they'd have to. Brent oh no way. What? Almost said something else. Okay. Terrible. Almost it was also a spoiler. For okay. Something else when someone's unconscious for a long time. Oh god, I'm trying to think who that could be. And I didn't think of it with him, but anyway. Oh. We'll talk about it in the spoiler section. Okay, we'll talk about this. Spo- spoilers. Spoilers <laughs> about catheters in Westerosi society. <laughs> so, that's what we need. Uh, I'm sure yeah. everyone can't wait to hear our analysis of that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, what do you think, guys? Oh, do the, did they have catheters in Westerosi society? Did they have catheters. You know what? I'm curious though. Like, I I wonder if there's a now. I'm like, what about historical medicine? Are any, any yeah. of our listeners well versed in yeah, uh, medicine, actually, historical medicine? Let us know if there because I bet you there were. Yeah, they will have um, been some form, or they just um, changed their pissy sheets all the t- all the time. Yeah. That's true. That's possible. Yeah, yeah. But were they were they able to pee if they were asleep? Or would their bladder just get full and they would die of sepsis? No, that wouldn't happen. You'd need to, you'd you don't think so? Yeah, because like... Uh, if you're you not get, able you to... You wouldn't get a sepsis from needing a... From not you would get a UTI bladder. and then you would get... You'd, yeah. go, you'd go toxic and you would die. Oh, I don't... UTI and then so. kidney infection, bladder infection, kidney infection, and then yeah. you would die. Mm, interesting. I don't know. Because, I mean, I've had I've had operations and I've, I've done wheeze while I was asleep because I've had a catheter... But I don't mm-hmm, know if that's just same. because you have a catheter. But that's because the catheter in. does it. The catheter yeah. just instantly drains Should I tell you. you an interesting fact about me? I, <laughs> sure. I often have a reaction to um, anesthesia and I get a post-operative bladder retention and I just basically Ooh. don't pee. It's, just, it's quite common with some people when they have mm-hmm, anesthesia, mm-hmm. it's just an effect of it on, on their body. And I don't pee. And I've had my when I had my appendix out, and when I had some back surgery, it happened again. And uh, I basically had like they essentially just had to keep measuring how much wee was coming out of me um, mm-hmm. and checking. And I had to keep drinking loads of water because basically they're like just drink, and it will eventually flush out of you. Try and flush it out of your system. Um, yeah, yeah. So maybe people do pee while they're asleep, but they're not drinking anything. But they would have to be given something to be kept alive. Yeah, that's true. We do have. They don't, do they that, have drips? That's... Do they have drips? <laughs> it would be honey, probably honey water. Yeah, maybe on their lips or something or ice. But yeah, so basically, mm-hmm. I had to keep drinking water, and I did like a several thousand liter wee afterwards, and they like collected it up and showed me this enormous bag of piss, and they're like, "You just oh did my God. this. <laughs> you did it. You did this. This is <laughs> here is two and a half liters of wee that was held in your very small bladder that should only hold like." like 10 mils or something oh my god because they they didn't wow. they thought stop when talking I, about i'm gonna have to go pee okay sorry <laughs> but when i had my appendix out they were worried that there was like an infection so they took me to be like scanned and x-rayed because they were like shit we don't know what's happened because it could be a problem because i was like in agony because i was going something's hurt oh. so much and they took a took an x-ray <laughs> and i'm like no you've got a, a balloon bladder it's you're full of wee so, oh god that's awful so like yeah you just need to Ouch. be so yeah be careful kids it's very painful yeah, yeah. anyway wee wees and things aside 
Um, <laughs> so, well, wee wee's aside. Yes, what happened next? So I think I have an, an image in my head of Magor. Um, you know how I said, so I think he's woken up, arising with the sun, with, a, his, morning with his morning glory, mm-hmm. his huge would and it says when Mago appeared on the walls of the red keep standing between alice harrow and tyno pentos the crowd cheered wildly and the city erupted in celebration they cheered wildly i'm like yeah, yeah they sure did. they did like yay but i also yay, i just lives. i just have an image of him like in an open like silk dressing gown with his big dick <laughs> just like there wagging it around and that's his, why they cheered his arms around his two women like look i'm alive everybody oh my god <laughs> look at me and they're all like yay this penis i don't know i just i i have this very odd image of my in my head that he oh would be gosh. nude <laughs> like he's just got out of bed and he's not thought to put clothes on like why would you <laughs> They just let him walk out like that. That's totally normal. Because it doesn't say, oh, he got up and then he got dressed and had a bath. It just says he got up <laughs> and then stood on the red walls of the red keep. So. And they cheered because they couldn't smell him from there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Imagine his, imagine his wife and Diana just being like, whoa, man, you need a shower. You need to wash, man. You are rank. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I know you've got a massive like erection right now, but there's quite a lot of knob cheese on there. Let's please, <laughs> please let's get rid of that. Oh god! <laughs> oh my penis <goodness>. parmesan. <laughs> I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh god! I haven't spoken. <laughs> I've, I've my family have been away for a few days, so I haven't really spoken to people. <laughs> For a while, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not used to talking to I don't adults. I'm not kind of social anymore. <laughs> I just. I don't oh know how to man! Do it. The best part about recording is my cheeks always hurt by yeah, the end. I, <laughs> so I laugh right and now. smile too much. Woo! Oh man! Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Did they cheer forever? Did the cheering go on and on and on? On and on and on until he hopped on Balerion and uh, burned the shit out of the sept yeah. with 700 warrior sons yeah. inside. Yeah, they were in their morning prayers. They're praying. Yep. And he's like, mm-hmm. yes. And Visenya sent them there. She said, get in your little sept. Get in your, yep. Oh, off you yeah. go. And then, and he, then they locked him in there. Locked and in then there, he burned the shit. And then they burned the shit out of them. And then, but worse than that is they had... Um, Archers and spearmen waiting outside for anyone who came bursting through the doors. That was very quickly planned, right? Because it's literally like wakes up naked, walks outside naked, hops on Balerion naked, and then there's archers and spearmen <laughs> yeah, there. Basically. Well, I'm pretty sure, I reckon Visenya, Tyana, and, uh, you know, that lot, I reckon yeah, they, they would have been have planning gone. it. They would have been, they would have planned it from the minute they like as soon as I don't he know, wakes though, up. Would they like, because I, f- I felt like it was Magor's wrath that really made mm. that happen. Yeah, I mean you that's know, why that he was like time to get dressed. I maybe the archers and spearmen were there already. It did say that they yeah, surrounded they, the yeah, set to true. keep them there, so maybe they were just already there. Maybe. And then anyone who came out, they just shot. Yeah, but it's amazing out. that they did oh, the whole thing naked and with an enormous heart. with an enormous heart on. Yeah, yeah, basically, it's canon now. Yeah. Morningwood. Um, it was said it's, that the screams yeah. of the burning men could be heard through the city. How lovely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some chapters did remain, right? Yeah. There was still this wasn't the end of no. the Warrior Sons. There were still chapters no. in Old Town, Lannisport, Gulltown, and Stony Sept, but they would never again reach the numbers that they had. No, never again. Um, never yeah. again. And that was yeah. like the start of the war against the Faith Militant. That was the that was the real beginning yeah. 
of Mago yeah. versus the Faith Militant. And it went on for bloody ages. That was the first action of, of war. Like, all the other ones had been um, mutual. Mm. And then this was yeah. the first, like, yeah. war. I mean, attack. it's a kind yeah, of a war crime, sure. really. Oh, it is a war crime. You've yeah, got people sure. locked in, inside their place of faith praying and you bomb the shit out of them. That's... Yeah. I mean, I'm... I do like to try and think on the side of, okay, what's Magor thinking? But that is a war crime. Yeah. Pretty much. This is where some of those theories about him waking up after being concussed and not being um, the same person that he was before and being maybe more full of rage and wrath than he was before when he was already kind of... Oh, really? Okay, well... Tell me more. It was like Magor was already sort of touch and go. Yeah. (laughs) As it was. (laughs) Before the concussion. Mm -hmm. But essentially sort of like... Um, again, this is um, spoilery, but it's something we can talk about later. But another character in the later books had a head injury and just stayed perpetually angry because he's perpetually in pain. Yes. Um, so he didn't think mm-hmm. rationally mm-hmm. anymore. He didn't. He wasn't capable, mm-hmm. so capable of rational thought anymore. So That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. And also mm-hmm. you've had, if Tyana of the Tower is a sorceress or something, mm-hmm. has what she's... Whatever she's done to wake him up. In the first place. Yeah. Is he actually yeah. even really alive or is he a zombie? Mago yeah. Mago's a zombie theory, you heard it here first. Yes. <laughs> I love it. In fact, I mean there are parallels to the very same person that you just talked yeah, about. Exactly. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Dark magic and things. Yeah. Mm. And we can talk about that more in the spoiler spoiler zone. Yes. And the the first thing that um Egon did, he sat on the Iron Throne and he said to the poor fellows who were swarming the city that they had to lay down their weapons because basically they'll be punished or killed and they, yeah. they don't give a shit. I'm like, no. Yeah, no. And, Sorry, yeah. we'll just stop. <laughs> yeah, well, no, no. I mean, they're fanat- I mean, they're like, in some ways, the most fanatical because they're just people with bricks and yeah, bats. this is... Like, yeah. who are just, like... Yeah. They're, they're kind of just violent they had nothing really to lose in the first place. No. They were just like, this gives me purpose, mm. here I go. And then, so this is interesting. So they don't. Yeah, <laughs> Magor says, all Leal, has commands all Leal lords to take to, to, uh, to take the field and disperse the face ragged hordes by force. But in response, the high Septon in Old Town called upon true and pious children of the gods to take up arms in defence of the faith and put an end to the reign of dragons and monsters and abominations. I mean, this is real mm-hmm. open hatred yeah. of yeah. Targaryen. There's no more. He's not pussyfooting yeah. around anymore. There, like, there this is, is no like... pretense whatsoever no. that, the, that the faith want anything to do with, Targary- yeah. with the Targaryen. Or... With Targaryens. Yeah. And I, lo- I, I love it because it just confirms all my theories. <laughs> Um, but yeah neatly tied in a little bow there that one i know love it and then one thing that changes the kind of law and history of westeros comes next it's one of the only battles i really care about in this section because there's so many boring ones but the there are there's the the battle was joined first in the reach at the town of stonebridge um and this is where what the hewer what the hewer they were fucked. I mean, they had six lordly hosts. They were caught between as they were trying to get across the Manda River. And he was, like, split between the river. Some were north, some were south. And basically, yeah. they just got... They all, they were fucked. They got fucked in the butt. Yeah. They got cut they to did. pieces. Because yeah. they were just... Like, the poor fellows are... 
like we're saying, they're just crazy people with bricks and bats, but they're... Well, they're poor, they're they're poor, poor fellows. They're, they're not mounted exactly. knights. They don't have, like, a proper armour. They, they've got, like, just boiled leather, rough spun stuff. They're, they're just... It says here that they're armed with scraps of rusted steel, woodsman's axes, sharpened sticks, and farm implements. Yeah. And so... So it says here, so grievous was the slaughter that the mander ran red for 20 leagues. I don't know what a league is, but I think it's big. Um, I don't know, but I would think it's a long way. It's a long way. Yeah. And thereafter, the town and castle where the battle had been fought became known as Bitterbridge, mm-hmm. which I kind of like. It's like a little little bit of yep. lore. Change history. Changing yeah, history. And this bit's important because Watt himself was taken alive and he was delivered to King's Landing in chains. And then there's just like a fuck ton of war after that point. And yeah, Magar goes to meet Horace Hill, who is close to King's Landing on the Green Fork mm-hmm. um, near the near the Blackwater yep. with 20,000 men. And uh, and they have some mounted knights. They yeah, have they some. Uh, but Magor has an army of the same size, but mm. but again, better equipped. There's some really fun names. Uh, there's a fuck ton of names, but some of them are really funny, like Big John Hogg. Big John Hogg. So you got what the Hewer and Big John Hogg and Dick Bean <laughs> and Dick Bean. <laughs> Just some really good names in this. Yes. And he was successful there, wasn't he? He was, despite the fact that it was raining and yeah. it dampened some of Balerion's mm-hmm. fires. Um, Magor, Magor won. Magor, yeah, Magor returned to King's Landing to sit himself on the Iron Throne, and what the Hewer was delivered to him changed. It's still defiant. Megor took off his limbs with his own axe. So not his own axe, but the giant's axe. He took the axe. Yes. What's axe? What's axe? What's axe, baby? What's axe, <laughs> um, what's axe? got to do, got to do with that. No. <laughs> that's good. Um, I don't know why that's where my brain went, but you're welcome. I like it. They <laughs> um, said, uh, so he took off his limbs, but commanded the maesters to keep a man, the man alive so he might attend his wedding because he announced his intent to take Tyanna of the Tower as his third wife. Mm. Even though it's people said that his mom didn't really like her. His mom didn't like her. Didn't like That's her. interesting. Yeah, I know. But what why do you think uh Visenya didn't like Tyanna? I mean she made Tyanna look after Megor to bring him back to life. Mm-hmm. Why I don't know. I wonder if they were too alike. Mm. Both of them had that sort of um, witchcraft element to them, you know, abilities or things. So you think that Visenya is too, they're too similar? Alike. I think that she's alike, but like they have too much in common, like, so maybe they dark. don't jive. But Tyana's not like a a, um, a fighting woman. She's not like a what's no, warrior. but but yeah, but Visenya's not much of a fighter anymore either. She didn't. I don't know that she did a lot of fighting on land. Maybe Tyanna just knows like, too much. Because could be that you know, too. If Tyanna yeah. is into the same stuff as Visenya, maybe Visenya is worried that Tyanna knows that how Mega might have been created, you know, or what Visenya's been up to. It's possible. Mm-hmm. It is possible. There was a line in here. It was one of those throwaway lines that George does to um, just like move along the chapter. And it stood out to me just with a lot of the themes in this chapter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was going to try and find it. <clears throat> but he says, essentially, he talks about the faith and, the, and waiting for everything to settle. Mm. And he says something about the poisons festered. He let the poisons fester. Yeah. 
for like the whole rain or nearly whatever it was. And I think that that's a big theme, just just that act of something being poisoned, mm. either literally or figuratively. Who said runs who all said the way through the this chapter? Chester? Who was that? It's it's George uses it as a line to describe oh. Magor's relationship with the faith, mm. how he sort of ignores it and lets the poison fester um, mm. for a while. Mm. And I think like uh, on that, Tyanna comes in. She was a poisoner and a sorceress. Vizenia yes. was a poisoner and a sorceress. Mm. I think that. Um, I think later I have like <clears throat> to talk about not long with everything that comes down soon is like were they poisoned and then another person happens and it's like were they poisoned? Yeah, there's a lot of you it. know because there's so many elements that it's like there's a kind of that, a, that a, been poisoned. an epidemic of being poisoned, especially in yeah, this chapter. I think there is. Um, yeah, in fact, or possibilities yeah. like it's it's like between the lines, mm, it's possible, mm. right? And there's in fact there's another. Um, Grand Maester death. So we've lost one. Have we? We've lost one already. Mm-hmm, this is the second. So who was the first one to go? Was it Gawain? Gawain. 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 Was the first one to go. Mm-hmm. He got his head chopped off, didn't he? And then yep. another one, Grand Maester Myros. <laughs> I honestly, the he must have quite big balls to <laughs> say. He says, I imagine him in my head, very I, like timidly, like a mouse going. Your one true wife awaits for you in the high tower. <laughs> Just quietly whispering it, like, should I should I be the one to point out or something? Yeah. Um, the king heard him out in silence and then descended from the throne, drew Blackfire and slew him where he stood. So, Yeah, pretty much exactly what he did to the other guy. And then they got married. Yeah. Magor and Tyana got married amidst the ashes and bones of the warrior son. Once again, not... It's a romantic setting. It's not yeah. a great kind of sim- symbol, like to be married. But again, like maybe that was if she had some abilities, like maybe she drew power from a place like maybe. that. You maybe. know. But um, I've written <laughs> say what the hewer Limless was kept alive to wish to witness the marriage. <laughs> fucking hey, hell! Like what the yeah. hewer? I what a weird wedding. What uh, honestly? Honestly, you're on the top of a hill covered in bones and ash and, like, dead people. Probably a few rotting corpses uh, because it's not even been that long since it happened. So you're having your little wedding ceremony and there's a limbless man (laughs) as well. Yeah. You know, there was quite a few special guests at that wedding. Yeah. Who else was there? Oh, yeah. Queen Alyssa was there. Yeah. My microphone's going to pick up on me trying to shift. I've got really cold feet, so I'm sitting on my foot now just to warm up my feet. Mm-hmm. I do too, actually. Oh, uh, yeah. Alyssa and her youngest children were present. Yeah, Viserys, Jaehaerys, and Alysan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> this is very subtle writing. A visit from the Dowager Queen and Vega had persuaded her to leave her sanctuary before <laughs> I returned yeah. to court. I wonder what was what happened there to persuade her. <laughs> I know. I can't imagine. I'm sure it was just a lovely little conversation. Yeah, just a quiet chat. I think you should come to this wedding. We're serving chicken or beef. What's your preference? <laughs> Actually, I'm a vegan. Yeah. <laughs> Tough shit. Can you imagine if someone said to Visenya they're a vegan? She'd burn them alive right there and eat them. She would, yeah. <laughs> um, but, oh, oh, God, again. So you've had this weird wedding on top of corpses You've got a man mm-hmm. with no mm-hmm. limbs there. Mm-hmm. You've got the old queen and their children 
kind of yeah. as prisoners, probably crying, like, I don't want to be here at this weird wedding. And then, yeah. ew, the widowed queen was made to join in. With, so Queen Alyssa was made to join with in the with yeah. the bedding to disrobe. Does it seem made to join in? I thought the it was widowed, something about, she even, no, she she was, even took it upon no, herself. The widowed queen like was compelled to join the other ladies of the court compelled. in disrobing okay. his, gra- his grace and escorting him to the nuptial chamber to consummate mm-hmm. his married marriage. And then, and then it's a kinky... Because, uh, yeah, this is, I have the same thing, Kinky Magor. Yeah, no, because it was presided over by Alice Haraway. Um, and once everyone else had gone, Alice stayed and joined the king and his newest wife, as it describes. Mm-hmm. I'll come close to the microphone to say it in a night of carnal lust. There you go. There you go. Kinky. Mm-hmm. So he's just a kinky guy. It's just some kink. That's not kink. That's not so. kink. Shame him for this. No, they. No mm. comment. <laughs> um, they probably already done it though when they were over in Pentos. Yeah, it's for sure. I mean, so. the rumors of her being Alice's concubine yeah. had to have sort of maybe come exactly. from somewhere. Exactly. Um, so. And of course, this went down really, really or well Paramore. with the realm. I mean. um, everyone was happy. That was the end of the story. Yeah. Yep. That's the it. faith were they like lived, that's they all fine. lived happily ever after. The faith were like fine. It's fine. The high septum was fine. It was like yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. I'm on board. Um, oh, wait, no. <laughs> Not quite. No. No. He called no. them... He called it an abomination, the abomination in his hordes. I mean, that really is a fucked up wedding. I'm really sorry, but I don't know who was the wedding planner on that one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. fucked up wedding. It's not good. It's <laughs> if not I'd good. heard about it, I'd be going, okay, I mean, sure. I've not really been to that many crazy weddings. They've all been quite, like, boring, really. In comparison to one, I mean, in comparison, on, on corpses and bones with a, a limbless man, and then a threesome at that at the end. <laughs> so, you know, all in all, I think I would still rather a Dothraki wedding. Mm. At least that's out in the open. You know, everyone knows yeah. what's going on. Yep. So the High Septon wasn't up for it, and then Cerise Hightower was like, "I am his only queen." I don't know why she was still. I, I, I well, I have a theory about the high towers in this. So, because you bit it like, well, he's obviously been a dick to you. So why do you want? Why would you still be insisting? Wouldn't you just be like, I'm not. I'm just going to distance myself yeah. from this. You know what? I'm good. It's okay. But actually, I think there is evidence that the high towers have a part to play in things still, and the 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 three from Old Town. You've got the faith openly warring you've got the maesters potentially privately trying to bring things down and you've got the high towers who are a mystery in many ways but they are the word is to me is ambitious mm-hmm. and i think that there might be evidence and this is scad's theory and i agree with it so credit where credit's due uh that Maybe the High Towers know something of the prophecy of of they may probably not from Egon, but perhaps from their own because they're a bit weird. They're weird. There's sort of weird magic about them. Um, yeah, they've got magical ties, and the High yeah. Tower has magical ties. So I wonder so, if and actually something, if they know every about it. almost 
almost every generation of high towers has a woman that's almost mage like yeah like a mad witch like a maiden aunt mad witch yes. lady yeah yeah like yeah exactly so it is possible that they they have something to them so i think that this is a very small part and i'll talk about it again of cerise hightower insisting that she was the lawful queen but then of course you've got egon targaryen and reyna also saying no we're so you've got sort of three, you've got, there's different factions. You've got the Faith going mad about things. You've got Reyna and Egon, And then of course you've got the crazy sex party going on in King's Landing. Yeah. So, so what, there was a bit, oh yeah. So even, so loads of people were abandoning Aenys and Reyna though, where they were like just literally leaving them. No one, no one gave a shit about you them. You mean Aegon? Yeah, that's what Aegon I mean. Aegon and Reyna. Aegon and Reyna. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard with all, like, all the names. Well, and he says he says it's the he's his father's son. Like he's so like Aegon. Mm, yes, yeah. it is hard to yeah. call him Aegon, <laughs> yeah. given the two. I know because like, he's like definitely him. not like Aegon the Conqueror, is he? No, um, no, he's not. But the only two people who stayed with them were Elaine Royce and Melanie Piper, who were let's be honest, let's be honest about it. <laughs> let's be honest about it. They're probably Indeed. her lovers. They were lovers of Reyna. Yeah, for sure. And Aegon, yeah, you're right. This is where it talks about how he was not like they that he was like his father's son. You mm-hmm. know, he was very much like yeah. Aenys. And this is something that stands out to me again. Aegon had never ridden a dragon. What? I hadn't even thought about that. Well, that's I I had like they bring it up. Um, you know, Reyna wanted to take Dreamfire yeah. with them. But but Aenys had said no because it'll make Aegon look weak. I know, but it's just like why doesn't Aegon have a dragon? Why? Well, why didn't why didn't Maegor have a dragon? Yeah, but he was like waiting for Beleriand, wasn't he? Well, yeah, but it appears that Aegon was also waiting for his father's dragon. Maybe, maybe, but no, but his uh, well, Aenys' dragon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, maybe, maybe, but even so, just I find it mad that he's not ever. I just think that that really stands out that that is part of that they're Targaryens. Your power is in your dragons. In your dragons. And you've never been on one. You know? Well, he rode on Dreamfire all the time. That's true. But he'd never never taken charge or bonded with his own. Yeah. Um, He never connected to his own. I just think that is. That's madness. Just madness, really. And I mean, I have a kind of defense of Magor. Can I talk about Magor's defense? Sure. Because we're talking about Aegon here as kind of weak like his father. And one of the things I'd like to say in Megor's defence is that Aenys wasn't great for the realm. He actually, he didn't cause necessarily the problems because it was, the problems came from Aegon conquering and kind of not sewing up every problem that there would be as you would like you yeah, wouldn't be you, able to, you wouldn't be able to do all of that you'd have to expect but, that your but amy's was extremely would. ineffective as a leader in dealing with it i don't necessarily agree that uh Magor's way is the best way but he's his having to mop up essentially the mess he probably thought if i don't do something this is we're gonna lose like and especially if he did know about the prophecy and i think he did mm-hmm. i think visenya would have told him I think probably. he probably... I think that's a safe guess. Yeah. I think he is thinking, we're going to lose this realm. It's going to... We're going to we're gonna lose all power because of this. So in his defence, 
I'm not saying what he did was perfect or great, his weirdness. But yeah. But if you're at the other part, the other defense of him is that his main teacher in life has been his mother, Vicenia, who is not necessarily, she's a bit crackpot herself. You know, she doesn't have a lot of empathy, no. right? Um, so if, if so, Megor Megor doesn't know a lot of empathy. No. He knows what it's like to be the the prince and the son of Vizenia. But uh, yeah, I was going to say on the same note, like he is his mother's son. Mm-hmm. He handles things in the way that his mother would as well. Yeah. She told Aenys to burn the faith, mm-hmm. like either change the marriage or walk in and light mm-hmm. them all up. That's what she said exactly. to him. So Megor has chosen his marriage, mm-hmm. and he is perfectly willing, as he has shown. To burn the shit out of the face. No, exactly. And he... Imagine being... Knowing that there's this prophecy that the world is going to end unless we can unite the realm. Or unless a Targaryen... Isn't it? Like, a Targaryen has to be on the throne to help unite the realm against the darkness that's coming. So imagine knowing that as a small boy. And imagine the people left you. Because Aegon didn't spend that much time with Maegor. He was mainly with Aenys, teaching him about ruling... So imagine yeah. the only person really there teaching you about how to deal with that, how to deal with things, to deal with life. The only person you have is Visenya, who is a burn the shit out of people um, kind of person. She's tough. She's potentially dark into the dark arts. Yeah, she's she's harsh, mm. right? She's Yeah. Yeah. So I think in his defense, like this is what he's, this is all he's learned. From his, from his life he's not he's yeah not i had... think you could say if if we're saying that a if the realm said that aegon was amy's son mm. just as much magor was Vizenia's son mm. right like they have the the flaws of their parents mm. both of them mm. right yeah and i i think i don't agree with everything he's done but i can see how he's got there because he's not had particularly good influences in his life but he also he also doesn't the thing with Megor is he has such a superiority complex mm. that he doesn't believe that anybody could advise why him why has better he got than that he can advise himself. he's got that because he's been told he's mummy's special boy all his life well or because she's basically raised uh, it's that targaryen godlike complex but but Aenys and aegon didn't have that no, but they so were, whether they that came from Visenya or whether no, but that's what I was going to say. Whether that came from Visenya or whether that came from the fact that Megor was made by something darker, mm. um, it's possible. You know, who knows? But but yeah, like he he definitely has a superiority complex, and that that mm. the others don't have. But I can imagine in his life growing up, he's had Visenya in his ear. You're amazing. You're my special boy. You're going to be the king. You're the best. You're the best one. Here's a sword. You're, here's a sword when you're three. Yeah. You know, yeah. she, I. I really like her character, but I don't think she's a good person. <laughs> and I don't I don't think she's necessarily I question her motherhood yeah, choices. <laughs> her yeah. motherhood choices. And I never I want say. to yes, question yeah. anyone's motherhood choices, but I can't no, imagine but... I, I think she'd be a psychologist's dream, like <laughs> to, <laughs> yes, to study yeah. Megor's relationship with his mother and how that's affected his own psyche, how that's affected his own view of himself and his purpose and what if she said you've got to be the one to unite the realm you've got to make sure you're on the on the throne she put that you have to destroy all enemies to to us anything that threatens our power has to be destroyed because because of this like i imagine that's probably the kind of thing she was saying to egon um the conqueror when they were discussing Mm -hmm. what to do about westeros 
you know yeah. that she would have been saying well we've got to we've got to do anything we can to retain power and i wonder if egon recognized a slight kind of okay there's some there's a darkness within you dear um mm-hmm. <laughs> you know we'll yeah. use our power We're going a little dark now yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll use our power to to conquer but let's not you know, burn the shit out of everybody all the time if, if we can possibly avoid it. Yeah. You know, if he was more diplomatic than that. But but this is also the woman who flew Ronald Aaron around the Erie. That's true. I'm not saying right? she wasn't perfect. Yeah. You know, I'm it's saying so, it's just interesting to see, like, she had that maternal instinct mm. and that, um, but also, you know, she had some charm and understanding. But and part of that, though... She, she won over them. But part of the... Yeah. Yes, part of her... <laughs> To look at it from a darker perspective, it was intimidation. It was an inti- like it's somebody with a dragon who yeah. has your has this woman's infant son, and is like, yeah. I've taken him for a ride out on the dragon. Yeah, are we going to comply? He I could fall. She's yeah. basically got a dagger at his neck. You know, in yes, another it's way, true. it's, it's a dagger at the neck. Yeah, it's just a very. Yeah. Fun way for a child who won't realize that this is a dagger. Well, we're playing at stabbing people today, and and the, and the mother. <laughs> I want to make the bad man fly. Yeah, the mom's probably like, okay, shit. You know, she's threatening my child. That's that's the other way of looking at it. You it's know, true. It's, ge- it's, it's a true. gentle way, but yeah. it's a gentle darkness. I I I am impressed by it. Really, yeah. It's 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 kind of frightening, and in some ways that. She's just like, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll just threaten to feed her child to my dragon, and yeah. that will or drop him off, or drop him off the off the top of the dragon. So I, I kind of the other part of the defense of Magor is that this history is written by Andals and Maesters. Like this is all from their perspective. I think historically there will be some things that you just are indisputable. But it's all framed in a particular way, and yeah, it's it's written by the people who are on the same mm, side mm. as the faith. Yeah, but right. There's no getting around that. And I think that um, there's one so, thing I want to talk about in a spoiler section that I think maybe I hadn't heard your theory about the the when he wakes up and he's more dark. Yeah, uh, but I think might relate to that a little bit. Actually, it makes some sense mm-hmm. to me. So I've put a little star by it, but I. I just think he is he's a product of his surroundings. No one is just yeah. a monster because they're a monster. You're not born monstrous. Unless of course you buy into has she created him with dark forces and therefore there mm-hmm. was always a monstrous part to him. But and maybe there always was a little bit of a monstrous part, but if he if he's got no one to kind of tame that or to say, you know, you were wrong to do that and this is how we behave and we don't cut yeah no that fire was encouraged in him for sure Mm. anyway i just wanted to put my in defense in my essay in defense of (laughs) magor out there that i think that um this is how i view him and i think he he needed to be strong if if he hadn't done this what else would have happened if he if he hadn't Mm. just just had a war of the faith and pretty much destroyed them what what would have happened? Would would the faith taken be taken over? Would would Egon and Reyna try to battle them? You know, the 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 whole place would have I been agree. in disarray. It's 
yeah, there's a big wonder of like, could Aegon and Reyna won that, mm-hmm. um, win that fight between, you know, against the Faith? Mm-hmm. Would they have? Would they have done what Megor did? Because it doesn't seem um, like they had. They didn't have a lot of friends on their side, as we've just said. They their <clears throat> friends were leaving them yeah. in droves. They only had a few people who were actually genuinely. But on a their lot side. of their friends were leaving them to go to Megor's side. That's true. Not the Faith. But if the Faith is strong enough and puts the, you know. Peep the, the the small folk. Sorry, I'm not weeing. Again, I'm not. Weeing. I'm just pouring a drink. Um, uh, I've got my lovely soda stream. Um, there you go. Yeah, if the the faith are pouring into the small folks is that they're an abomination, that their children are an abomination. Like they have, they have the they have the PR machine going here, and people are mm-hmm. not on their side. They would never have had the people on their side. They would never have been able no. to show power in the way that Magor was happy to show power, no. and I agree. they would have had trouble if they, even if they managed to wrest some sort of power for themselves, they would have not been able to keep it. But they still had dragons. They did smaller dragons, smaller dragons, but they still had mm. dragons, or at least Reyna has a dragon at this yeah. point. So it is, and she is feisty enough. While she's not a warrior, um, she is feisty enough to maybe have been like mm. i'm done with this bullshit mm. it's time mm. to light a pyre so maybe they just, would have gotten no to one, a similar point no one but... likes it no one likes what my girl's done but i reckon a lot of people would go well what what choice what choice did, what he, choice have? did he have along the ways i mean maybe not making what the hero maybe not that bit live limbless and watch yeah i mean there's those things that are less excessive good. that's excessive yeah. Yeah. there are definitely excesses but then but then again how do we know that that even happened how do we know well how do we know so. it was written by maesters who it's a it's a pretty colorful story to just be made up yeah but you know maybe <laughs> could have just not been in been, there at all could it have been uh what's the word kind of could he have just said if the cat and the horse hadn't happened, then maybe I would believe that what the humor hadn't happened. But maybe but none that, of that happened. That's, that's I mean, not even the most know. grisly thing. Yeah. There's, there's more grizzle Later, stuff. there's like... Grizzle, grizzle. Yeah. After this point, though, Aegon starts being called Aegon the Uncrowned. Aegon the Uncrowned. And it, I, I do wonder why he never tried to crown himself. Maybe it's because he couldn't get his father's crown? Because like, even his coronation still would have counted. Just make one. That's what I'm saying. He was, he was mm. in... Um, at Casterly Rock, he could have had them make him a crown. They could have done. But again, the Lord of Casterly Rock didn't want to choose a side. Yeah, Lyman Lannister wasn't... He was like, I'll protect you, but I'm not declaring but war I'm not, against yeah, Maegor. declaring for you. And also, yeah. I mean, because Alyssa had been at Maegor's wedding, it made everyone think, oh, she's on Maegor's side too, so this isn't... And that's what that's what Visenya wanted, of mm-hmm. course. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Shows a sign of support for Maegor. Mm. And Raina had her babies at Custody Rock. Araya and Rayella. Yeah, they're babies. Mm-hmm. Um, but of course, the Sept were like, these are abominations. The High Septon proclaimed that they were fruits of lust and incest, accursed of the gods. And then at this point, Princess Raina begged her husband to take them all across the Narrow Sea to Tyrosh or Mir or somewhere away from Magor. And I, just what she says just... I know, my heart breaks. Do you want to read what she says? I would gladly give up my own life to make you king, but I will not put our girls at risk. Mm. But he didn't do it. Yeah. He didn't do it. I'm just like, I kind of want to go, fuck you, Aegon. 
Like, yeah. you're putting your babies at risk here. But again, he feels that he has a greater purpose to fulfill. So, I know. But you don't put your put your children... You, you send your children away to be protected. You don't put them in danger. I agree. He should... And even Amy's had done that mm, on several exactly. occasions. He had sent his wife and kids I mean, away. To me, I've written... I've made a note and just saying, is this one of the reasons why Raina is... As we'll find out later, we know about her character. She's not impressed by men. <laughs> she's not impressed is this, by men. Is this kind of I a, wonder, like a, a nail I wondered if coffin. he had kept her close because she had a dragon. And he was yeah. like, no, I don't want you to go. because." But he, want, he wanted stuff. them all to go together. She and did. Maybe, yeah, but she, she was probably like, we could all go together and then we can come back and do it. But I, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's kind of, He could have just said, no, we'll just send the children away. But anything just to... They're, they're little babies. They're innocent babies. I love that they're now starting to uh, make proper progress with the Red Keep. The Red Keep fascinates me. Yes. Yeah. It is a yeah. really interesting. Me too. Um, it's complete, isn't it? Completed in this uh, next little no, segment No, I don't think here? it is. <clears throat> um, Not quite. Much of the finished work was now undone or changed. New builders. No, because they had to bring in new builders and workmen who then built secret okay. passages and tunnels. And then they yes. also built Magos Holdfast, which was a fortified, like a keep within a keep, like a castle within, a, keep a, within castle, a keep. Had a dry moat around it, and that became known as Magos Holdfast. Paranoid much, Magor? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, exactly. But maybe he had to be. He's like, well, I've killed a lot of people, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's true. Here's my question for you: With what we were just talking about, do you think if Magor had children, that he would have sent them away because of the war? No. He would have no. put a sword in their hands, even as babies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a little infants with a little baby dagger. <laughs> no, and he's obsessed with his having an heir, so I think he would have wanted to keep them close. Yes, he's very Henry VIII, mm, isn't he? Mm, definitely. <clears throat> so that's when. So it's the same year. So forty three AC, Magor makes Lord Lucas Haraway. So that's the father of his wife Alice, the Hand. Mm-hmm. But. It was whispered that it wasn't the, that the hand had no real influence on him, but it was the three queens: his mother, Visenya, Queen Alice, who's referred to in here as his paramour, not his wife. So that's interesting. Yes. Um, well, it's because it's written by the. That's Matrix, true. Yeah. And then, and, and and just openly calling her the Pintoshi witch, Queen Tyanna. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they called her the Mistress of Whispers, at uh, the King's Raven for her black hair. Now I find this really interesting. She speaks spoke with rats and spiders. And I've got a spoiler section I want to talk about that with. Yes, yeah, for sure. And she said it spoke she wrote, spoke with rats and spiders and all the vermin of King's Landing, it was said, came to her by night to tell tales of any fool rush enough to speak against the king. Mm-hmm. And then there's like a bunch of like fucking stupid war again with poor fellows. Yeah. And I kind of just like just it's just more. a list of it's just a list of names. Of I'm not people. gonna lie, I glazed over yeah. it. It's true. There's it's one name that stands out that fellows. I want people to take note of, which is the first the first mention of someone called Septon Moon. Yes, Septon Moon. Yeah, pops up. Who is one he of the is, uh, and I think he's someone who almost is also against the High Septon mm-hmm. as well. Yes. Like, yeah, he's he doesn't really fight for any of them. He wants them all. Well, gone. he's one They're of the poor fellows. Little. So he's one of the yes. kind of. Um, he's not in the doing all of the because not the warrior sons, not the warrior or sons. um and because the yeah. faith like a lot of that uh, because george is george has based this on catholicism he's a lapsed catholic and yes. uh, and one of the things about the church is especially catholic churches they're very often very ornate 
and there's you know mm-hmm. lots of beautiful clothing i mean the priests don't get really any money <laughs> but but no. there's a lot of money within the church anymore anyway yeah no yeah they once got lots of taxes but um there's a lot of money actually within the church like if you think about all the gold ornate stuff like there there's a lot of that and i think i think it's sort of based on sort of medieval times when the church would actually have get taxes from people yes take money from the people and have there was quite a lot of corruption yeah lands of incomes and there was sort of almost not corruption but it was definitely i remember learning about this in school it was unfair like the these the people yeah, are attending was, church. I would say corruption is yeah. right. It's corrupt. Yeah. yeah. Um, I didn't want to be that harsh. <laughs> you went there. <laughs> but it was it was then. It was quite mm. corrupt. And, and a lot of people became members of the church mm. for the sake of a power grab, mm. right? But mm-hmm. I mean, we know that there's a, a sordid history. Yeah. One or several people within the church doesn't define the mm. church and what it means to people. But no. there's, you know, there's been bad seeds. They have. And actually in Britain... Up until kind of the early twentieth century, late late nineteenth century, it was a very good living to to be a priest. It was a very like yes. if yeah. not necessarily for so from the taxes from the land, but also because you um, you could only be a priest or a vicar because it's the Church of England if you had been educated mm-hmm. at Oxford or Cambridge, and it was and actually people didn't know anything about. It's not like you went and studied divinity. <laughs> you would go and yeah. Uh, a lot of the time, going to Oxford or Cambridge was about making connections with people, and and meeting <laughs> meeting the right people and and getting Networking. to know Lord yeah, Lord yeah. this and that and the other, and so you would then get your degree in inverted commas and leave. And it was for younger sons. You would either join the army or you would join. Uh, you would become a priest, mm-hmm. and they would then be patronised by someone else. They would have a really good income. And do you know what? It's really funny, like in the 17th and 18th centuries, there are, and 19th century, all these kind of highly educated people who would, they'd have to do their Sunday sermon. They'd usually just read out a sermon out of a book. But they would be these highly educated people. Like the, the, the British priesthood is responsible for loads of inventors, like all these people who just had education and time on their hands because they didn't mm-hmm. need to do anything to earn money. They were looked after by the tithes, taxes, patronage. They had a really good income. And, mm-hmm. but they like, if you look back in history, I can find a list somewhere. It's re- I find it fascinating that they were meant to be people of the church and guiding people, but they, they did nothing. And <laughs> for the actual church, they invented great things, amazing things. Um, I can't yeah. think of any off the top of my head right now. But just like the list of these people who have just like things we use today. But it's sort of like that, the kind of the idea that there's just lots of high up religious leaders living off the fat of their land Mm -hmm. and the riches that they have, the collections that they take. Uh, And unfortunately, I find in the Catholic Church, there's almost a a kind of an encouragement towards poverty. and, And that's better. Like, don't don't have too much. Yeah. Yeah. Funny coming from a place with the Vatican. Yeah, well, I know. <laughs> the riches exactly, because obviously but... priests um, and nuns often take a vow of uh, of poverty. Mm-hmm. But just, I think that's where the idea that the poor fellows might raise up or, or have a septon. Septon Moon comes up more and more, and we'll talk about him later. 
but he yes, comes yeah. from this low down faction of poor fellows who are probably a bit sick and tired of the high septons the people higher up in the church who i mean the the high septon has a fucking crystal crown yes yeah like that's he crazy does. like it's a it's mm-hmm. like basically got a diamond on his head <laughs> yeah you know yeah and it's not it doesn't necessarily show faith with the people you're guiding does no. does that make sense i've waffled and waffled and waffled but i i find this a fascinating topic it is a fascinating topic i agree um so anyway i agree yeah that's that's <laughs> septon that's the introduction to septon moon and he was a leader of the poor this fellows. is where that line is by the way which king magor let the poisons fester for almost half a year so engrossed he was in the building of the red keep so it's like it was his mother who struck first one thing i've made a note of is that it says so you've got all these people you've got the new leader of the warrior sons called sir jeffrey doggett mm-hmm. and he's left he's gone off to seek the blessing of the high septon to lead all these things and He's riding to Old Town and it says here that so many knights and squires and free riders joined him that the numbers had swollen to 2,000. Elsewhere in the room, other restless lords and men of faith were gathering as well, plotting a ways to bring the dragon down. Where are all these people coming from? Like, why, how it... They're just Loads of people have been murdered and killed, though. (laughs) So... How are there yeah, suddenly not, like another thousand people? All these people? people in King's Landing have been murdered and killed, but not everybody in all the other... No, I know, but just there's just been so yeah. many people yeah. killed in the last few years. I'm just a bit amazed there that been. there's still enough people for there to be hundreds of people left. I know. <laughs> just... Westeros should be a, 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 a totally unpopulated yeah. barren land yeah. by now, you would think. Um, yeah. The Stars and Souls were officially outlawed, wasn't it, at this point? Magor says yeah. this is now illegal. You're not allowed to have these. Obviously, they didn't care. Yeah. They're like, which he's whatever. already kind of said anyway. But he's implied it by Lay burning your them swords. All. We're done here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but this is like, it's like an official thing, uh, and he's yeah. making people who he's not sure are loyal to him send hostages, which is classic. And then this is like crazy to me because the High Holiness responded from the Starry Sept about this, mm-hmm. asking. Because, oh yeah, because Magor had said that the High Septon had to come to the Red Keep to stand trial for high treason. They're like having a little argument with ravens. I'll send my raven out. I know. And then the High Septon's like, no, you have to come to Old Town and beg for forgiveness of the gods for his sins and cruelties. What a friggin' idiot. I know. Like, yeah, okay. Like, yep. And loads of people were defying him. And loads of people did come to King's Landing to do homage and bend the knee. But Mm. a lot of people were just like, we'll just hide in our castles. I'm like, you can't hide in your castles from a fucking dragon. And you know it. No. Two. You're stupid. Two dragons. Two dragons. You're stupid. Yeah. You're stupid. And this is where we get the... Po- he let the poisons fester for almost half a year. Mm-hmm. And so it was his mother who struck first. What happened? Yeah, she went in and uh, told those houses who was boss. Mm. She pretty much... all sh- She showed up on the dragon. Yeah. She, she lit a few fires. She did. I, <laughs> in one single night, though, I'm like, Who? She in one single night she got rid of the seats of House Blaintree, Terrick, Deddings, Leicester, and Wayne were set aflame, and I'm like, who are they? Yeah. Never heard of them. Well, exactly, because their houses were set aflame. Yeah. Then <laughs> they were done there. That's why you didn't hear of them. Yeah, and then he went yeah. off and did the brooms again. Who the hell are they? Brooms, Falwells, Lorches, yeah, and other pious lords. And then he went to House Doggett again. Again, I don't think we've ever heard of House Doggett again since this, have we? 
Uh, I don't well, they, know. Because they're a Westerlands right. family, aren't they? And he killed... Reducing it to Ash, though. Yeah, so, and yeah. it killed his mother, father, young sister. That's Sir Joffrey's house. All the sworn swords, serving men and chattel. So... Yeah. And now now they're done and they're headed to Old Town. Like, you want me to come there yeah. and tell you who's boss? I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. Old yep. Town just knew what was coming. They knew mm-hmm. that this was happening. Yes. And people were trying to run away, get on ships. I mean, what would you do? Like, you know that there's a dragon, two dragons about to come. Two of the, two two of the biggest coming, dragons like... that you've ever yep. seen. Uh, is this where the high tower lit the beacon? So yeah, so there um, was green. As yeah, well. this uh, and I love that. So there's mm-hmm. some people were drinking. <laughs> what would you do? Would you run away for a ship, drink, and get, and just go and find a, a brothel to this hang out? This is a in? night for song and sin and drink. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. For, the, for all come the morrow, the virtuous and the vile burn together. I mean, they're right. Yeah. Some people went and prayed. Like why? Duh. Well, I, I know. It's not going to help it. I don't know. That's hard. We're, we're not particularly religious people. No. I'm sure there are people. But that's not going to help with the dragon. It's not going to stop a dragon. No, it's not. But it can make you feel more prepared that's for death. That's true. That, okay, fine. I'll allow that one. Yeah. So what would you do? <clears throat> Dragons are about um, to I'd come. probably try and fucking leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> probably try and get the fuck out of yeah. there. <laughs> get out. It's literally a yeah. nuclear bomb about to drop. Some people met, so they've got the archmaces of the Citadel met. The men of the city watch filled sacks with sand and pails of water to fight the fires they knew were coming, and they got things ready. They put like crossbows and weapons all across the walls of the town. Readied the city. They were led yep. by Sir Morgan Hightower. Again, Morgan, mm-hmm. a Morgan. A, yeah. a Celtic god, goddess of death and war. Mm-hmm. The, the younger brother of the Lord of Old Town and 200 warrior sons. They came out of the chapter house to defend the high, whatever it's called. What's it called? High That's it. I was like, completely had a blank on that one. <laughs> and then that's when the really cool thing happens, which is the high tower, the beacon fire turned green, as Lord Martin Hightower called his banners. Yeah. So turning it green yeah. is like war. Yes. Yeah. As we learned watching, watching uh, House of the Dragon. Do you know I had never noticed that until they said it? Like I feel like this yeah. was like a throwaway line for me, but they made it really poignant yeah, with the show. Exactly. And I'm really glad that they did because when I reread that I was like, Oh yes. It makes I know. it makes yeah, Alison wearing that dress means so much more. Yes. Yes it does. When you're yeah, like, Oh definitely. shit. Like it's not mm-hmm. just her wearing green. That's a nice colour. It's like this is the colour of high towers. Yeah. There at I've war. chosen my house. I've chosen war. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I love yeah. what comes next. I think it's fascinating. It's a who done it, basically. Yes, it is a who done it. Yeah, it's like one of the best parts. Actually, this whole rest of this chapter is pretty much a big who done. Yeah, yeah. So the dragons arrive. Um, Visenya arrives on Vagar first, mm-hmm. and the city is unmanned. Yeah, they found the gates open. Everything's fine. And the, their banners are up. I tower the. I was going to say the banners have been changed. House Targaryen, House Tyrell, and House Hightower flung side by side atop the city walls. Mm. And we we learned some sad news. Is it sad? In in the blackest hour. (laughs) Some sad news. The High Septon had died. Bum, bum, bum. (laughs) Who done it? Yeah. Who did it? He was 53, so he was pretty young. Someone was sick of his shit. Yeah. They were like, fuck this shit. 
I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could have just died. Who do you think it was? Should we go through the um, the possibles? Because some people say that he took his own life. As mm-hmm. an act, uh, mm-hmm. some people said it was uh, being a craven, like he was. He shit his pants. Shit his pants. Because Megor was coming. Yep. Or sacrifice to spare Old Town from Dragonfly. I mean, no. No, he's not that selfless. We know that already. So some people thought it was Sir Morgan Hightower, because he was seen entering mm-hmm. and leaving his privy chambers that night. That doesn't just mean the toilet. Privy chambers means like your private chambers. Private chambers, yeah. just your rooms. Yeah. Uh, some people say it was Lady Patrice Hightower. Again, there's this is a Hightower maiden aunt and reputed witch. You're right. There's this is another of the, for some reason, women yeah. in the Hightower family end up like this. Uh, Not all though, no, but but, yeah. but there's quite a few. Uh, and yeah. she had an audience with him at dusk, although he was alive when she left. Some say it was the Archmaesters using the dark arts, or mm-hmm. an assassin, or a poison scroll. Because messages were going back and forth between them all night. Yep. And some people think it was Visenya. Who do you think it is? Yeah. You go first. Who do you think it is? I think it was Sir Morgan Hightower. Yeah. I think it was the Hightowers. I think, yeah. Yeah. But I, yeah, I think it was one or both of the Hightowers, because both of them were Hightowers. <laughs> yeah. I think it was the essentially the Hightower family. And I, I think this because I feel like the proof is in the boons that were given mm-hmm. to the Hightowers. Yes. After this. And to me, they re- to me the reasoning is part of their ambition. They, if they know something about the long night, they, if they have some idea of prophecy, maybe not the same one as Aegon's, but they think that there is something coming. They want to, they, all their time in Westeros has spent just making sure that they're there, that mm-hmm. they have some mm-hmm. power. They've opened their doors, they've opened their gates. They're not, they like they're really in the long game. They're like, well, we're we're not going to fight people. We'll join up with people. No. So that we're. Part I said of the power. in the you talked about Scad's theory mm. earlier. He did a high tower panel mm. at an ice and fire con mm. in 2019, I think it was. Mm. And I was on the panel, and I had said one of the the things with House High Tower is their trade city, and that and to me their unofficial house words could be wars are bad for trade, mm. and they. They knew everything they had to lose, mm, mm. whether it includes the prophecy or not, because this is a newer revelation, mm, the prophecy mm-hmm, thing, mm-hmm. right, since since the show. Um, either way, they knew they had a lot to lose mm, if Magor showed mm. up. And I think I think probably it came down to, are we really going to lose everything because mm. of this man's pride? Mm. Right? But they, um, but again, I think they, a part for me, another part of it is their ambition. And they know that the best way to keep some power is to cozy up with the main power oh yeah yeah and that and again for me that comes with the like you say the boons that they then get afterwards Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah that they they do end up cozying up even more to the targaryens after that point yeah i mean magor reconnects with his first wife Mm -hmm. which is a big boon because really he could have just set her aside yeah um the only man to receive a royal pardon a full royal royal Mm -hmm. pardon and not either get beheaded or take the black was sir morgan hightower exactly so i think that which is why i'm like if he'd said i'm the one who did it magor was like yeah well exactly it's these things would have happened behind closed doors he would have been like you know you know how you got here and the gates are open Mm. you're welcome you know this is this is what i want for what i've given you yeah so they very very quickly um got a new high septon 
Yes. Uh, who's 90 years old, blind, stooped, feeble, but famously amiable. <laughs> Apparently, when they put that crystal crown on his head, it like caused him. She just drooped over. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But basically, he got him to bless him as king. And then Vicente. And dissolve the warrior's sons. Yes, sense. and completely get rid of all of the faith militant yep. officially. No more. And Visenya went back to Dragonstone, but Vagor stayed there to do all of his pardons, yes. to, to sort out what had happened, um, mm-hmm. to do trials, to reconcile. you know, on who, who's done what and who. And But yeah, you're right, the only one who got a full pardon was Morgan Hightower. The, the reasons that the High Septon said that they didn't need the poor fellows or the warrior's sons was because the crown will now defend the faith so it's kind of like a marriage between the two yes yeah uh but anyone who was still defiant about it i think magor said that just i'll give a reward to anyone who chops off their heads yep pretty much with their heads silver stag for the lace ridden scalp of a poor fellow (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's what he says yeah yeah and it's there where he uh, reconciles with queen cerise she said mm-hmm. her grace agreed to accept that the, the king's other wives to treat them with respect and honour and to speak no further ill against them whilst Magor swore to restore to Cerise all the rights, incomes and privileges due, due to her as his wedded que- wife and queen. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've obviously come to an agreement. The high towers are going, we need to make a way to make this work. So you're just going to have to put up with it and yeah. we'll get the... Can you imagine poor Cerise is like, God, I have to sleep with him again? <laughs> I mean, you know what? I've been quite good at it. He seems to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. So, maybe. You never know. I don't know. I just feel like he's such a, he has such an affinity for cruelty. Mm. I just can't imagine wanting to crawl into his bed. But mm-hmm. They even had a second bedding. Yeah. Nice. To prove that it was a loving relationship. And then, of course, because he'd been away from King's Landing, that's when Aegon decides to strike. But basically, it's not really... It's a bit of a wet fart. It's not really a strike. It's, it's yeah. a damp fart. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't say... So he goes in with a purpose. He achieves his purpose. He knew that he couldn't hold King's Landing. No. But he did slip in and he yes. got the dragons. Sorry, right? at this point, yes. He slips in. He gets. They get the dragons. Rainer gets Dreamfire. And he claims his father's dragon, Quicksilver. Yes. Yeah, just like Magor mm. claimed his father's dragon. Yeah. And then, then they went back to the they flew back to the Westerlands and basically tried to gather a host of people. The Lannisters still weren't on board, but no. uh, the Pipers and Pink Maiden <laughs> were basically made to by Melanie Piper, <laughs> who was Raider's lover. Um, I swear by yeah. her. I have a theory that I want to go through in the spoiler section about Melanie Piper. Ooh, I came okay. up with it today, and I was like, oh. Oh like yeah, it's a stupid, like it's a crackpot it. theory. Okay. It's a total crackpot. It's okay, that's the best. I like crackpot theories. So, so they got a bunch of like yeah. Westermen and Riverlands people. Yeah, lesser lords. Yeah, no, no one. This no major houses or. But anything there is like a bastard of baritone there, which is like one random northern person. Why is why is he there? Yeah. Well, he's the bastard. He's not the head of the no. house. No, though he did get the he did get Lord Corbray. That's big. Yeah, he bail. did. So he's, they, have, they have support from all over the place, which is kind of cool. There is a thing. I I think there is a thing that pops up later about the bastard of Barton that makes me think. Oh, maybe maybe there is something significant about him being there. Oh yeah, because if Aegon had won, they needed a sure they needed some assurance before the rest of the army joined. Right. I can't remember what it was, but I'll get to it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> La- the Lannisters sort of joined in a bit, but not really. 
they can't they have a bit of a habit of that they never quite put their name to anything they sent it out people from Lannisport under Tyler Hill who's a bastard so that then they they weren't quite flying the Lannister flags there. yeah they weren't technically yeah yeah and that doesn't really that's when doesn't really amount to anything no and that's when Tyanna wrote to one Megor that Storm's End the eerie Winterfell and Castle Rock had all been a secret communication and that's what okay that was Winterfell that was it so you've got Corbray from the Eyrie, you've got Lannisters from Castle Rock. I'm not sure about Storm's End, but Winterfell, was that why there was a northern lord there? Was he sent by the north? Yeah, that's what I think. Out? Yeah, it says, it says they wish to be convinced that he might prevail. He needed a victory. Yeah. So that it's like each each area pretty much sends someone, a, a, representative. a person to oversee yeah. the battle, yeah. a representative, exactly. Mm. But they didn't yeah. get, he didn't get that at all. <laughs> like, that wasn't ever going to work out. No. So he sent Lord Harroway from Har- Hall and Lord Tully from River Run and Sir Davos Darklin of the King's Guard. They had 5,000 swords from King's Landing and they went rest. They went rest? West. Then also they had Lord Peak, Lord Wary... Why can't I speak? Lord Wearymether, Lord Merryweather and <laughs> Mary Lord Caswell. There's a, there's a shit ton of very big houses there. Um, and they were essentially... Yeah surrounded by from all sides by people yeah yeah he had no chance and lord corbray did say why don't you engage each of them separately before they join together which i want to talk about in the spoilers section later on but he said i don't want to divide my strength and so we're gonna we're gonna march on king's landing but he didn't get as far as king's landing and he got to the god's eye which is just south of harren hall that's a popular spot it is and they fought, but then Valerian appears in the sky and Megors come. And this was the very first time since the Doom of Valyria that Dragon fought against Dragon. Dragon's fought. Mm. Yeah, this big, big moment. And it doesn't go well no. as we expected. No. When Quick, Quick, Quicksilver, Quicksilver is, is just smaller. He's just he's little. A, he's a quarter of the size. The war hardened. Yeah. yeah. And Valerian's a war hardened dragon. Mm. And he saw war not all that long ago mm. in the lifespan of Dragon. So. What I found quite fascinating was that the fire of the dragon is not consistent. Burned out his eyes. Oh no! Okay, yeah, that <laughs> that got me. I was like, Valerian's fire burned out Quicksilver's eyes. Why does it say that? <laughs> that her pale white fire. Oh, it says fireballs. Never mind. I was like, eyeballs. eyeballs? I feel like I remember. <laughs> I listened. I listened to it on the audiobook, and I swear I heard eyeballs, not fireballs. Eyeballs. There you go. I'm, I'm naturally born. <laughs> what? You're telling me you're not naturally kissed by fire? Shit! You can't be part of this anymore. Um, so yeah, no. What I was going to say, talking of the white fireballs, um, mm-hmm. I find it interesting that dragon fire is not a universal color. So. Valerian the Black Dread has black flame, it says. Mm-hmm. And Quicksilver has Do you has wonder if white. it changes with age as well? Do you think it does? I think it's possible. I think a lot of things about dragons change with age. Mm. So I think it's possible that it gets maybe stronger and more able to like destroy mm. or forge with, with age. But Quicksilver mm. is white, isn't she? Or he? She? They? Silver. She's silver. Okay. Either way, I find it a bit kind of, oh, 
they've got different colored mm-hmm. fire. I can't yeah. imagine seeing yeah, black fire cool. or white fire. No. Because in the obviously yeah. in all the shows we've never it's always just been fire colored fire. Yeah, except for one really bullshit part. Yeah, I, I don't want to talk about that though. Yeah. <laughs> so that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, the um, the black dread essentially ripped her to shreds round the neck of the yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Screaming and smoking, the young dragon plunged to the earth, and Prince Egon with her. Yeah. And then the battle was really quick, but also gross. Every, once Egon had died, everyone just like threw down their swords and ran away. Yeah, they knew that there was no point for them anymore. So, um, but a lot of people died. Two thousand, two thousand of, of Egon's men died, which is yeah, which is probably most of them. <laughs> um, yeah, and Melanie Piper, uh, the bastard of Barton, was dead. Mm-hmm. Three of Melanie Piper's brothers. Yeah, and only I think Davos Darkling of the Kingsguard. Was, was like he the, was the only loyalist, the only loyalist of, uh, yeah. Magors, he yeah. was killed by and Lord Corbray. Lord, no, he was killed by Lord Corbray. Took him down. Yeah, he, yeah, Lord Corbray took him yeah. down with Lady Forlorn. Half a year of trials yeah. and executions followed, and Queen Visenya persuaded her son to spare some of the rebellious lords, which I think is like, oh, Visenya, you being not just telling him to burn them all. Um, well, there's so there's like no population that's, that's left true. by now. Well, this <laughs> like is what I mean. Like, how are there any you people? You are literally going to rule over nothing. <laughs> yeah. You don't spare some of these people. There's no one yeah. left. But they were made to give up. Hostages. Dorne and the North are populated, mm. and everywhere else has nothing. Mm. Um, and then, of course, Reyna finds out, and yeah, Reyna was not present. She there. We don't know if would have the, the book asks would a second dragon have helped, but I don't think so. No, I don't think Dreamfire so either. Dreamfire is quite small. I think, I think, yeah, Dreamfire is small. She's, again, she's not war-hardened. And I think if they thought, even if um, Vizenya and Magor had thought that there were two mm, dragons mm. there, they probably would have both come. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um, but it also makes a point to say that Reyna was no was no warrior. No, she wasn't. So. She was. And Dreamfire also. was younger and smaller even than Quickfire. Or Quicksilver, yeah. I mean. So. Yeah. Yeah. Was no threat to Blair. Uh, no, it wouldn't have done either anything. way. So it wouldn't have mattered if she was there. She would have just died with them. But this is where I think it's important to think about the prophecy mm. and to think that Aegon probably shared it with her mm. to pass on to the kids in case he didn't come yeah. back. Yeah, probably. You know, so so it's like not only are you safeguarding our children by staying, you're safeguarding the legacy. Mm. You're mm. safeguarding mm. what we're here for. Mm. Right? Yeah. So she had a bigger, she had a lot of reasons to stay and sit it out, yeah. but she had. Like big purpose when it comes to the family. I know, there. and of course she hears that her former lover. I mean, I don't know if Lady Melanie was two former lovers. Two, yeah, two, <laughs> her husband has, and her former okay, lover. Yeah, sure. Um, and she just doesn't say anything or do anything. She, she's quite stoic yeah, about it. And she, yeah. there, someone says, "Will you not weep?" And she's just like, "I don't have time for tears," because uh, nope. she knows that danger is coming. She's like, "I, yeah. I haven't got time for yeah. this." So she. No. Gets her children and goes to Lannisport across to the Fair Isle, and uh, who where Mark Farman, Lord Mark Farman says he'll, they'll no harm will come to you here while you're beneath my roof. Mm-hmm. We'll keep you safe. And she likes Fair Isle. I think she doesn't. She doesn't want to bring them harm mm-hmm. either. You know, she's she's quite aware of her position at this point. I yeah. think. And also, I um, also they pro- yeah they probably like the fact that she had a little you know a dragon. Cozy up, yeah, yeah, but it, but he was just a wee one, so yeah. I, know, <laughs> I don't know if they really liked it or not. Even so, the um, the end of this sort of section ha- is a gross 
is gross for me because it says, For the best part of a year, the people of Feral watched the east in dread, fearing the sight of Balerion's dark winds, but Magor never came. Instead, the victorious king returned to the Red Keep, where he grimly set about getting himself an heir. Grimly. Grimly, grimly. set about getting himself an heir. I mean, at least enjoy the process. <laughs> He's like, right, guys, I... Let, Gotta get down yeah, to it. Get the Viagra going. <laughs> get down on it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get the maesters to brew up some Viagra. Exactly. Um, and that's the halfway point. So shall we do shout outs to Patreons? So at the Queen's Guard level, we have Crispy, the Song of Ice. And at our Ice Spiders level, we have Scad. And we have uh, Julie Beth of Tarth. And we have the King Beyond the Wall. Mm. So thank you to our patrons. Uh, we do have uh, some patrons at the Snarks and Grumpkins level as well. So we don't do you guys by name, but thank you. Thank you. We appreciate uh, what you do for us. We really we do. We really, really do. And I have stickers for you all soon. Um, I'll be messaging. I have the stickers here. Um, they're great. Um, I can either bring them nice and Farrakhan or I can uh, get your mailing address. And I'll be sending them out soon. So you'll just let me know your preference, mm-hmm. guys. But I'll be in touch. And there will be other we'll merch very, very soon as well. And other merch soon. Yes. Yeah. We're just working on platforms. Yeah. And making sure that. we get quality stuff. Um, exactly. We don't want. Important. Yeah. We don't want t-shirts yeah. and stuff that it's going to come off after one wash yeah yeah <laughs> so, and that's the tr- it's a tricky it is. it's a tricky job that. Um, we actually have a question from the king beyond the wall by the way Woohoo! all right and his question is long but <laughs> i'll get there okay well it feels long <laughs> um <laughs> fire and blood is a third person account of events from several points of view House of the Dragon expands on it and gives it substance. What parts of House of the Dragon were the most disappointing in terms of explaining what was hinted at in the book and what was the best? Mm, that's a good question. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you want to go first? Do you want me to go? Yeah, you go first. Sure. I'll, get, I'll have um, a drink of wine and a <clears throat> bite of my pizza. Okay. <laughs> I almost poured a glass, actually, but it's a bit early and I'm not feeling well. No. And you're, <laughs> Sorry, you're not that it's of, too early. It's just that I'm not feeling well. Right now, so. Yeah. <laughs> Not that that usually stops me. No, um, okay. Yeah. yeah so, best and um, worst ad- adding of substance. Best and worst through the book. So I don't know how much best and worst substance. I feel that the relationship between Alicent and Rhaenyra is troublesome. I just feel like maybe I don't see the vision of where they want it to go because they get it gets so bad. So initially I liked it. But I constantly have asked myself, like, and there's one episode where they had had drifted apart and then they come together again and and seem quite friendly um, and have a really frank conversation. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. They sort of pulled them back together. I wonder why. So I wouldn't say made it bad, um, but just made it. I didn't I just don't understand what they're going to do with it. Um, I know what you mean. I, my, I know what you mean. Yeah, mm. you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I thought it was kind of weird because it's going to be harder to pull them apart. You know. Yeah, exactly. To... And make it make sense mm. because they're quite they're huge rivals in the book. Yeah, I mean, rivals. There's from the no start. affinity. There's no love between them at all. I think it, there is for maybe so, two minutes. Yeah, yeah. Like they try to for Viserys' sake. Um, so that was that was maybe my bad for me. Um, I think everything that. Um, I mean, I think everyone would say this, but that Patty Constantine brought to the table is Viserys and just giving that character life 
oh my god was just amazing right he brought the character full circle he even after the show was done he put out his reasoning for the way he portrayed the character and that it was for him. I'm sure everyone that listens to us has seen this, but he said for him, it was a love story. He never, he never, through everything he suffered through, he never once complained because he never forgave himself for what he did to Emma. So for him, it was always a love story. I did he not tolerated everything after. No, oh, it was, for me, it totally changed the way I even viewed the character. So on a rewatch mm. to watching it all, it's like, Mm. Wow, it's it's beautiful. It's so moving, moving, uh, moving. <laughs> I mean, I saw that in his. Um, obviously, his dying <clears throat> thoughts were of Emma, and his. Yeah, uh, he mistook Alison for Emma. Yeah, and actually, the dying when he said "my love" yeah. at the end, mm. that was um, that was just Patty. That wasn't that wasn't scripted. Oh, really? Oh, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to agree with you. I was giving you double thumbs up while you were yeah. talking about that. He it was so good. He was amazing. Another thing, though, that I really, really liked was um, there's the the book has all this mushroom said, and we'll get to it obviously when we cover it. Uh, mushroom said, and Septus so and so said, and blah blah blah. Um, so it, the fact that it gives we said it when we recorded the episodes where it was kind of like playing Clue, and the directors of the show kind of got to play Clue. So my favorite thing that they did with that was Kristen Cole's story and his connection with Rhaenyra. I always felt like in the book um, that they had had an intimate relationship, even though it's not said um, that maybe one of them had feelings for the other one, you know, in a deeper sense than like, you know, Kristen fell for Rhaenyra, maybe more than she was able to give him. And that's really exactly what the show did. So I, I liked feeling vindicated <laughs> in my thoughts there because I kind of always felt like that was, that was what really happened. Vindication. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> mm. any more have you got any more no i'm good your turn you go i don't know what my worst one was i i definitely i agree with you on the rainier allison relation i i really liked it at the start actually mm -hmm. i thought it gave it a lot of depth but I, it was definitely an odd way to go in some ways because they because it made it make sense so like oh they were friends and so they've drifted away but it's adding this very weird thing like when um i think otto hightower turns up at uh dragonstone yeah. and hands this letter the page the page and you're just like yeah. well that was fucking years ago and you know yeah. will she even remember what that's about and do you know what i mean and it just yeah yeah and what's it meant to say was that from allison is that from you it it's not yeah. meaning the it doesn't feel meaningful it. enough to me i'd be going all no. right it's a piece of page of a book i'd I don't know it's just weird and I can't see how they're are they going to make it seem like there's kind of <laughs> to sadly quote Donald Trump that there's good on both sides <laughs> you, know? Ooh, <laughs> you know I don't know if we can be friends anymore <laughs> I know but that's what he said isn't it it's kind of like oh well you know there's good there's good people on both sides and is that what they're sort of hinting at that that they're they're all just trying to do their best because obviously in the in the books there is definitely bad on both sides. Both sides do horrendous things. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But For it's sure. kind of like yeah. going I just don't I can't see how the extreme hatred and enmity and is gonna end up there. I don't know. Yeah. No, I know. That's one thing. I think uh, another thing for me was although I really enjoyed Lara Strong 
there were lots of things where I was just like, what? Like, what's with the firefly yeah. imagery? What's that about? Yeah. Is that is that supposed to be some kind of little finger thing? Sorry if that's a spoiler, but like... I know, little finger or various spider, firefly. Yeah, it, it just, it was a bit weird. <laughs> and and the, bird, the fact that he, was... put, he put the firefly symbol, was that just literally meant to be a visual for us to really understand that he was the one who set fire to Harren Hall? To Harren Hall, yeah. I know, by putting so his weird. personal sigil on the people, like, why would you do that? You wouldn't do that. Yeah, you wouldn't put your personal no. sigil on no. on the assassins. You Perpetrators. Send. No, you've purposefully cut out their tongues, no. but you have you've given them a brooch with your <laughs> with your banner. Or like what? And and why firefly? <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. I lo- I tried to look it up for ages and go, okay, because I was looking up like what a firefly is. And it's like, and some people see them as this and they're that. And I was like, I just, I'm really trying to make this work. And it just, I just can't make it work as a, oh yes, because the Firefly is famous for its blah, blah, blah. Is it literally a reference to the fire at Harren Hall? But that feels like so clunky to me. He's a fire, I'm a Firefly, fire starter. (laughs) Yeah, it didn't work for me. No. Not at all. I found... One thing that I wanted more from Fire and Blood, I wanted to see more of the of the Red Keep that we knew as well. Mm-hmm. I wondered why they kept doing scenes in the Godswood when we have no mention of the Godswood. This is not necessarily criticism, but it's a question in my head. Like, we're yeah. back here a lot. We're in this. We're in mm-hmm. this scene. This is a used scene. We could could did yeah. we have to have this here, or could we have had it somewhere else? Is it like cause so many people are theorizing? It's because the old gods are watching. It's because someone's watching. It's because of this. Hmm, no. Um, and I'm kind of like... I think... Did we need to have it Ned there? and Cersei have their big spoiler, of course, in, in this section we always talk about spoilers, but Ned and Cersei have their big conversation in the Godswood but as well. But there was well. no heart tree no, mentioned there. There is no heart tree anymore. So I think that it's to show... Mm. I think that heart tree is a symbol of the friendship between Alicent mm. and Rhaenyra. And I think the heart tree will will be torn down or burnt, mm. and that will, that will symbolize the end of their friendship. Yeah. I think they're using that scene because it's almost always a Rhaenyra Alicent scene in front of the heart tree. There's a lot and of I other things. I think they're things. using it just there's, to show the symbolism Damon, of their their friendship. There's Damon and Rhaenyra there. There's a lot with Alicent and Laris. He's when he and there's also Kristen Cole and Alicent are. Alicent is there yes, a lot. that's true. They also have a garden Alicent's party there. there. I was, when they had that little garden party when Damon comes back, I was a bit like, you would not have a garden party in a godswood. <laughs> you just <laughs> It's like a religious You would place. not. <laughs> like, I know that you probably can't build another set, but could you just have had a different like, part of the garden? Yeah, it's true. Especially because... For other scenes, like... Yeah, it's a, it's a palace. Like, there's tons of places that you could have have these uh things go down so it doesn't i mean yeah we wanted a nice outdoor scene but i mean it doesn't have yeah, to be in front of a, the heart it's a big tree. palace it doesn't have to be there and it looks yeah. like a kind of small yeah, garden as well it doesn't look very big no no it and then when he big. when viserys meets with um what's the small child that he's proposed marriage oh reyna no it's Rain- Le- lena lena valerian lena and that's Raina. in a different yeah. lovely part of a garden right looking over the ocean that's where i'd have a garden party Mm-hmm. Not in the mm-hmm. God's words. Yeah. That's not really a major criticism, but it was definitely something that I kept thinking was why do they keep having scenes in this place like, over mm-hmm. and over again? Yeah. But I definitely really liked the additions, to, as you said, to Kristen Cole and Rhaenyra. I thought they did that really well. 
their, yeah, their scenes together. I wasn't sure where it was going to go. And I felt I liked that. You know, when they're getting to know each other on the hunt. And you could see that mm-hmm. there was chemistry. But I was thinking, how yeah. are they going to ruin this relationship? How is this going to yes. happen? Well, and that's, yeah, it's funny that I was content with them having them having something i think i just felt like the only way that Mm, their relationship mm. because in the book they do have a relationship and then there's a massive Mm. rift and so the only thing that can really cause a rift like that is sex (laughs) i think an unmet expectation in the book they make the implication that it's actually rhaenyra who's been chasing him and he is pure and disgusted by her wanton behavior yes yeah and i really i thought their seat their sex scene together was really well done like it was actually mm-hmm. really sexy, too. like a genuinely yeah. sexy sex scene, which is mm-hmm. quite rare. I'll be honest. Uh, <laughs> oh, I mean, especially with all the other sex scenes in that show. I know, yeah, there wasn't any, but there like, was, like, no other ones that were this like is that. Actually quite sexy. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure there were a number of babies made that evening. Most <laughs> 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 people who finished the episode and were like, "Oh, you're kind of horny now," um, mm. in the mood. I, I got. Yeah, there were things that annoyed me about their storyline like they literally never spoke about it again like he just they she said oh i can't he was just so spurned i know i can't really marry you and he was like why i kind of think why can't like "Mm, okay i suppose that we can't see every scene but 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 we do see that he's a really reactive dude Mm -hmm. he's set off he's triggered easily and that is one thing they never they never resolved like i'm still confused as to how he beat Got away with murdering, away with murdering that guy at a party. Jeffrey <laughs> Lomer. Like, yeah. what? Yeah, that was the big they, one. They never explained how it happened. For me too. And maybe they, maybe that's the point. I don't know. But it, got, it went over my head. That's maybe t- Yeah, high I think level. maybe it's Alicent is just really good mm. at just sweeping things under the rug. I think that was her first sort yeah. of, I'm queen, this never happened mm-hmm. thing. Although they got married next to the guy's brains, so... Yeah. Which yeah, again, nice. I was a bit like, can't they have just taken two seconds just to clear away? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> just take a Poor Lenor. <laughs> to not. And actually, Lenor's story is one of my favorites as well. I love mm. that he got to live. Yeah. But it makes me very confused with where they're going to go with his dragon. Yeah, I know. That is weird. But I do like that he lived. Mm. Mm. I love Damon's character. I think they, mm. they did him very Although well. Although I did not. Him having. I just. Uh, him having. No, his sex scene with. <laughs> oh, his sex scenes all of them. They're all awful, but especially yeah that one with the, the white with worm M- with Missouri. Honestly, yeah. I feel quite. I've, I've watched the episode like three or four times now, and every time it's worse. Like just him. Yeah. It's I don't know if. I don't know if it's just such fantastic acting by Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. <laughs> what? <laughs> I've done that before. Because he's Damon, but he's Matt. <laughs> Matt Smith, obviously. Yeah. Such good acting by Matt Damon that he looked like Matt Smith. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That it's so good that it is just the worst you've ever seen. It or, is bad. Or was that just... It is bad. I just don't know. Because I, I, it makes me boke. It makes my, like... It get, brings me that yeah. feeling. Oh, yeah. Like it's bad. On... It is really, really bad. That's terrible. Just a note to guys out there. Just that's bad. Don't be doing that. The <laughs> angle is weird. Don't do what he did. They're, they're, I... The angle's weird. And you know, I know in yeah. porn. About to confess here, but in porn, there's obviously <laughs> always a slightly weird angle because they're trying to show to the camera what's happening, right? Yeah. They're trying to make sure you see penis yeah. and vagina. 
Okay. Penetration. Yeah. So you can't, they always yeah. have to kind of stand at a slightly odd angle so that you can see what's going on. That was not the mm-hmm. case here. This was not a pornography. No. We didn't have to see what was happening. Why was she at a really weird angle to him? Why were they off? Does, does he just bend a really weird way? <laughs> is this Maybe, is maybe only... he's like, you know, left side tilted or uh, something. Yeah. Maybe it's know? at a right angle. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Because it was yeah. just really oddly directed. And maybe that's the point. Maybe they were supposed to be saying he's not a happy person. He's frustrating oh yeah they were it was that was the point of that scene was he was totally just not for it they were like let's make this as weird they drove it home and horrible as possible and the fact i didn't like him with his really long hair he looks too much like vigo the horrible one from ghostbusters 2 yes (laughs) and his weird baby face and i the whole thing is definitely made my entire vagina just roll back up inside itself and dry out <laughs> and die <laughs> just a dead vagina but it was just horrible so what not to do if you're trying to seduce Steph <laughs> don't put that on in the background you will not get anywhere. don't put that on in the background <laughs> if you want me to leave then put that on in the background that's short fire way to definitely make me feel very very ill <laughs> but yeah I mean maybe they just did the most ama- like maybe they just actually had what I'm saying is the best sex scenes simply because they understood what had to be happening in those scenes so yeah with Rhaenyra and Kristen it was beautifully done wonderfully done it was yeah um yeah. the excitement on their faces I still stand by the fact that it took them so long to get undressed I'm sure he'd lost his erection but whatever yeah, just well, too I'm many. Pretty layers. sure by then she learned ways. She learned ways to yeah, get that's it back. True. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> and that one between Damon and Lady Mazaria was just—I have no word. There aren't any words. You know what? Though that's not the worst sex scene in the show. The worst sex scenes in the show are Viserys and Alicent by land. Oh god, I hadn't even thought about those. Yeah, I hadn't even thought about his yeah. rotting body on top yes. of hers. Yeah, oh, on top of her. God. You're welcome. But, no, but they I'm were, sorry. They were actually, impactful. No, Damon and the White Worm is no, worse. No, because at no. least with Viserys, like you're kind of like, okay, I understand the setup here, and it's just him and his rotting back, riding her. Damon, it, but it yeah, doesn't like, like dead eyes staring yeah, at the ceiling. But uh, there's something worse about Damon's. I don't know what it is. It is not to me. At least that was like two consenting that's people. True. But was Lady Mizora really consenting to that? She was like, maybe, yeah, let's have sex. Mm. But not that. <laughs> not that. This isn't even sex. I don't know what this is. It's just bad. I know. And then, of course, she's having to do the thing of going, no, it happens to all guys. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're the... I picture Chandler yeah. coming out from behind oh, the door. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. Exactly. And, she, and he's she's like, no, no, you really are the king of my life. You're amazing. Yeah. Ego stroking, penis stroking. You know, it's... Yeah, it's grim. But it showed she knew she knew Damon. Like it showed more about their relationship than their sexual relationship, right? Mm-hmm. It showed their yeah. dynamic. What about the? Sorry to talk more about sex scenes, but what about the Damon Rhaenyra? A lot of people were really anti that. I didn't. It didn't bother me very much. A lot of people like. Well, it's it's only gross because you know that you know that he's her uncle. I know. You know. But a lot of people, I saw criticism saying, "Oh, she had she was dead in the eyes. She was just simply trying to seduce him to get his power on her side." Oh, uh, no, I didn't I feel didn't that feel way. That way I, think that, I think that she'd been infatuated with him her yeah, whole life. Yeah. And I think I think that he as well, yeah. like he wanted her for a long time. Yeah. 
that was established in the Chris and Cole episode mm. as well that he wanted her. Mm. Um, he did for sure. And no, I didn't. I didn't hate the scene. It, it didn't. It didn't stand out as a sex scene. No, it was weirdly. Um, it, it was like in a weird tent or something. Yeah, it like, was. Where it was are this you? Weird beach sex. They're on Dragonstone. Yeah, but I think. like a weird beach sex tent. Yeah, oh, they were on Driftmark, yeah. weren't they? I think that I think by then I think they did the ceremony on Dragonstone because where would they have gotten the dresses and stuff? No, but this was this... Driftmark and Dragonstone aren't far. No. I know they were showing all the Driftmark stuff. It was just after Lena's funeral, but mm. I I think that because they, they were, were out humping, they had they were out humping yeah. whilst a whilst Aemon and what's face were fighting. This was... oh that's true. So maybe yeah. they were still on Dragonstone. I think they were because because or, I don't know. Raina turns up to that after. discussion and Damon and they were like, "Where have you been?" And she's like, humping my uncle. Yep. Uncle fucking. Uncle fucker. The song from South Park, Shut Your Fucking Face, Uncle Fucker, is could actually genuinely be applied to her. Could actually. <laughs> I, never, I never thought that there would be a time where it could be applied to a person. <laughs> <laughs> but it turns out, this is the time. There it is. Any of the tar- quite a few yeah. of the Targaryens are uncle fuckers. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Speaking of uncle fuckers Lovely. and Targaryens, should we get back to the story? Raina and Magor, yeah. <laughs> and what happened after Raina uh, went to the Fair Isle? This is where uh, Magor has to grimly set about getting an heir, right? To and grimly. so he needs grimly. It makes me think he's like mm-hmm. standing with his braces, going, okay, I'll do it. I'll make an heir if it kills me. And yeah. there's, there's some irony for you because it probably fucking does. It probably does. Okay, so he does have some success, right? He has a, a queen who does get with child. Uh, this is the first time he was called Magor the Cruel and, and a kinslayer. The old high sept, the really old one died. Yes, he did. Yeah. And then they they get... They crowned a new one. They did. Who, was, who didn't exactly fight the Targaryens in the same way the, the other high septon had. But he didn't exactly love them either, I think. And actually, the poor folks, poor fellows, crowned Septon Moon as their own High Septon. They did. They did. And so Jeffrey Doggett, was he still there? He was still involved, wasn't he? So it's still going on. I mean, I'll be honest, a lot of this I glaze over as well. Cause it's just like, oh, God. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, so this is just more of the War mm. of the Faith that continues. But unfortunately, Sir Morgan Hightower, who had been the only one pardoned, from mm-hmm. what happened at Old Town, he he was uh, killed, cut down and butchered. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Then they killed Lord Merriweather, Lord Peak, son and heir, uh, even Blind John Hogg. Wasn't it Big John Hogg? I thought it was Big John Hogg. Blind John Hogg. Who's Blind John Hogg? Hmm. Anyway. Oh, he was big, and then he got blind. Oh, uh, he did. Maybe. He was now Blind Blind John Hogg. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And they were basically silly petty war between people just murdering people. Yeah. This is when the end comes to towards starting to come towards Queen Visenya though. Mm-hmm. Um The Dowager Queen Visenya had grown thin and haggard, the flesh melting from her bones. I've made a note that it's a bit like in Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom when they open up the <laughs> Ark of the Covenant. Have you seen it? And all their faces yeah. melt off. Is that what's happening to her? Her skin is melting. Isn't out. that what happens in um The Last Crusade as well when they drink out of the wrong glass? Oh yeah, it does as well. Their faces melt off. Yeah. Maybe she drank out the wrong cup. Maybe she did. <laughs> she was drinking from Maybe the fairy cup instead. Yeah. Yes. And they had Queen Alyssa still there, basically 
basically prisoners. Yeah, hostage. Yeah. They were hostages, yeah. But yeah, they did, sure. weirdly, they sent, um, they had to send Prince, not weirdly, they sent Prince Viserys, the eldest son of Aenys and Lisa, to be... Megar's cupbearer, I think, right? Yes, he was to be his squire to the king. Yeah, because he was, at this point, he's Megar's heir, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. No, no, not necessarily. Well, I mean, if Megor died without mm. an heir, Viserys would probably be his heir. Possibly. I don't, they, when they haven't really established it. But either way, he'd have a good claim. That's true. He would have a good claim because he's not and he female. Was really liked, and... but he was really, really liked by people. He said he was beloved yeah. of the commons and he was 15 years yeah. old. But yes, uh, you were right when you said one of them ended up pregnant and that was Queen Alice. Mm-hmm. Alice Haraway. Grand Maester Desmond put her to her bed as she grew great with child. Assisted by two scepters of midwife, the Queen's sisters, Jane and Hannah. And Magor said that his otherwise have to serve the Queen too. But what happened? But she did not keep the baby. No. She had a miscarriage. Well. When Magor came to see the stillbirth, he was horrified to find the boy a monster with twisted limbs, a huge head and no eyes. Isn't that just a fetus? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah, this cannot be my son, he roared. Anyway, so he he sits the Iron Throne. What did he do to the people? Uh, he, I was just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> he cuts off the head of the Grand Maester. Mm-hmm. Uh, loses his shit on everyone in the room. He acu- ordered the execution uh, of the midwife, the scepters. Mm-hmm. Pretty much he went full-blown Megor, mm-hmm. which is no surprise by now. Um, and so he's sitting on the Iron Throne with the head of the Grand Maester. So there's another Grand Maester gone. Yeah. That's what, number three? That's number three. He's just playing with his head. Yeah. Just hanging out play, with, just a, with a the head. decapitated head on his lap. Wait, this is, I mean, there's a precedent for this because Amy's had a pickled head. They like playing with heads. True. They like playing with heads. Not the fun kind. <laughs> so their heads I'd much prefer to play with. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. They'd have made wine come out of my nose. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, anyway, so seeing Queen, so Tayan of the Tower essentially came and told Megor that he'd been deceived that the child was not of his body. No. And that Alice Haraway had, was afraid that she would be bitter like Queen Cerise and bitter and childless. Uh, so her and her father, the Hand of the King, concocted a plan to have pretty much any man who'd been proven to be virile mm-hmm. come to her bed to, to, until she got pregnant. You, was it true? Was it really true? I mean, they had a list of names and only mm-hmm. under torture, only only two of them didn't end up confessing only but two of that's them under torture, yeah so you can't yeah it's hard to say i mean i i don't know about you but i think that magor is is um um not barren but um, yeah. unable to conceive. well you know yeah. i think because you know i think that he yeah. was conceived out of some sort of dark spell and dark the magic. sacrifice yeah. was that his line would not be able to continue no exactly and of course we might we might learn something about tyanna later on that may, maybe that's something I want to yeah. chat about. Yeah, maybe have something to do with it as well. Maybe, yeah. So, so yeah. So he has everybody killed, of course. He did he? But just they didn't know of what was going on. They did this really quietly. They they did it really, really quietly. quietly. So Lord yeah. Harrow and Queen yeah. Alice are like la 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 la, and then boom, mm-hmm. she's dragged from her bed. Her sisters are killed before her eyes. Her father, yeah. who was an Inspecting the Tower of the Hand, I have an image of him just walking around going, hmm, let's have a look at the lovely, very nice sconces up there. And then, boom, he's thrown <laughs> from the he's window. chucked out a window. Yes. Oh, <laughs> lovely, 
leaves of plaster work yeah. there and then bang he's gone yeah. but then like this is full megor this is where you're like okay you've had a man they often say in a song of ice and fire that a man has a right to vengeance so he's done mm-hmm. that but then he takes it further he goes a little further and he kills the brothers yep. and the nephews as well all the haraways mm-hmm. basically the haraways yep. just are destroyed at this point Oh, yeah. I mean, and it doesn't even stop here. So he he takes out them, uh, the brothers, the nephew, everybody who could have known about it in King's Landing. He saves the worst death for Queen Alice Mm -hmm, herself, mm -hmm. um, who is given over to Tyanna to torment. They won't even Um, talk about it. Took two weeks for her to die. No, they doesn't even say what it is. Took two weeks for her to die. Magor oversaw every minute herself. Do you think himself? Do you think George just had couldn't think up anything disgusting enough? (laughs) <laughs> no, he's a horror writer. I bet he could. I know. I was just a bit like, I wonder if he was a bit like, oh, I've done enough of these disgusting things. Can't I just? Yeah. Well, uh, do I have to again describe another horrible yeah. way that a woman is, is killed? A woman is killed. Maybe he just didn't have it in him in this moment. I was thinking about this. So I was thinking, okay, this is fucking awful. But then I was thinking, this is actually high treason on their of part. Of course it is. And then I got yes. to thinking, what? Do we think, like, one of the things that Ned Stark thinks, oh, I shouldn't really talk about it because it is spoil. spoil- it's slightly it. spoilery. However, there is a, a, oh, should I leave it till the end? But there is a theme about what do we think another King character would do if he found out that his children were bastards and mm-hmm. other characters are frightened of what he would do to mm-hmm. the women and their children uh, or her children. You know, like it's not... Yeah, let's save it. Let's we'll talk, talk about, about that later. In the but I just, I because I, I do. That's that was when I was going. Okay, think about this. Let's just instead of having a reaction, an eject reaction to how horrible that is. Thinking, well, actually, that this is this comes up. Yeah, but did she need to take? Did he need to take two weeks to kill her and torture no, her like not that? Really? No. And and beyond that, did he need to drive off to Harrenhal mm. and kill every single person there who had a drop of Haraway blood? No. 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 This is when he goes to those extreme mm-hmm. places. His rage yeah. just takes over and he has, he just, yeah. he goes nuts. So he put the entire garrison to sword along with any man, woman, and child found to have any drop of Haraway blood. And then he marched to Lord Haraway's town on the Trident and did the same there. It's fucked up. So this is where the curse of Heron Hall mm. starts to become a thought. The curse of Heron um, Hall. The curse of Heron Hall. I, silly to me that it didn't come out before considering it was a castle constructed with blood but anyway yeah, well um just a bit of blood so just a bit of blood yep anyway there were still people fighting even though it was cursed there were still people fighting for the seat of heron hall and he made them fight for it i got bored of this he bit it's just it's just like he made them fight for it i know he did who won it was um sir walton towers wasn't it i don't really know anything about the towers house towers well, that's because spoiler alert! It's Heron Hall. They don't. Oh live yeah, long. They, he didn't. Live but long, isn't did he? didn't didn't he die like right after the battle? Yeah, he did not live long enough to enjoy his lordship, <laughs> dying of wounds that he had mm-hmm. from the fight yeah, in the fortnight. Exactly. Then, but Heron Hall did pass to his eldest son, but the domains were much diminished because the king granted Lord Haraway's town to Lord Alton Butterwell, another extinguished mm-hmm. family, and the rest of Haraway holdings to Lord Donald Darry. And the Darries are still around. Yeah, the Darries are still around later. But I don't know the house yeah. towers. I don't know. Because they do come up again later on. 
Mm-hmm. But I, I'm just looking them up. Their sigil. Guess what their sigil is? A tower. It's towers. Five towers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what should we call ourselves? We're House Towers. They are extinct. Yeah, they're extinct. Yes. Yeah. Because they sat at Harrenhal. They did. Like... Yeah, you're right. I should have. I should have known that. I should have known that. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That was stupid. That was really dumb of me to be like, where are they now? Oh, yeah. <laughs> where are they now? Oh, yeah. They had Harrenhal. But poor Mager gets home to King's Landing and was greeted with the news that his mommy had died. Oh. And in the confusion that followed her death, Alyssa and her children escaped from Dragonstone with their dragons to, to no one knows where. And also, not just the dragons. Oh, and also Dark Sister. Mm-hmm. 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 Two, they got one of the swords. Yeah. They did. I love that. He shouldn't have put it on a wall. He should have put it on a wall. I know. That's what we said last time. Like a friggin' boy band poster on a wall. What an idiot. Yeah. And then they took my Backstreet Boy poster and they left <laughs> with it. Um, Honestly. But then, oh, I feel awful though. The next bit is awful because in retaliation, he chains up Prince Viserys. I know. And tortures him to find but- out where they are. And he doesn't know. He doesn't He's know. He's just a boy. Why would no. he know where they'd gone? And they torture him. And then, uh, and he dies of his wounds. Yeah. So Owen Bush. Yeah. So Owen Bush says he may not know where she is. And he's like, well, let, let him die. Perhaps the bitch will mm-hmm. turn up for his funeral. And after nine days of questioning, he died. I mean, that's just fucking awful. I mean, he's just a boy. That gets to me. I've got two sons. I can't with that. I know. You know? I know. I don't And like they it. leave his body out. And they're like, Queen Alyssa will come and claim his body, but eventually... Like, how... Do you think she didn't know that this is what's happening to him? She had to know that this is what... But a large possibility was someone like Megor. She had to Because if it was me, I don't know how she just didn't turn up. I, I, I can't... I just... You know what I don't understand is how she didn't try and get him to leave with them. Like, where... Uh, how were they so separate? Maybe... Maybe Jaehaerys mm. made her. Maybe he was like, no, mum, we are leaving. I don't know. I would have not... I just wouldn't have been able to leave my child there. I wouldn't have been able to do I know. it. Um, I kind of judge her a bit for this. I'm judgy. I, I never try to judge any mum for anything, but I judge her for this. It's interesting to me, though, because like, there's this big confusion about Visenya leaving and the confusion afterwards. And she was starting to look haggard and stuff, Like, which this is where I said earlier, I have all these, like, who was being poisoned? Was Visenya being poisoned? Oh, I haven't even thought about that. I thought maybe Tiana of the Tower, who didn't get along with Visenya, was maybe trying place? to knock her I thought Visenya was on Dragonstone. She might have been on Dragonstone. Maybe maybe Alyssa was poisoning Visenya. Oh. Oh, I like this. Or something. But she was also just you know? quite old. <laughs> you know. She was also quite old, but there was a lot of confusion in it. And then it's like, well, how is it confusing if it looked like she was dying earlier? I don't know. You know. But also if Alyssa had planned it. She would have made plans to go and collect her son, surely. She wouldn't have planned it. She couldn't have gotten... Could she have gotten to King's Landing? Because her son was in King's Landing and they were on Dragonstone. I know, but she could have flown over. Doesn't she have a dragon? She doesn't have one. Does Jaehaerys? Jaehaerys and Elisand do. So couldn't they have flown together to collect him? But do you think they could have done? Like, do you think they actually could have gotten him? Was Megor there? Because he was in, surely he was in Harren Hall and Haraway, Harren, Harren. That's he true. He him. wasn't there. Did I? Maybe, maybe you're right. It was Tyana, but I, I thought Tyana was in King's Landing. I think she, or I think she was in King's Landing. I think you're right. 
If it was, I don't know, if it was a more sudden death, then it would have been confusion. Um, I mean, you see what happened with um, Viserys' death in House of the Dragon. Mm -hmm. Because people are like, oh, we have to let people know. Who's going to know? How do we let people know that this person's died? I mean, I suppose he was the king. But she was the queen dowager. He was the king, so it's a little different. Yeah, but she, she was, her, and also her people really shitting their pants happy. because it's Maegor's mum. They're like, oh, who's going to be the one to tell him? <laughs> they probably know, drew right? lots for that. But May, there's there's no nothing in there at all. This yeah. is what I said when you're like, he left his mummy, and I'm like, did he? I know there's, there's nothing, nothing in there about in there about how he raged about it. Grieving. We wept. Did no. wept. Did wept. Wept. But maybe that's left out on purpose. I mean, we're talking about this, like, we're taking everything as read from what maesters who are, uh, or from people who maybe not like, or even written, whether they like Targaryens or not, this is a book written in a mind for a later king to make the later king feel good about his reign. So yes. the, the purpose yeah. of this book is not to make Targaryens look good. No. So maybe they've left it out on purpose. Uh, you know, we've got to take everything with a pinch of salt. Maybe he cried. Maybe, we, we just don't know, maybe Megal cried and he did it behind closed doors and no one saw because he didn't want to see the Maybe. Movie. I've got no idea. But he wouldn't have cried, he would have raged. Yeah. You know? Mm. Or not, because it was his yeah. main, it was his mummy dearest. He still would have raged because a lot of people get mad in grief. Mm. I mean, what are the, the stages of grief? Is One of them is anger. Mm. And uh, yeah, I just it surprises me that he didn't seem to get upset. Well, it surprises me that it's not. There's, there's no, no documentation. Note of it. Yeah, so exactly. So I think that yeah. that that is that stood out to me that there's no note of of his reaction to it. It just simply moves yes. on uh, and talks about torture <laughs> and and how cruel he was to another person, rather than how he might have felt about the death of his mother. We just don't we don't know. But in 45 AC, they finally finished the Red Keep. King Magor celebrated by having the builders and the workmen who'd made it over for a feast. Give them wagon loads of strong wine, sweetmeats and whores. Not, hopefully not to eat. <laughs> or maybe to eat. Hopefully not to eat. Well, I mean, <laughs> in that kind depending of way. on. <laughs> if, you want, if you want a lot of uh, mouth ulcers, maybe yes. Um, <laughs> um, but... Uh, Afterward, the king's knights moved in and put all the workmen to the sword to prevent them from ever revealing the Red Keep secret. Their bones were interred beneath the castle that they had built. I mean, it's a legend. I mean, George is always talking about legends that, like history and legends, like we have them. Should they be taken with a pinch of salt? There's so many legends of this person or that knight or this king and did that. Mm -hmm. I think from George's own writing... I'm not saying he didn't do it, but I'm just, I'm constantly questioning this narrative. This this particular part, I think is clear that he did do it because of the dragon pit and the trouble he has. <laughs> true, true. But, but we, again, I just, I just don't know. And it, I, I think he's so ridiculously as a cruel character. Like he's so, do you know what I mean? It's just so what? I know. That you're almost going, but But I can see him that. doing something like that because it it is uh, now it's Targaryen secrets knowing the mm. secret tunnels that's a weapon that can be used against him later down the line yeah. and and he wouldn't like that mm. he wouldn't like people knowing his secrets so True. yeah i could see him doing yeah. that right those these are people that can be bought and sold easy peasy so yeah I think you're probably I can right i'm just trying to 
see the other side for some fucked I don't know why why am I sympathizing with this horrible I'm not sympathizing that's the wrong word I have no I don't sympathize with that I just I I don't know what my problem is I don't know it's a problem I have in life I'm always trying to see the other side of the story I try to also you know there's two sides yeah. to every story but, yes. I'm, but um, I'm annoying and <laughs> I annoy and people I'm always like no, 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 no. So. I do the same thing <laughs> yeah I know I do that too but but I think but in Magor's case, like, like, it's like you said, like, what choice did he have in this? Like, the mm. castle was built. He had all these secret passages put in. What would happen if one of those people talked? Mm. And Magor is a paranoid man. He had Magor's Holdfast built. He is. You know that he's he's paranoid. Yep. So you know that, that these thoughts are going through his head and he's thinking, I'm going to have to do this because if I don't, they could summon, they could sell my secrets and this could bite me in the ass later. Mm, that's true. So he did that. Now, uh, he probably thought, damn, I shouldn't have done that yet when he decided that the dragon fit needed to <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> After murdering all your builders. Yeah. And no um, one really wanted to Obviously, that him. wasn't something he had planned. It was something he must have come up with on a whim. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah. it's There's a lot of tragedy from this point onwards, really. It's down. It's a downward uh, spiral for him. Because Queen Cerise Hightower yes. suddenly had an illness and passed away. There's lots of He was not sharing Tyanna's bed. Yeah, he wasn't sharing... There was a rumour that he'd ordered her tongue to be removed. But I feel like that's just like... To me, that the rumour that he'd ordered her tongue to be removed and the knife had slipped and slit her throat is just nonsense. That's just... Yeah, I think that's overdone as well. Yeah. And yeah, he wasn't sharing Tyanna's bed anymore. Was it it now where he stopped sharing? Because his only wife left at this point was Tyanna because Cerise had died... And he'd murdered Alice, mm-hmm. so he had no... He only had Tyanna. Um, and yes. this is when he decides to build the dragon pit. And yes. no one will work for him, because they're like, well, I heard what happened to your last builders. Can't imagine why they wouldn't want to work for him anymore. He just seems like <laughs> such a good corporate leader. <laughs> I heard what happened. Uh, we have health benefits and everything, guys. Come on over. <laughs> Get dental. To me, this is crazy. Yeah, that all makes exactly. sense to America, to America, our American listeners. I, you know, we all of us get health benefits in the UK because the NHS is paid for in taxes. So yeah, that's it. Yeah, we have benefits. Yeah, like we have like standard benefits, and then we have like additional benefits. Oh, so yeah. is that like friends with benefits? Everyone gets a standard, and then pardon, <laughs> is that like friends with benefits. Like friends with benefits. If only. Orgasms given out by Justin Trudeau, are they? Um. (laughs) (laughs) Some people would like that, some people would not. Yeah, (laughs) I used to find them quite attractive. Anyway, we were talking about, we were talking about the building, the building of the Dragon Pit. This is where it began. And then there was another war. Oh my God, I know another one. Foxy Jane's You can tell where I get bored because there's hardly any notes. I'm like, (laughs) another one. Yeah, this was Poxy Jane Paul. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And she was... With the poor fellows, blah, 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 blah. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's just a lot of fire and I know, there's just so many of these, you know. Religious wars. We get more about Septon Moon again. Like, he comes up another time. Things have been turning against the king in other parts of the realm. He's, the small folk and lords alike had come... Basically, it says here that they'd come to despise him for his many cruelties. And many began to give help and comfort to his enemies. I think people are just getting pissed off. You know, he's killing people. He's I think so too. People. Yeah, he's killing. He, and that's the thing. Like, his cruelness is coming through mm-hmm. now a lot more. He's not mm-hmm. doing things to 
show any mercy mm-hmm. to the faith. He's just more and more frustrated, more and but more tired of It's not just about the faith. Them. I mean, the fact that he destroyed the whole of the Haraway house. Like, everybody died. Even people who weren't anything to do with what happened between the Queen. Exactly. Uh, just people exactly. who were miles away in Harrenhal. And when you hear that, I think there's a big there's a big theme, I think, with Gurm about should you get your people to love you or to fear you? And perhaps... Yes, huge. And perhaps there's a balance of the both. You need them to love you, but potentially a little bit, sometimes a bit of fear. And there's lots mm-hmm. of characters who talk about that. Whereas this is not just fear, they've come to despise you. This is This is beyond fear, in my opinion. This is... They're not just on their toes. Okay, he's got a dragon, he might... If we're blur, you know, if he turns up with a dragon, we're in danger. This is, he could do anything. He could just, if if someone over here slights him, he could come and destroy us because we were vaguely associated with that family or this family. Mm-hmm. That's, you can't yeah. live like that. Yeah. And no wonder people no. are have had enough. Yes. Um, and Septon Moon, he was the one that the poor fellows raised up. He's um, started calling yep. the High Septon, the official High Septon, High Lickspittle. Mm-hmm. And they roamed the Riverlands and the Reach, drawing huge crowds of people, uh, preaching against the king. The area north, of the, I think it's the Golden Tooth, which is in the Westerlands, was pretty much ruled by Sir Joffrey Doggett now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And at Castle Rock and River Run, so the main Riverlands, so the, they were the people who should have. Castle Rock should have been on Joffrey Doggett. River Runner should have been on yes. Septon Moon. They were keeping out yeah. of it. They were like, we're not, I'm not going to... They didn't want to get involved. Get involved. No. Interesting, though, because... And, and I wonder if it's because they agreed, because they didn't have anything mm. to lose against the Faith. No. Like, it's not like the Faith was going to go after them for going after these guys. They had already denounced them, right? And, but the thing is, they had the small folk oh, on their side as well. So people were keeping yeah, them safe. Yeah. It's... It, it's a parallel to a different um, kind of band of outlaws later with the small folk keeping people safe. And obviously anyone sent out to deal with them, it says that they were often, they often just vanished. So, yeah, uh, it's yeah. true. I yeah. mean, they might, the thing, oh yeah, I don't know. They they might have thought it's a good thing to to help deal with Magor, to help Magor or, do you know what I mean? But I think, I think people were frightened they're frightened of, on one hand, you've got these crazy poor fellows with bricks and bats, and on the other hand, you've got a crazy yeah. guy with a dragon. What's the best thing to do? Yeah. Um, and if you do one thing slightly wrong, Megor might come and kill you and your whole family and destroy your castle. So they're probably like, if we do this and we don't get it right, what do we do? What do we do? In 46 AC, <laughs> this is gross, King Megor returned to the keep with yeah. 2,000 skulls and he dumped them beneath the Iron Throne. Some people don't think that they really belonged to poor fellows and warriors' sons, but were just mm-hmm. ordinary small folk, farmers, and people who were just f- faithful to the faith, um, not actually fighting people. But he's literally... So he got he gets married on a hill of skulls, and his, his throne is surrounded by skulls. Imagine being in the room when he like dumped out that bag. Do you want to be in the room where it happened? Oh my god! In right? the room like, where it happened, yeah. <laughs> all Several these, sacks all these heads. of heads. Um, they're yes. not great signs to have skulls surround to be surrounded by death and skulls. These are not. This is not a good no. symbol for you. Probably not. Probably not. He still had no. Not good juju. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> 
he had no son still, no heir, not even a bastard that he could legitimise. He had nothing. He was firing blanks, man. No. At what point do you say, I can't do this, I need a surrogate? <laughs> I know, right? I need, I need to get a sperm donor from somewhere. I know. Well, they tried a sperm donor and look what he did to them. Yeah. Well, exactly. And then this is when he stopped sleeping with her. Why do you think he stopped mm-hmm. sleeping with I her? I think he probably had stopped sleeping with her already, but I just think that they just didn't. He. But why? I think he didn't. Why do you think that? I don't I don't know. I guess I don't. I, there's not really any stories of her getting pregnant in the first place or anything that, that's not that I think she could, but she never even feigns to get pregnant. I think that she probably wasn't was never welcoming to him to her bed. I think she wanted to be around him for the sake of his power. And so he married her for protection with his power. But I don't feel like their relationship was ever sexual. That first night, maybe, but Alice stayed. Maybe Tiana watched. Like maybe it was never even consummated. Wow. I never even thought about that. I kind of think of them as like crazy sex beasts. <laughs> you know we see what we want to see no <laughs> you know what i'm the opposite i really don't i feel like they never really consummated that marriage i feel like it was never i feel like it was always a sham i don't feel like it was oh ever sexual me. i never thought yeah. about that in my life i just thought he it's funny how div- how se- how different we can be sometimes well, that's the good thing about this writing is that you never know like yeah. every- people have just totally different you can read the exact same thing I never even thought this would be yeah. contentious. You know, certain things no. that are left to interpretation and you think people are going to have differing opinions on this, this, this and this. But I, this one is one of those things where you think, I can't even believe that anyone would think otherwise. I just thought he, I feel like he was growing bored of her because she wasn't giving him the son that the he baby. wanted. And he yeah. was just, she's a plaything. He, you know, he, he doesn't strike me as the kind of person to have true deep feelings about no. a, about a woman no. he he has a purpose my purpose is to create an heir and you're not yeah. giving that to me so you're not of interest to, to me anymore um yeah. it sounded quite scottish then i said you're not of interest to me anymore i just came out <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> that was weird um it comes from time to time when i'm in a shop i'll talk with a scottish accent because i don't want to be judged for being english because scots scottish people hate me <laughs> <That's laughs> so like, every now and again if i'm talking about something my newfoundland or my mom's newfoundland stuff yeah. comes out in me every now and i was again. looking up the newfoundland yeah. language that is some crazy shit um yes yeah. but we'll talk about that another time yes <laughs> and one of my least favorite scenes comes up next where they're sitting, Your they're basically, they talks about how small council sitting around mm. suggesting, not women, but vaginas he can put Victim. sperm in. Victims. Victims. Yeah. Victims of essentially marital rape. <laughs> and yes. uh, yeah. One, um, and like forced, forced marriage yeah, and marital forced marriage, rape. Like all of it. With. All of it's bad. Um, Grandmaster Benefer says, why don't you get Clarissa Dane of Starfall? Because then you can get her lands and house from Dawn. Yeah, this this person is suggested simply because she's Dornish and they can take some lands and stuff from Dawn. From so Dawn. she can be yeah. a vagina for him so that mm-hmm. they can get her lands. Al- Alton Butterwell offered his... Offered? I just hate that. Offered her... Offered my sister. Oh God, I know. She's a widowed sister. She's got seven children. He was like, come on, she's clearly fertile. She's obviously already gone into a marriage and we had been forced to create seven children and now she's going to be yes. made to bear more 
Uh, she said she was no the grossest she one. was no beauty, but her <laughs> fertility had been proved beyond a doubt. And are you going about to say mm-hmm. Lord Seltigar? This is the grossest yeah. one by far. You can take either of my maiden daughters. They're twelve mm-hmm. and thirteen. You can have your pick or take yeah. both. That what? is gross. Come on, that is so that's gross. In your words, that is grody. When I read that, I was like, "That's grody." That's grody. That's grody. Mm-hmm. Um, it is. And then Lord Valerian of Driftbark says, "Send for your niece Raina, the widow of Egon mm-hmm. the Uncrowned, by taking her to wife. Megal could unite their claims, prevent any fresh rebellions uh, gathering around her, and acquire hostage against any plots her mother, Queen Alyssa, might ferment." I mean, it's sort of wise counsel, but it's still gross. Go and get your niece. It is. Force her to marry it's you. gross. Yeah, it is. Speaking of uncle fucking, um, it is. <laughs> Stop gross. saying and... funny things while I'm sorry. drinking wine. I just spat wine <laughs> down sorry. my chin. I was looking at the book. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, but it's it does make sense. Mm. It's the same sort of when in House of the Dragon when they're trying to decide between the mm. heir, you know, having either. Rhaenyra marry Aegon or Rhaenyra marry Damon. Mm. Like there's mm. there's arguments to be made for both when you're looking at things from the royal bloodline perspective. Yeah, yeah. but it's yucky. It is yucky, and and he did. Rhaena always knew that this would be. Yeah, she anyway. knew it, and Maegor sort of he didn't listen to a lot of it, but he was like, "Lord Seltzer, you're onto something with more than one wife. That'll double. That will extend my chances of having an heir." So he's like, "I'm on yeah, board with that." Yeah. But also, let's get Raina. That's a great idea. And um, it would help put weaken any claims put forward by younger siblings. Imagine if Henry VIII could have had polygamy. <laughs> oh, he would have loved it. I mean, he did enjoy chopping heads off. He would have loved it. Um, he did enjoy, so does Magor. But uh, he did enjoy chopping heads, but he might have gotten away with not wanting to chop off all of his wife's that's heads true. if he could, have just been could like, actually just, just marry, marry another, another one, one who, you know. Yeah, you're not giving me a son. I'm just going to marry someone else. The Val- Valyrians, was like, fuck am I saying Valyrian or Valyrian? The Valyrians <laughs> are an example of a culture where polygamy and all of this stuff is allowed. And that literally mm-hmm. flies in the face of the faith of of everything. Yeah. And, and again, I think Valyrians are, a, I don't know much about their religion, but I gather they're kind of, I feel like they're meant to be some sort of pagany. I feel like they're quite dark, very blood yeah, magic. But maybe freer. But they seem you know? to be freer with a lot of things. They don't seem to have. I think they're they're certainly freer yeah, than like, the than the faith. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I would agree. And I think yeah. they. This might be George's commentary on, and once again, because you have it with Dornish culture, you have it with wildling culture. How the natural urges of people are controlled celebrated are celebrated in, yeah. in some faith some faith yeah. some cultures yeah and controlled and minimized and kind of what's the word i'm looking for um buried, buried yeah, by yeah. for sure diminished yeah by other <clears throat> by another culture and is either, yeah. i don't know if he's saying either of them are better it's interesting thinking of it that way because like as we talked about sort of non-monogamy in in one form or another and it's easy to talk about when it comes to Megor Targaryen and the view of non-monogamy and his his view of it is gross it doesn't have to be that way of course um but George's impact he has a, a very good friend that he's close to who who is an open marriage he's recently getting divorced Neil Gaiman um was was open so I do kind of wonder if he took some 
some thoughts when it came to, like, like you said, the Dornish and the Wildlings and stuff like that with their world building if he sort of looked into things more and created a more accepting space because of the influence, the positive influence he had from his friend. I had no idea that Neil Gaiman was in an open marriage. And he really wanted to, like, I, quote, unquote, yeah, like they're separating now. A, yeah, like so he had a bunch of... Him. Like mentally, I don't know him, <laughs> but well, you have a but, shot. <laughs> I'm like, I didn't realize Anna Woods had a shot though. <laughs> right, he, um, <laughs> I don't know him particularly well. He's not even necessarily classically hot, but I love his brain. Does that make sense? His the way yes, his yes, mind does, works yeah. is so hot to me that if, mm-hmm. if honestly, if he came and said, "Would you like to be?" whisk be whisked away and write books and read my amazing books i'd be like i'm out of here guys yeah. <laughs> like, yep love you kids I love you very much Bye. see you ladles yeah <laughs> i'm yeah, gone totally gone. he's definitely on my list yeah i don't i don't think i don't know if george is trying to make a comment that any particular thing is better than the other and he's probably in classic george way is trying to make us look at both sides and question it yeah i think so I think so. Because we have Aegon who had a very good incestuous, gross, but but very good relationship with both of his wives and then now we have Megor who's has who has this control problem mm. with yeah. with his relationships yeah. and connections and stuff. But it is not consensual non monogamy. <laughs> it is not consensual non monogamy. It is not. It is not. not. No. No. So anyway, what does Megor decide? Megor decides to take multiple he wives. Does as suggested uh and and he will also have reina but reina she Mm. knew this was coming she knows this is happening and so she takes plans to protect her children and dyes their hair and sends them off even she doesn't want to know where they've gone because she's saying if i'm tortured at least i don't know I can't reveal what exactly. I don't know. Exactly, easier to protect them. And so she sends them off to be fostered with other people. She doesn't know where they've gone. She dyes their hair, changes their names. But uh, yeah, she couldn't hide herself because obviously she's got a dragon. <laughs> it's really difficult to disguise yourself. Yeah. yeah, Just put a wig on the dragon. No one will ever know. Exactly. I mean, realistically speaking, she could leave Dreamfire. She and never she could would, though. go off she on her own. She never would, though. She could leave with Dreamfire and no. go off on her own, but she never would leave Dreamfire. She could try she go anywhere she likes. No. Yeah. And he also decides to marry other women mm-hmm. who have been pro- proven to be fertile, as is recommended. But but not not what's his name, sister. Um, she did not make. No, she was too ugly. And she should count herself lucky. Yeah, exactly. She got a, no. a good escape there. It says Raina was. She knew it would come, and it came sooner than she would have liked. She liked Lord Farman and his son, second son, Andro. She mounted Dreamfire and flew to the Red Keep. <sighs> and then where she learned that she would be marrying her uncle. So she didn't know why she was being sent for. It's not like she was like, come to your yeah. wedding. She turns up and it's like, hey, you're going to get married to your uncle. Who also killed your husband, by the way. So, and mm-hmm. the father of your children. Yeah. And they were also the other brides who he was also going to marry. Yep. He was going to have a strange mm-hmm. mega wedding. Mega, mega wedding. wedding. Mega wedding. Mega mega wedding. Mega mega wedding. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mega mega wedding. So who did they have there? Yeah, Lady Lady Jane of House Westerling uh, had been, she was a widow, had been married. Um, yep. Her husband died. Um, With Prince Aegon. Fighting for Prince mm-hmm. Aegon. Yeah. But she had given him a son. Yeah, so, so she was She had she given him a son posthumously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So her and then um, the more troubling case, as the book puts mm-hmm. it, was Lady Eleanor of House Costain. 
Her husband was still alive. Yeah, so Theo Bolling. But she was she was particularly good looking. Yes. I think I think that she was only nineteen. I but think she'd given her husband her. three sons, three children. Yeah. yeah, three sons. So she was proven to be fertile as well. She's the youngest one was still a suckling babe at her breast. Yeah. So Megor came up with a Trump charge to have him charged. What do you, what do you mean? Of some kind. I, don't remember I think it it's a perfectly legitimate trial and charge that the man had. He said that they'd been conspiring. With Queen Alyssa to murder the king and place the boy Jaehaerys on the Iron Throne. Yes. He protested yeah. his innocence. I can see why this but... random stranger who wouldn't even know Jaehaerys' yeah. name. He's <laughs> like, I didn't do it, but weirdly enough, he was found guilty and beheaded the same day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He gave his widow seven days to mourn in honour of the gods. Of course, another of the seven. Of the another seven. Of course. Of course. Well, yeah, another sure. Seven. Megor would honour the seven, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why have you added? This he probably, it was probably later that day. It's probably the day of the wedding. It's like murder the husband, stick this other woman. So she me. didn't even know that this was going on, right? So imagine this: she's feeding her little baby, sitting with her husband, having dinner in the little castle. Because uh, it sounds like he's a landed knight rather than a lord or anything like that. And then mm-hmm. one day he's just arrested, found guilty of conspiring to murder the king. And beheaded on the same day. And then seven days later, she's told, you have to marry Megal. That's how it happens from her perspective. Yeah. It's not like she was kidnapped and told this is what's going to happen and then he was killed or anything like that. Yep. Right. Well, the big stepper. <laughs> now. Yeah. You'll be queen too. You'll be one of them. Yeah. One, one of, of them. the queens. Yeah. Mm. And then, so Septon Moon comes up again, obviously denouncing mm-hmm. the wedding plans and... Lots of people... Can't imagine why. Lots of people were happy with this, but a lot of people were like, oh, we probably shouldn't say bad things against him because he kind of burns mm-hmm. people. Yeah, but the High Septon eventually came to perform the marriage. I mean, was he just a lick spittle? Do you think he was just inside just dying because he's thinking, I can't believe I'm coming to do a polygamous oh, yeah. marriage. Yeah, and I, I just do. have to I suck it up and do this. Thoroughly. So, so we have... Raina, Jane Westerling, and Eleanor Costain. And he, mm-hmm. on a warm spring day... Eleanor. Eleanor. What did I say? Eleanor? Eleanor. Or Eleanor. 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 Yeah, well, that's how mm. we say it in England. Eleanor. We don't okay. say Eleanor. We say Eleanor. That's weird, isn't it? Yeah, I see it in film mm-hmm. like Eleanor. In uh, The Good Place, she's called Eleanor, but we would just say Eleanor. I know. Interesting. I wonder if that's just because the... We don't have a very pronounced R. R. Kind of we sounds don't say R. Yeah, you don't. I'm not saying Elena. Yeah. Um, Elena. No. Elena. I don't know. Anyway. Elena. It would be different. Like in yeah. Scotland, it would be Eleanor. So that would be different here. So, yeah. Yeah. It's just my it's my yeah. London accent, isn't it? Elena. Um, <laughs> so on a lovely spring day, on the 47th year after the conquest, Magor took three wives in the ward of the Red Keep. They were called the Black Brides because they were all widows. For they were all widows, yeah. Mm. They <laughs> they kept the sons there to make sure all the, yeah, the Eleanor and Lady Le- Eleanor um, and Lady Jane would play their parts. <laughs> and Diana brought a special wedding present for Raina. She did, didn't she? What present? Yeah, what so present thoughtful. did she bring? She brought she brought the twins. Mm. She brought the girls. 
Reina was so happy to see them. I think of her as having like a kind of Russian spy voice where she says, um, you were foolish to think you could hide them from me. <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> Reina uh, bowed her head and spoke her, vows, her vows because they thought she'd be the one to kind of be like, no, I'm not doing it. But that's when... Oh yeah, she was. if yeah. one of them was going to be the one to throw down, yeah. it was going to be Reina. But she did it. She did it because she, she had, had to. to. Do it. Um, <laughs> this is so she funny. Did. Many queering, I'll just read it. <laughs> Many queer and contradictory stories are told of the night that followed. Obviously, because it's like, what do you do if you've married three brides? How does this work? And what how's the wet? How does the bedding work? Well, we know how it worked last time. <laughs> I don't imagine it worked quite the same this time, though. Uh, with the passage of so many years, it's difficult to separate truth from legends. Is it legendary? Mm-hmm. A legendary night. A legendary. Oh, what a night. <laughs> <laughs> Did the three black brides share a single bed, as some claim? It seems unlikely. Did His Grace visit all three women during the night and consummate all three unions? Perhaps. Did Princess Raina attempt to kill the king with a dagger concealed beneath her pillows, as she later claimed? Did Eleanor Castain scratch the king's back to bloody ribbons as they coupled? Did Jane Westerling... He probably liked it. He probably it. fucking loved it. Did Jane Westerling drink the fertility potion that Queen Diana supposedly brought her or throw it in the older woman's face? Was such a potion ever mixed or offered? The first account of it does not appear until well into the reign of King Jaehaerys, 20 years after women were both dead. This is where I like to say it reminds me of Clue, right? It's like, yeah. pick your path. Which one do you think but it if is? If they ever did a show based on this. For our British listeners... I think it's probably a little... She means Cluedo. Cluedo. Yeah, Cluedo. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think? I don't know, because he'd have to if he was going to do it one at a time, he'd have to have time to recover between each one. I mean, are we saying he's got that much mm-hmm. steam in his train to be able to one after the other? <laughs> bang, How bang, old bang. is Megor by now? He's born in twelve AC. This is forty-seven. Forty-seven. So he's thirty-five. So he might maybe. do. How much has he drunk on the wedding? Maybe because he may not. <laughs> Does not seem like the type to be in in buying any alcohol. Yeah, that's true. He's probably uh, only ever drinks wine he's seen poured himself. It's like frigid. Yeah, I can't see him really um, kicking. I can't back. imagine them sharing a bed. How fucking awkward would that be? But I feel like he'd want them all under his watch after what happened with Alice Haraway. He might. Do you know what I reckon like, he did? No. He probably had sex with them one at a time and made them all be in there so watch. he could keep them. That's what I yeah. think. I don't know if I think Reina attacked him. I think he would have just yeah, killed probably. her. But he might have might have liked her spunk. <laughs> Maybe. Spunk. <laughs> Not that kind of spunk. <laughs> like her feistiness. <laughs> Woo. I like your spunk. I like Woo. the taste of your spunk. Um, <laughs> Not that kind of spunk. The oh cut God. of your jizz. <laughs> That's okay. Um, sorry, it's supposed to be cut of a jib. Oh. Sorry, I misspoke there. <laughs> um, yes. But he did, this is a big thing after the wedding. Yeah. He does declare an he heir. He does right? that Araya is the lawful heir, and then Rayla yes. like just gets sent to Old Town to be raised as a scepter. Yeah, you raised shall be my heir, yeah. and you shall be a nun. <laughs> the spare. Why wouldn't? But if you're a nun, do you not have to take holy vows, which would prevent you from? Yeah. If if something yeah. happened to Araya, would not oh she God. not? The fact of the matter here is that is that Megor doesn't expect that he won't have a son. Mm. So it won't matter. Dumb he thinks move. that these three women will yes. He thinks that he's gonna get a son. He's out not of managed. This, he's had regardless. How many wives has he had so far? Three. He's got three more. Yeah. He's been having sex yeah. since he was thirteen. He's he's been doing it 
for so long. The women are the problem, obviously. Yeah. So, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> obviously. Wake up and smell the Viagra. Just... <laughs> the Viagra no, would even help true. him. He has he has no swimmers. There's nothing swimming. Nothing. nothing. Um, no. But he yeah. so he does finally have an, a lawful heir. Uh, but Jaharis, his uh, nephew, who was the rightful mm-hmm. heir by all the laws of the Seven Kingdoms, was expressly disinherited um, in the same decree because obviously mm-hmm. he was a boy, so he would be the rightful heir over Erea. It's interesting that Magor has chosen a girl over a boy. Do we think that's because he was hoping to have his own boy? Yes. Because um, yeah. I feel like it's I particularly do. feminist of him to be like, I will have Rhea of Erea. Yeah, I also think that he's just trying to maybe appease or keep Reyna in line. You're really? going to stay here and be he, my prisoner. Do you think he cares enough about her feelings to do that? I think, a, I think not her feelings. I think he cares about her behavior mm. at court, though. Mm. So I think for for him, he's like, I can control these women easier. Mm. So that she's my heir and she's here under my watch. Yeah, you know? he did some really fucked up things. He did. Well, he sent off um, late Queen Jane's first son. He was confirmed of Lord, Lord of Tarback Hall, but sent to Castle Rock. He sends away all the kids. Queen uh, Queen Eleanor's elder boys were similarly disposed of. One to the Eyrie, one to High Garden, mm-hmm. and the. The queen's youngest babe was turned over to a wet nurse because the king found the queen's nursing irksome. He probably wanted the boobies for himself. Um, They're poor women. Um, But Queen uh, Eleanor ends up pregnant. Mm -hmm. Jane first. First. Oh, Jane was pregnant. Jane first. And then Eleanor. And he was so excited. I mean, I feel kind of like he's showering them with gifts and honours and... You know, he's just so excited to be having a son. Like, I feel like this is mm-hmm. lovely. A child. We don't. We wouldn't even know. No, but either way, he's he just ecstatic to be, be having a child. He's excited. And I love yes. that. I love that yes. he's like, oh my God, let's be excited. Like, he's mm-hmm. not a nice person. But no. when it comes to this, he's just absolutely... I mean, it's actually classic uh, narcissistic behaviour, love bombing. But let's look aside that. <laughs> let's look aside the love bombing. Yeah. And go with, yeah. I'm just happy that he's happy for once. Like for once in his miserable, angry, like fire and blood lines. life, he's <laughs> yeah. excited that two of his wives are having babies. Yeah. And that's that's nice for him. Let's, let's, let's just take in the joy of Magor at this point. Let's all just... Because a lot of it's been murder and death and burning this, chap- this half of the chapter. <laughs> what? Mm-hmm. Let's just allow ourselves yep. to feel joyful that he's joyful for one fucking minute of his life. And then what happened? Well, it was short-lived. <laughs> Again, three months. So it was three months with um, Queen Alice. Three three moons before she was oh, due. Yeah. So she was like six again, months and, and then again, three months before she was due, Queen Jane was brought to the bed by sudden onset of labour pains. And another had another stillborn, just like Alice Haraway, a legless, armless creature, which had both male and female genitalia. Yeah. And and Jane died. Yeah, she what? died too. Child. I mean, if it's legless and armless, I wonder if this is uh, what the humour coming back to haunt him. Maybe. Yeah, definitely vibes. <laughs> and having both male and female genitalia makes me think of dragons. Because dragons have yeah, both... Intersex. Dragons are intersex. Yeah. People said that Mega was cursed. Because he'd killed his nephew mm-hmm. and 
the f- he was cursed long before he killed his yeah, nephew. Yeah, he was. Well, if you believe he was born of a yeah. dark magic, then yeah, he was already cursed. I do like that this is this is finally called out. Mm-hmm. He had slain his nephew, made war against the faith in the High Septon, defied the gods, committed murder and incest, adultery and mm-hmm. rape. He finally, for once, is accused yes, of rape. for once. <laughs> and for once, for once, people are saying that it's your penis that's empty of sperm. His yeah. privy parts yeah. were poisoned. Exactly. His seed was full of worms. The gods would never grant him a living son. So someone is at least going, yeah. maybe it's actually you. Maybe it is yeah. the man. Yeah, maybe you're the problem. <laughs> what? But he had a different explanation. Mm. And he got Sir Owen Bush, whose name I fucking love. Sir Bush. <laughs> Bush. <laughs> and yeah. Sir Maladin Moore to seize Queen Tyana and deliver her to the dungeons. She made mm-hmm. a full confession. Supposedly. She made a full confession. Yeah. Well, not she didn't even have to be tortured. They were just getting the implements ready, and she no. went, "Okay, I did it. Yeah. I poisoned them. <laughs> yeah, I did it." Yeah. And she'd been poisoning them in the womb, and she'd done that to Alice Haraway, and it would be the same with Eleanor Costains. Yeah, she promised. And apparently, he cut her heart out with blackfire and fed it to his dogs. But it was true. Yes. Uh, because when Queen Eleanor was also too soon delivered of another stillborn child, an eyeless boy. Born with rudimentary wings. Bit dragony again mm-hmm. there. I have theories about all these dragon babies, but I might do a bonus episode on it. I'll do I like a Patreon exclusive bonus episode on it. My theory is that, that Tiana never actually confessed anything. That it was just concocted what? to make it seem like to just to give some give Meg or someone to blame. I need to know more about this. It couldn't possibly be it just like it's just st- typical Megor. Like he needed he there was no rhyme or reason to him accusing Tyana of this in the first place. She was just another person there at court who'd been there all the way through. So I think it was just Magor realizing that he was useless and infertile and he, he couldn't possibly be the problem. So he's going to blame it on Tyana and it was just her fault. So you think he was all of these monstrousy kind of babies were because not because of magic? No. I kind of like it. Well, unless it was just like... I kind of like it. Yeah, I just think it, is, it goes into that, that theory of um, othering people who were not born in the same land, right? She's, she's, a, she's not one of us. She must be a witch. She must be this or that. She's easy to blame. It's her fault. That's my little... That's my pet theory. I kind of... I see what you mean. And part of me wants to agree it, but I... Yeah. With Targaryens. My theory about... Targaryen babies and I'll spell it out very briefly here but I want to do a whole episode on it is that they are the whole thing about seed of the dragon there is some reality to it you know that there there is something dragony in their blood but mm-hmm. I won't go into it now but I think that there is something about it and when the babies are forming in the womb maybe they are a bit more dragonish why do you think if she hadn't done it what so you don't think she confessed to this whatsoever no. Why are you happy to dis, just dis, just say no to this one? You just think it's simply she's othered, she's foreign. I just think, I think she's othered. I think it's too easy. I think it's just, it, it's just too, it wraps too neatly a bow. Mm. What, what's her motivation? Suddenly to like to, you know, he brought her over from Pentos. What did he kidnap mm. her? Was she not happy all along? Well, she, but like, I, what's I her mean, motivation to have done this I in the first place? I do agree that it is a bit odd, but I do, I wonder if she was didn't like being passed over 
that she wants that maybe she maybe she saw his cruelty maybe she saw his cruelty in the world uh, and that maybe relates to another character in the future maybe we can talk about it in the spoiler section and I'll make a note of it but perhaps she saw his cruelty and didn't want to bring another one of those out into the world mm-hmm. could be what Visenya had potentially done to create him she knew this yeah, darkness I wonder if she knew that too and perhaps she came over she married him but her her main thing was to make sure he never created a, a dark evil or person like him in future if he was ever capable in the first if place. he was ever capable in the future but maybe maybe she just wanted to make sure that he he wasn't able any anything that quick as he clearly quickened some women he well maybe maybe or not <laughs> maybe. we don't know but some because alice haraway's baby mm. was was monstrous mm. as well dragon-ish as well but apparently it wasn't his well fault. the thing is what i said when when we said alice haraway's that one to me just sounded like a normal early fetus you're right it, does it sounds like, like you know fetus. big head and a, you know when you see a sleep what they call an ultrasound or would their bladder just get full uh, and they would your die baby of you're kind of like what the hell is that <laughs> They've got these weird little, yeah, little weird legs, a little alien, um, and the giant head. You know that to me just sounded like a fetus that had been born too early. Whereas mm. uh, these ones do sound potentially more monstrous. So if if Alice Haraway's had been created by another man and they it wasn't maybe it was just she just had an early birth. Maybe Tyana gave her moon tea, you know, yeah. to help to to yeah, bring along a miscarriage. Be. Uh, and perhaps poison these ones because she thought actually he hasn't managed to impregnate some people. I will maybe maybe that's what you know. It says that for some reason it says to, she says that Jane Westling was given a fertility potion. And again, I want to talk about this in spoiler section, but perhaps it wasn't a fertility potion. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was moon tea. You know, I I yeah. do think um, yeah, it's strange that that gets brought up just for her. Yeah, you know, she brought her one in particular. Yeah, maybe she knew that Costain, if she was still Eleanor Costain, was still breastfeeding. It would be harder for her to conceive because obviously breastfeeding. Some people say it's a good natural contraception. I mean, That's it's false. false. <laughs> um, but she may not have been having periods or something because a lot of people don't have periods. Yeah, but you can you still, can still get pregnant. Still, uh, but I'm just saying, in those days, yeah. they might have thought breastfeeding because lots of people used to think that and lots of people still yeah, do yeah uh which is why a yeah. lot of women end up being pregnant very quickly <laughs> after their first time very quickly after i got so i remember getting thoroughly lectured after both yes. my children the midwives were, were like please by... use protection you yes. are not yeah. able what and what are you doing for birth control you are not leaving here until you tell me what you are doing for birth control after <laughs> this child unless you want to conceive yes right now. exactly yeah so it might have been yeah. the case that they didn't know that because it's only recently anyway i i'm just saying i think the whole thing stinks is what i'm saying and because it's written by a man and a maester they don't really care they're just trying to tell a story yeah. and the story is is that queen tyana was bad and she poisoned everybody because she was evil and she's a woman and she's foreign but maybe she was actually trying to protect people from having another Magor in the world. Yeah. Maybe. That would be, to me, her only motivation. Mm. But... I mean, I maybe know. she just didn't give a shit by that point. Maybe she knew that Magor's end was coming soon as well. Which, spoiler alert, it does. It is. It is. 
he's on the way down. She knows that the world like is against two pages him. Away. She's also both yeah. really powerful. She's got spies in places. She knows which way the wind is blowing. She, she I mean, she fucking knew about Araya and Rayella. She knows shit. She had to know that Megor was going to kill her if this is what what he found out or what he thought was. But happening. maybe she. So, but this is what I'm saying. What, it's like she confessed that, and I think she because I think she knew that his. She knows that he doesn't have long in this world. She must know it mm-hmm. because he's not conceiving maybe. an heir particularly quickly. Maybe he. She knows he's got slow sperm. It's going to take another long yeah. time to do it. Another batch of another batch of three (laughs) yeah you know i i think she's she knows which way the wind is blowing she knows what's going on around the realm so i reckon she is she's probably just like i'm just gonna confess i'm not going through torture fuck that shit i'm just gonna tell them what what i did and i'll know that they'll kill me but whatever i don't care she knows it's either she dies or yeah it's true. I don't know. So then we end All up right. in the 48th year, which was the last year of his life. 48 mm-hmm. AC. Yep. And he was basically fucked by this point. Really, really fucked. Mm-hmm. Yep. No sons. No sons. Still fighting with the faith. Yep. All of these people ro- roaming around all the places, mm-hmm. calling him an abomination, calling him cursed. No one really doing it. None of the like the vassal lords doing anything to stop their people from saying this people are just sort of quietly no, sitting in their car like going i'm just gonna wait this out and <laughs> see what happens how much longer yeah how much longer are we gonna have to wait this out lots of people like lord okart and lord rowan joined septon moon they thought they were gonna attack him but they joined him lots of people mm-hmm. uh lord seltagar resigned as the hand and was like, I'm just going to go back to my house on Claw Isle. I just don't really want to be yeah. here right now. Uh, sound, I sound like the Dornishmen were coming, uh, starting to march. Shit was hitting the fan. Yeah. The realm was yeah. was out to get him, for sure. Yeah. And then and then yeah. the final thing mm-hmm. was in Storm's End. On Shipbreaker Bay, Lord Rogar Baratheon proclaimed young Jaehaerys Targaryen to be the true and lawful king of the Andals. Blah, 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 and blah, and blah, and blah. Mm-hmm. And Queen mm-hmm. Alyssa... And his sister Alessandra stood behind him as Jaehaerys unsheathed Dark Sister and vowed to end the reign of his usurping uncle. And a hundred banner lords and Stormland knights cheered the proclamation. And they were all like, we'll do it fine. He's only got one dragon, we've got two. And then soon they had three because basically Raina was like, great, I'm out of here. Fuck this shit. She's gone. Yeah. Raina was like, oh, you're finally stepping up? Okay, yeah. I'm going to So she out. leaves them. She takes Araya and, and Blackfire... That she steals from the king's scabbard while he was asleep. Like, what? She's got some balls, man. She's like, I'm going in there. I'm taking black fire. So they they probably spent the night raping her. So she's probably like, yep, I'm going to take this and go. He's losing the symbols, though. All the symbols he had at the start. I know. He's now not got Dark Sister. He's not got black fire. They've got three dragons. He's got one. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. It's definitely symbolically coming to an end for him. A big shift in power for mm-hmm. him. It says Magor's response was sluggish and confused. Do you think he was? I poisoned? was thinking that too. Like, ooh, <laughs> that doesn't sound like Magor at yeah. all. Why is he sluggish no, and confused? No, no, no. Yeah, I think maybe she slipped him a little something to make yeah. him pass out enough. He wanted to get his um, grand to send out ravens, but his grand maester had left, had gone, gone to Pentos. Yeah. 
and he found Prince Aragorn and then tried to get the twin sister Rayella, but the Lord of High the Lord Hightower just imprisoned the messenger. Like if I don't know No, I never never heard what he said. Fingers in my ears, didn't hear what he said. And two of his Kingsguard vanished one night and went over to Jaharis and Sir Owen Bush was found dead outside a brothel. His member stuffed inside his mouth. God. That's horrible. Yeah, it's yeah. just not looking good. And yeah. then um, no. the Valarians of Driftmark declared for Jaharis. Two, it comes down to Magor versus... I didn't have one anymore. The Tyrells yeah. uh, of Highgarn, so they're the the vassal lords of the Reach. They've gone. Our high towers of Old Town, the Red Wines of the Arbor. The last, basically, it's like dominoes just falling. All these big, important lords are just declaring the... Arons of the Eyrie, the Voices of Runestone, they're just all leaving Magor's side and joining up with Jaehaerys. Yeah. Uh, he only had kind of like, he basically was left with, you know, like in a, in like physical education at school and you pick teams mm-hmm. and one person ends up with all the good people. Yeah. <laughs> like Magor's <laughs> yeah. left with kind of like all the not very good at sport people at this point. He's yeah. got lesser lords yeah. um no one that you'd know like well some people that you would know like rosby and stokeworth but they're weak they're always weak they've always been a bit of shit i mean i love i love that one of them actually tried to tell Magor to abdicate and take the yeah black. Like, yeah you're so fucked you need to take just go take the black and there were there was nearly four thousand yeah. men but only one in ten of them were knights like it's just a bit shit like he's got a crap team yeah oh yeah He's done. And he... Yeah. Oh, yeah. The person who said, why don't you take the black, beheaded him on the spot. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm just going to quickly behead you and let's continue. He just was like, whoop, let's keep yes. going. Yeah. Anybody else have any yes. ideas? No, and he put the no. man's head on a lance behind the Iron Throne. Just mm-hmm. there. Another head. Lots of playing with heads. We've had pickled yeah. heads, other yeah. heads, heads on a lance. Heads everywhere. And event- they talked into yeah. the night, what should we do? And then eventually everyone left apart from... Lord Towers and Rosby, and they were the last ones to see Magor alive. Uh, I think we should read the next section because I love it. Do you want to read it or should I read it? Which part? The hours Hours later? later. Do you want to read it or do you want me me to do that paragraph? Yeah, sure, 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 sure. sure. I'll be like school, we'll take a paragraph each. Okay. Hours later, as dawn was breaking, the last of Magor's queens came seeking after him. Queen Eleanor found him still upon the Iron Throne, pale and dead, his robes soaked through with blood. His arms had been slashed open from wrist to elbow on jagged barbs, and another blade had gone through his neck to emerge beneath his chin. Many to this day believe it was the Iron Throne itself that killed him. Magor was alive when Rosby and Towers left the room, they argue, and the guards at the door swore that no one entered afterward until Queen Eleanor made her discovery. Some say it was the Queen herself who forced him down onto those barbs and blades to avenge the murder of her first husband. The King's Guard might have done the deed, though that would have required them to act in concert, as there were two knights posted at each door. It might have been a person or persons unknown entering and leaving the throne room through some hidden passage. The Red Keep has its secrets, known only to the dead. It might also be that the king tasted despair in the dark watches of the night and took his own life, twisting the blades as needed and opening his veins to spare himself the defeat and disgrace that surely awaited him. 
Who did it? Who did it? Who has done this? Who did Who it? Who do you think? Six years. Who would you... Six years and 66 days. Did you six, know six, that? Six, 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 yeah. six. But who yeah. did it, Beth? Solve it for us right here and right now. I think Megar killed himself. Yeah, I. Uh, that was not the answer I was expecting you to say. <laughs> I 100% was I'd just like to take you by surprise. I wasn't expecting that. Okay, t- tell me more. I just think Megor, Megor was such a prideful person mm. that I don't think he could have taken anyone else taking his life. So I think he took it himself. Dude. And he used, he didn't have Blackfire to do it himself, so he, he used the next best thing, the only symbol he had left of Targaryen lineage, and he did it with the throne. I, I don't know how I feel about this theory. Because to me, like, he's so arrogant. Would he not have... Is he not the kind of person who just n- would never give in and believe that he could do that? Do you know what I mean? Like, that's giving up, isn't it? Yep. Yep, it is. But I think... I don't know. That's just my take. What do you think? What oh, do you I think, Kilda? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really fun to think about it. I, I wonder if Eleanor Costain, mm-hmm. like, Eleanor found him asleep. She pushed him into it. She was. She, was yeah. she saw him and thought, "This is an amazing opportunity." Boop! I'm gonna push you into the Boom. thing. Yeah, I wondered. I did think that too, especially if maybe he had been still sort of slow from being poisoned mm. or something before. But then it could have Sluggish. just been the Lord Rosby and Towers. You know, they were the last mm-hmm. ones to see him alive. Uh, they're the ones who did it. <laughs> it usually is. You know, they. Yeah. They probably were like, "I'm sick of this guy. He's a dick. Let's get him drunk and we'll push him into the Iron Throne." <laughs> Let's get him drunk and push him. In. You know, yeah. I just don't think of him as a person who'd commit suicide. I think he would just—he's the kind of person who would never give in. He'd be like, "I will be." Well, that's that's exactly why I think he did it. I think he had nothing left. Mm. I think he couldn't handle possibly going by someone else's hand, so he went by his own. Interesting. I guess, I guess we'll never know. We'll never, we'll never know. It's one of the many, 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 uh-huh. many mysteries of Fire and Blood. Mm-hmm. It is. The picture I have... Do you have the pictures in your book? So I have, I have, no, it doesn't have it. see if you can see it. I do in my big like, book. This yes. one. Yeah, him dead it's on the really ground. really gross. Yeah. I like her. She's like going... <gasps> like that. Ah! Yeah. Because people would have done that. She probably would have been going, Yes! He's finally dead! Yeah. <laughs> right. But he was burned in the yard of the Red Keep. His ashes interred afterward on Dragonstone beside his mum's. He died childless mm-hmm. and left no heir of his body. And that yep. was the end of that chapter. Mm-hmm. It was a long that one. It's a really long chapter. This is going to be probably yeah. our longest episode ever. Um, the good news is the next chapter that we're going to cover is what is it prince into king the ascension of jaharis the first yeah and that chapter is only like 16 pages so yeah that might be a record short episode for us it's a short one so. i know i'm looking forward to it though thank goodness I, for that. I like it gets very fun too. when after this point anyway yeah yeah but yeah that's what we'll do next time is the next chapter mm-hmm. shall we start our spoiler section yes yeah spoilers yeah so way. if you don't want to hear spoilers Sign away now. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if mm-hmm. you have any ideas of... Thanks for sticking yeah, it out. And if you have any, <laughs> any ideas of things of who killed Magor or who killed the High Septon or basically who did what and where and where because there's a lot of that in this chapter. Yeah. Was Visenya poisoned? Was Magor yeah. poisoned? Who killed yeah. Magor? Who killed the High Septon? Who killed yeah. this person? Let yeah. us know. <laughs> Tell us Was what Tyrone you think. Was Tyrone of the Tower actually a hero or a villain? 
<laughs> so, yes, all the yeah. questions. Exactly. So come and come and come at us at, on Twitter, uh, a Kiss Podcast, and let us know what your thoughts are um, before we bounce into the spoilers. So spoilers, 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 spoilers. spoilers. Um, I've got what quite you got? A few. Yeah, you kept a list. I didn't take a list, so we can just run off what you've got there. I meant to. I meant I to take I a one. list. I meant to write down another one, and I forgot. <laughs> so I'll forget that one. I have loads. Um, I start at the beginning because um, I am reminded. This is more of a kind of um, uh, not a spoiler, but a link to a person. I think okay. that I'm reminded of uh, Euron with oh. with Magor. You know how Euron really? Yeah, he because Euron kind of pisses in the face of God of the gods, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. He literally he does says I killed my brothers and I pissed in the sea and no one came down to spite me mm-hmm. and I feel like Magor it, with his war and the faith is kind of saying I am bigger than any god I no gods can strike me down he sees himself almost as a god a bit like with Euron mm-hmm. it just as, yeah. especially when he took his he didn't want the crown with the seven on you know mm-hmm. Magor. And I just feel like his disdain for the gods is not just normal disdain, but kind of, I am better than. They're beneath me. They are beneath me. me. Yeah. I am this, Targaryen. This, be- this belief is yeah. beneath me. Yeah. It's just a mini mini one. I also, so this is more in Magor's defense. So this is, I'm just going in the order that I've got them written down. So in Magor's defense, okay. there is... And this might have relation to this, this new theory you've thrown to me, which is that after he's been in a coma, he wakes up. He wakes up darker in a worse place. Beforehand, I think that there there is definitely, for me, a parallel to Duncan the Tall. Because hmm, in the other... There's only other one other trial of seven that we see, and that is in Duncan Egg. Yes. And no, no so one, yeah, and no one will fight with Dunk in the Trial of Seven. Mm-hmm. I feel like the table is flipped because you've got Arian Brightflame, who's on the kind of the baddie side. That's who we're, we're rooting yeah. against him. We don't want him his side to win. And on Dunk's side, he says, "Like, are there no true knights who will come and fight with me? Because people, because yeah. he doesn't have enough people." And the king in this situation, when there's the Trial of the Seven on Visenya's Hill. Is it Visenya's Hill? Yes. He says, who will come and stand by the king? Are there no true men? Are there no leal knights? And Bernard Brood says that too. He says, are there no true knights? Are there no leal men? And I feel like, I think it's interesting that there's just this very slight parallel to Duncan the Tall, who's meant to be this honourable knight versus Arian Blackframe, who's supposed to be... a total total douchebag. Douche which, although Megor is actually closer to Aryan Brightflame in actual character, he is. Yeah, but does he yeah. become that later? Is that a result of what happens to him? Does he descend into madness because of everything that goes on in his life? That he knows he's got to have an heir. He's got his mum in his ear going, "You must have an heir, and you must burn all the people who are against you." Like, I feel like he's probably tortured in some ways himself by these voices in his head. And I, I I don't know, I just, I'm wondering why that, because par- to me that they're so similar, why have that parallel, why make him 
similar to Duncan at all, at all, because they're such different characters. It's interesting, though, because it's like I said when we were, like, in the earlier segment, the difference is there's there's no side that you're rooting for in this one, where in Dunk's side, you're rooting for him. He's the good guy. Um, so it's hard to... I feel like it's sort of almost too easy for me to separate the parallel, right? But but the trope is there always when it comes to a trial. Like, the you know, there's not enough people to stand up for the good man. And it takes a good man in Dick Bean for people to actually vouch for Megor. So it takes that that sort of... Mm. It, it, it subverts the trope a little bit by it, it wasn't Magor that they stood for. It was this knight who shamed, or this this yeah. man, this, this nobody Bean. who shamed them all. And <laughs> Bean who shamed them. Bean. And, and in, Dunk's, in Dunk's case, it's kind of the same. He's kind of a nobody, mm. right? He's the nobody that it took mm. to to get done what was right, where, the, yeah, like I said, in Magor's, we didn't really care who won. It was just continuing the story. Mm. That particular parallel that that feeling of i'm watching this battle or reading this battle and i don't care who wins it kind of reminds me of blackwater too. oh yeah 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 because it's like you have certain characters that you're kind of invested mm. in in blackwater yeah. but neither side is particularly no. great like I'm, I'm invested in davos and at that point i'm also invested in Tyrion, and i don't really mm. want to see them die i'm invested in sansa mm. you know but but still, you're not really rooting for the Lannisters. You're not really rooting for Stannis. So it's to me, I like how George sort of does that mm. is creates these little battles of things and you're invested somehow, but you're not you're not always sure why. <laughs> no, I know. I love that about his writing, actually, that you're I, and maybe maybe he writes this particular bit to make you think. Oh, I do want someone. Someone should fight. Like, why why aren't there any good men out there to fight with me? Yeah. And I love that about his writing that it doesn't. He does make you root for and care for people that you wouldn't normally give a shit about. Yeah. Or or yes. almost root for them, but you're like, I'm not really. But I kind of like I'm not really fully rooting for me. But but I am. I am. I'm like I want you to because I don't like the High Septon. <laughs> either and i yeah. don't need to yeah. beat him and i yeah. think i think the high septon's worse in some ways because i don't really like the faith and i don't like the andals so to me mm-hmm. but it, it's it's all just bad they're all just bad people they are with his when he they wakes are. up and burns the scepter of remembrance do we think someone else like cersei or Fagon or Daenerys, will they burn the scepter of balor oh yeah oh yeah i think so for sure mm. yeah I think so. Yeah, who do you think it's going to be and why? It's been, honestly, it's been so long since I've read Dance that I feel like I can't even place who I would guess it on now. I feel like, I think it's going to be Cersei. I think she's setting Mm -hmm. herself up to be um, similar to Mager. Like, she's the one, she's, well, she's she's arranged for the Faith to come back. Mm Mm-hmm dumbass yeah. but uh, yeah so i think she's gonna have to reap the consequences of those actions mm. you know she's she's the one who's also being abused by the faith now mm-hmm. even though she's given them a yeah. chance to come back so yeah i think it's gonna be her vengeance is gonna be i mean they've set they've set it up because of her burning of the tower of the hand and her joy yeah. in the yeah. they've they've obviously made a parallel between her and aries like um yeah uh, jamie jamie, jamie saying does, yeah. he her, the way that the fire was in her eyes that it Reminded him of Ares getting all hot mm-hmm. and bothered and excited by burning. Yeah, it's. I think she might do it as well. But I think the parallel yeah. between he burnt it to get rid of the faith and she might do it as well. Yeah, 
to get rid of what she's created. Mm-hmm. But also, to, I think for her, it's also vengeance mm-hmm. in a way for what they've done with the Walk of Atonement, what they've what they've done to her. Yeah, totally. Yeah. One thing that comes up in my other spoiler notes, Tyana apparently speaks with rats and spiders. Now, Joan Magician has a theory that Laris Strong, especially in the show, is mm-hmm. uh, a warg and wargs into rats, and that's how he spies on the people. Hmm. Um, because obviously in the in the show Hot House of the Dragon, he we see lots of rats walking around, mm-hmm. seeing particular moments, things that uh, Laris wouldn't necessarily know about, but that the rats have seen. Like they're just there's a lot of mm-hmm. shots of shots of rats around the castle. There are. I think that's to set up blood and cheese. Oh really? Okay. Uh, yeah, I think they have to create. They have to establish that there's a rat problem. Okay. <laughs> In order to establish that they need people to kill the rats, which is what mm, Blood and Cheese come in okay. as, as exterminators. Well, Joe so, Magician's theory is that Lara Strong speaks with rats and, and is a walk mm-hmm. of rats. And I just wondered if this was a similar, like, because so, speaks to spider, speaks to rats. So Varys is the spider. Yes. Although, interestingly, his people are called little birds. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. he talks about my little yeah. birds here, everything. But it was. But he's yeah, the spider. The Lara's parallel with Varys. I mean, they also cut the tongues out of the mm-hmm. people, right? They do. The kids. Right? There's a lot of parallels, but it's just interesting that Varys becomes the spider. Is Laris Strong warging into rats? It's just... And is Tyana... Is Tyana doing a similar? Is she into... warging into things? Is she, yeah. is she doing that? But where would the blood come from for them? Where would the bloodline of warging enter there? We don't really know very much about Tyana. So... No, we don't. No. We've talked about the greens and the colour. I loved that. There was one thing about the war with Aegon. Aegon was was surrounded and it was uh, Sir Corbray who said, why don't you split up and defeat each of them before they get to you, wasn't it? Because there was all these people coming. Mm-hmm. And that reminds me of in Robert's Rebellion in Summerhall. He, the bat- in Robert's Rebellion, there's a battle at Summerhall. I'm not weeing, it's wine. Um... <laughs> there's a battle at Summer Hall where he does do that exact thing. So I was wondering if if Aegon would have won if he'd done what Robert did, which was defeat them one at a time. I think there's like four battles or five or something in the same day, all at Summer Hall, because this group turns up and Robert defeats them, and then the next one. So if they'd been able to join their forces, that's much harder to beat. And Robert just takes them down one at a time as they each arrive for the battle. Do you think if, mm-hmm. if uh, which enables him to escape, I think then the, the next one is the Battle of the Bells after that as he's going north to the Riverlands. Do you think if Egon had done that, perhaps he might have had a similar result to Bobby B and actually won that war against those people if he'd taken them on one at a time rather than giving them time to join together? I think that as long as Magor showed up with Valerian, Egon was going mm. to die. Yeah, that is one thing Ares that never that was... had dragons no did not have no. any dragons yeah mm. yeah but it's an interesting parallel i saw the parallel straight away and i thought oh that's that is exactly what robert baratheon does on page mm-hmm. yeah but in the absence of dragons things are a lot more clear a lot easier battles are easier to fight because essentially in Aegon's case the second valerian took out Aegon, mm. there was no point to no but it does question whether dreamfire and Quicksilver could have, could they have taken them on together? 
Maybe Raina and Egon so. would have died. I think doing we see it, in but... the dance. Yeah, I think we see in the dance that I don't think it could have happened. Mm. I think I think that Dreamfire was just too young. Yeah, probably. Quicksilver was smaller than Balerion as oh, it yeah, was. Oh yeah, and Dreamfire, Dreamfire was, was even smaller than that, wasn't she? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, she was younger than Quicksilver. I don't think so. I've got a few yeah. a few more things. I'll do some small ones and then I want to get to my to my crazy crackpot theory. Can I do that? Okay. Yeah. So just a little Again, another little uh, like link. So Araya and Rayla going and Raina saying, I don't want them. I don't want to know where they've gone. Reminds mm-hmm. me a little bit of Marcella in Dawn. Because Aries Oakheart says, Marcella is only safest if no one knows where she is. And I mm-hmm. think mm-hmm. there's a theory. Uh, I don't know whose theory it is. So I'm sorry I'm not able to say, but there's a theory that she'd swapped with her friend yes. Rosalind her stand-in because they look very similar and they've even used each other before and I think the theory said something yes they did stand in yeah and I think the theory is that Marcella had actually that wasn't Marcella that was Rosalind or Rosalind or whatever her name is and Marcella had been spirited away and even Eris Oakheart didn't know where she'd gone so that if he was captured and tortured or something he wouldn't know where she was. And that's why he stupidly yes. sacrificed himself so that absolutely no one would know where she was apart from her and whoever else that she's gone yeah. with. Um, and it just reminded yeah. me of that. It was quite a nice kind of, ah, oh, maybe that's a hint towards These that tactics. theory like as a, as a tactic. Or is it George kind of hinting, saying that people do disappear and people do make these things. They swap, they swap these in and out and... It's often better not to know where someone is. It's just it stood out because Aries Oakhard literally says, it's better that I don't know. And he yeah. loves Marcella. Yeah. Like, obviously he's not her father, mm-hmm. but he loves her like a daughter. Yes, he does. And it reminds yeah. me of Raina's wanting to protect her children. So I just her wondered if that was maybe way. confirmation or perhaps a little hint at that theory that it wasn't actually Marcella. But Raina doesn't swap them out necessarily. She, she hides just, them. She just has, she them, has them hidden. Tucked away. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's essentially Marcella. She's hidden. Is she, or potentially she's, she's hidden. hidden. Yeah. And even Aries himself but doesn't know in an where she out. is. Yeah. There's a lot of um, hiding and swapping. There's so much. Throughout. So much hiding and swapping. A Song of Ice and Fire. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> it is a lot. There's, there's almost, um, it's almost a little... If I'm going to criticise anything, a little bit too much. Too much? Yeah. I agree. I agree. Yep, I agree. Also, I mean, the obvious one that we called out sort of during the episode without saying any names, the, and you said it a little bit earlier, the likening, the, the resemblance, you said it in the last episode as well, the resemblance between Magor and Gregor. Yes, that's one of my thing. <laughs> and it just Magor gets and further and further. Magor with his head injury. Yeah. But that's, again, but that also reminds me, of, once again, of the attorney at Ashford in Duncan Egg, where... Baylor Breakspear gets a head injury. He dies from his injury. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas, but Meg, and this maybe fits your theory of that Megor being kept alive, maybe being kept alive by Maesters or but sort of not quite. And I don't know how he was brought back. Similar maybe to Gregor and has come back much more monstrous. Yeah, I loved your your like mount your um, zombie Megor yeah. theory because it's very zombie mountain. It is. It, yeah. he, he's. Yeah. He's almost a crazed demon. He's not coming at anything in a way that most normal people might... Well, I say normal, but what the fuck does that mean? You know what I mean? Like, it's not... 
he doesn't seem to react to things like you know does he have has he been brought back in some weird effed up way I don't know why I'm saying effed up when I've well exactly up. yeah way. exactly like like you know you can you can parallel Tayana for Kyber because mm. we, mm-hmm. we know we don't know but we figure that she's got some capabilities that mm. are a little bit beyond the beyond the quell there and then mm. and then uh, but yeah. also combine it with whatever the maces have been doing to not quite bring him back but keep him there make it look like he's exactly. been kept alive yeah. i mean he doesn't come back completely monstrous no. like like gregor no. does like he's he's totally fucked mm-hmm. um but i think that gregor was probably closer to death for mm-hmm. one Anyway, I think that, but I think it's a good parallel. I think we're meant to, uh, and and like you said last time with the horse and, you know, mm. some of the other parallels. And again yeah. with Tyana, like Tyana mm. and Jane, was she giving her, I think it's interesting that it's Jane Westerling. Out of all the people mentioned, Jane Westerling is the one who's getting a fertility thing, which is what her yeah. mother is supposedly doing. Fertility thing, yeah. air quotes, air quotes. Uh, yeah. Which is why... You know, I hadn't picked up on that before this week. Really? It's the first thing but, I yeah, saw. I, didn't, I was it's... like, oh my God. I know. Like, so so oh, she's yeah. getting a yeah. fertility drink. But but in A Song of Ice and Fire, it's Lady Sybil giving her daughter Jane Westerling a fertility drink, in inverted commas, which yes. makes me think, yes. and it's not, it's actually like moon tea or something to stop Can't her see. from getting yeah. pregnant. Yeah. So I think that yes. is what, Mostly I think the parallel yeah. is there because... We're supposed to think that Tyana, Tyana is maybe poisoning her, maybe. But I think it genuinely yeah. was Moonty. I think, my that's, to me, it proves my theory that Tyana of the Tower was actually trying to stop Magor from having children. She was trying to stop him yeah. from procreating. Yeah, <clears throat> I can see way. it there. That's the one spot where I can really see it, mm. you know. But it, yeah. Yeah. And we also have the yeah. Daenerys Aenys lose their power because they put their dragons away. You know, mm-hmm, Aenys mm-hmm. hides his dragons away from the world. Daenerys puts hers inside um, a pit, mm-hmm. chains mm-hmm. them up, and they yeah. lose the power over their respective places. It's just a, a link there of, I guess people are telling Daenerys, like, Quaith, be a dragon. The dragons know who they are, do you? Yeah. Is, and like Brown Ben Plum leaves her because he's like, well, your power is in these dragons. If you're going to chain them up, then you ain't got no power, babe. <laughs> you got nothing. Yep. Yep. I can't wait to find out what happens in Essos and what happens with Daenerys. I don't want mm-hmm. anything like what the show did to her. They they pooped on her. I don't necessarily think she's going to be 100% pure as the driven snow. And I'm very nervous of what she might come back as from... Mm-hmm. But I also really enjoy her character and I think there's so much, like, I think she genuinely deep down wants to make the world a better place, whether she's misguided in the way she always does that, perhaps. But her desire to end slavery and make her way that she protects people, she protects Ero- Eroea, or whatever her name is, who's being mm-hmm. raped by all of the Carls. Yeah. And that was the other thing. I was going to say, Miri Mazda reminds me of something, and I can't remember why. Somebody reminded me of Miri Mazda. Tyana. Tyana, perhaps, reminds me of Miri Mazda. Yes, if yes, anybody would, it is. That like is, it's Tyana. Reminds me of Miri Mazda. Because Miri Mazda doesn't want to bring the stallion who mounts the world into the world. And yes, I think that, that is what Tyana is thinking, too. I don't want to bring this Megos dra- more of these beasts, of these into, beasts the into the world. So. Yeah, perhaps. I don't hate it. No. I don't hate it. 
Where do you think D- Danny's story? Do you think Danny's story is going anywhere with that? With her drag, she's going to have her dragons back. Is she going to be like Magor? Because obviously, what followed Amy's was Magor. Do you think Danny's going to be Amy's at first, who's gentle and just wants people to like her, puts her dragons away, then comes back as a Magor character? Do you think that that is? I think we're set up. We're we're set up with Danny. We don't know enough. Um, about the character I'm about to parallel necessarily, but we know more. Mm. Um, but I, I feel like we're set up with Danny to have an uh, egg, egg on uh, the unlikely situation oh, yeah. where she was raised sort of not as a princess necessarily. Like she knew her birthright, but the people around her kind of used her for it or whatever. Mm. Um, definitely spent a lot more time with the common people and getting to know people, not necessarily people of Westeros, but, but among the people of the land, an egg becomes consumed um, by the need for dragons. Danny already has them. She's not going to be consumed with that need, but I think she is going to be consumed with something. I do think she, I do think she's already on a dark path. Oh, really? I think that, um, yeah, I do. I think, like I said, I've said this before, I think it was in one of our bonus episodes where we don't have a mirror on Danny. Mm. The, our, our view on Danny is Danny. Mm-hmm. So it's really easy. I'm doing a project right now where I'm reading the diary of a Canadian prime minister. And, and, you know, you can see even in his writing where he's self justifying mm. his thoughts or his actions or the way he treats mm. people. And Danny is the same way. It's, but, it's essentially, it's her Barristan diary. Selmy, She's justifying the way she treats people. We have Barristan. Yes, a little bit. And he never says, yeah. oh, she looks crazy. In <laughs> fact, he compares her more to Rhaegar. For, for now. Yeah. But, but I think I think there's moments, mm. where, and we only Barristan's point of view is newer. Like it's not earlier mm. in the books. Um, I think I think we see it, and I've brought it up before when when she has the children, those the little girls of the. I can't remember what they did, but there was people who broke in and did something or killed a harpy, and she wanted information, so she actually agrees to let them mm. torture these little girls. But she also like, that's not something a good but person she also would can't do. Kill her own hostages. She won't do it. <laughs> no i know and you're like you've taken yeah. these people on the sausages you're but, supposed to do that and she's like i can't i can't do this. yeah there's supposed to be some of it i can't do it i know it's it's interesting she's a great she, ca- she's a great she's character. An interesting case she's a great character mm-hmm. i love i love even just the parallel of of the whole a dragon is no slave in that big mm-hmm. scene in uh is yeah. Astapor, and she lights everything up because the dragon doesn't want to be chained. And then she ends up freeing all these people and taking away their chains, but then chaining her dragons mm. and treating them like they're cageable mm. when she already knows and taught a lesson to someone else that they're not like, yeah. I think she's, she's learning a lot of lessons and she's trying to navigate through things. And I think she genuinely, she's having a she hard time of it to be a good, person. I think she's gray. I think, but, but I think, I think she, she's on a, I do think she's on a I dark think she path. She genuinely wants to be a good person though. She genuinely wants to do good. Yeah, I don't think anybody wakes up in the morning and thinks they're the villain. Maybe Magor. I don't think Magor thought <laughs> no, he was the true. villain. I don't know. I just think she's... I uh, I don't think George will have her as the saviour of the world at all. But I get excited with her story a lot. Very excited. I really love her story in book one. Like, I can't wait till we cover mm, A mm. Song of Ice and Fire. I think it'll be a lot mm. of fun. But I think that... I think she gives us a window into what it must be, what like, because Aegon conquered. And he just used his dragons for power. And she used her dragons a bit, but eventually puts them away, mm-hmm. which is what happens. So Aegon does that. Mm-hmm. And then Aenys puts them away. And you can see that journey. Yep. She's gone, I'm a conqueror. I'm going to burn everything down. 
now I'm frightened of my power because I might hurt someone. You know, I might hurt an innocent mm-hmm. person with my dragons and I don't want to do that. I want to protect yeah. people. And you kind of think, okay, well, where's the next part? If it is like these kings and she turns into a bit of a megor, that's kind of upsetting and annoying and I feel a bit misogynist. Like, bitches be crazy. <laughs> um, yeah. And I hate... I actually have a whole thing. I'd like to do a whole episode on Targaryen madness and how I think it's complete bollocks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm excited for her storyline and I... I think the next stage for her is going to be fascinating, obviously. But she's been the conqueror. She's she's put her dragons away. I really like seeing how she's trying to solve ruling a place without using just dragons. Yeah, it's not. She's not trying to use just yeah. force. She is trying she's to use like some how can I how can I get this place know, right? to she's... not have blood sports and slavery? <laughs> I could just burn them all down and end it all but I don't want to do that yeah she's and it's sort of trying to it's showing you a little bit that you don't get to see in say fire and blood of the difficulties of 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 conquering and ruling a place that is not your culture not your people and how they mm-hmm. people rose people well, you do people see that rose up against I mean that's Igor. exactly what yeah. Megor went people through rose up was, against them but I guess know, it's seeing inside the mind of a ruler going well what the hell do I do next like what is the yeah. right thing to do here? Should I just unleash my dragon? Should I marry someone I don't love and who I think might be plotting to kill me? Um, should I marry mm-hmm. someone who might be attacking people in the street to do this? Should I should I get on board with this person? This person's propositioning me, saying, I'll give you ships, like Zarazo and Doxas is like, I'll give you ships if you'll just fuck off <laughs> and go away. Yeah. It Just to see inside the mind of a person who's saying, I feel like I can do better change this world make it into a better place and i want to help people do that and this is how difficult it really really is to try and do this without essentially releasing bombs on everybody yeah uh i and i appreciate seeing the inside of her head on that one i i feel like there's i i find the um soc chapters with her and slavers babe the hardest to read i find them difficult and annoying there's lots of characters yeah, that i, I don't really care about um but it's hard to be invested it in is it. hard to be invested in it and but i also think i'm invested in her so i'm going i got it's frustrating because you just want to go oh my god can this just not be easy again and i think this is george's thing like this is a fantasy trope that the king just becomes the king if you look at mm-hmm. the king honkers and then everything is fine he will take the throne yeah. and then everything's fine. And he said, well, actually, it's not just fine. And it's really hard no. ruling. And if you want to declare yourself the king of somewhere or the queen of somewhere, it's a hard job. You don't just become the king and live happily ever after. And heavy is the head that wears no. the crown. And Rob Stark found that too. Like, he had dissidents within his group. Like, no one seems to judge Rob Stark that much for chopping off the heads of um, the Starks. Uh, I think he gets judged. Do you think, I don't harshly. think as much as Danny gets judged, though. I'd say that there is a lot more judgment on her than there is on him. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I think. I don't get me wrong. I think that all the time the women are treated mm-hmm. harsher than the men. But I. I don't know that I think that Rob is the best comparison. I think that he definitely. I've. I mean, I've seen a lot of conversation about. Yeah, what he did to Carstar, but 
Karstark did, like, I mean, he went right out of his way to do exactly what mm-hmm. Rob told him not to do. So it's just, there's, there's, it's, it's, you're able to justify a little bit what Rob did. Mm-hmm. He didn't really have a choice. He had to, he had to behead the traitors. Um, that's what Ned would have done. Mm-hmm. And we know that because we know Ned, we know his, his family. And I don't know that Daenerys behead, does she no, behead people, a bunch of people? People do say, oh, she shouldn't have um, crucified the slave masters. Oh, but yeah, she wanted to. I don't hear that. I don't hear oh that as God, much. I, I hear that like, from loads again, of people saying how it's justified. That's example of how crazy she is. It's like, well, they did string up loads of children in the same place. Mm-hmm. She's kind yeah. of. It's not tit for tat, right? Like what Karstark did was directly. It had directly mm-hmm. defied mm-hmm. Rob. What these guys did, this was this was not mm-hmm. okay. And I agree that Danny. Maybe she's just some of them. I don't yeah. know. I don't really have an opinion yeah. on it necessarily, but, but I it's yeah, it's not apples to apples. But I think that the fandom comes down harder yeah. on the women. Yeah. I mean, what? what? I mean, I can call it. I can call it out right now. There was uh, the I called it the Reina Hate episode okay. when uh, Davos Fingers covered these chapters that we're covering now. Yeah. Um, actually, I think it's the next one, the next yeah. few. Um, and the way they treat Reyna through it. I mean, I have such a hard time with it. I think she does everything for her family. Mm. I think she's she has some flaws. Later, we'll yeah. talk about them no during one the episode is not recordings. Flawed. And that's but... one of the great things about this writing is that there's no one who's not flawed in right. some way. But and like Danny, similarly, like these women are both women who have been essentially sold mm-hmm. off or mm-hmm. kidnapped and and raped and yeah. tortured by their husbands mm-hmm. for a time, like. This was the world that these women were living mm-hmm. in. So it's it's hard to, and, you know, Catelyn, obviously we know Sansa, they get a lot mm-hmm. of bullshit mm-hmm. from the mm-hmm. fandom. I don't know. I think, mm. yeah, it just, it bugs me. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's, it I bugs think, the hell out of me. I think I'm so curious to see where George goes. And it's like we talked mm-hmm. about in the bonus episode with the Rainies and Viseni mm-hmm. episode. Like, George almost makes it, makes it so. Mm. Because he writes these tropes where even the women can't get along with mm-hmm. the women. Oh yeah. So how how are the fandom? How is the fandom? How are the readers supposed to mm-hmm. view these females and their relationships? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. Yeah, his writing of women sometimes annoys me, especially mothers. Mm-hmm. Mothers mm-hmm. are crazy all the time. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. On a lighter note, would you like before we finish to hear a completely crackpot mad? theory that i came up with today mm-hmm. yeah oh, no. i really okay. would well then hold on to your pants because <laughs> and by pants she means I mean underpants. Underpants. sorry <laughs> i mean british pants <laughs> okay bear with me what do you think about the idea that melanie piper is actually melisandre oh boy <laughs> they both have red hair very very red hair mm-hmm. so do yeah. we um <laughs> so the reason i think of that is because melanie lot seven that's one of the things in melisandre's chapters she flashes back to a time mm-hmm. when she was melanie lot seven we don't know what lot seven is we assume it's being sold into slavery mm-hmm. so obviously her fir- her name was once melanie melanie piper's name is melanie okay yeah it's got red hair tick tick yep so I'm wondering, okay. so the Melanie gets killed by the God's Eye. Could she have been, so mm-hmm. the God's Eye is right by where all the green men are on the yellow faces. Mm-hmm. Could yeah. she have been resurrected as some sort of, I don't know, you've got like Rillor, Red, 
white, the whites, the fire whites and whites and do da do do do. Could she have been resurrected? <laughs> um, because <laughs> it would mean that Melisandre would meet. Um, it's very straight old. Melisandre would therefore be old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And could she have been resurrected and accidentally somehow sold into slavery? And this is actually Melanie Piper, the once lover of Raina. It's it's crackpot. Um, it's mad. It's on the edge of nothing. <laughs> hey, listen, I pulled a lot of a lot of crackpots out in the episode that we're out of nothing. And Tiana yeah. did nothing wrong. Did nothing. That's not as crackpot as this. This is me she saying nothing wrong. That Melanie Piper was killed under the uh, by the god's eye and resurrected somehow because there's a ton of magic around there. Uh, or maybe she wasn't. There's magic, but it's but it's magic from the first men. So that's where I'm hung up on your theory because I, I I actually kind of. But we don't know who the we don't know who the green men are. We don't know who they are. We don't know anything about them. We don't know what their magic is. Are they children? We think they're different from the children. Like Howland Reed learns from them magic, so we know they've mm-hmm. got a ton of magic. There's a shit ton of magic. We don't know what it is. Yeah. We need to find out what their no. magic is. But mm-hmm. there is a shit ton of magic around. I've never connected it to Ro- to Rolor. No, though. I'm not like, saying that it's Rolor. I just that, mean that, that there's in... like. Oh, I just mean like we know that Melisandre winds up completely wrapped yeah, up in Rolor. Yeah, but she's sold into slavery, but to mm-hmm. into the house of Rolor, and she becomes mm-hmm. perhaps a fanatic of Rolor and becomes very... I- I'm just saying it's right by the god's eye. There's a ton of green men there. Did some kind of magical shit happen? She's raised, she's kissed by fire, so therefore she's luck. You know, she. it's mm-hmm. just weird that she's Melanie, she's got bright red hair, and she would be a few hundred years old by the time Mel- Melisandre's in the story. I thought that I thought that Melisandre's real name was Melody. It's Melanie. I thought it was Melody. Melanie. I'm going to look it up because I'm sure it's Melanie Lot 7. Melanie Lot Seven. I was about to look up Fire and Blood, but that's the wrong book. Um, that's the wrong Melisandre. One. Melisandre, ever shy. History. Melanie. She's a, as was a slave called Melanie of Lot Seven. She was sold oh, to a Melanie. red temple. Okay. Spelled differently though. M e l o n y. Where Melanie is. M is, is different. It? And Fire and Blood. Well, let me see. I want to see. I want to see. How do you think Melanie is spelled? I've got M E L O N Y for Melisandre. Yeah, M E L O N Y for Melisandre. Is that not M E L O N Y for Melanie thingy? <clears throat> Melanie Piper. I don't think so. I think it's the more traditional spelling. What? What's the traditional spelling of Melanie? M E L A N I E. M E L A N I E. No, I don't think it is. Let's see. Oh no, you're right. It is M E L O N Y. It's basically confirmed. And uh, actually, just to just to further your yeah. your cause here, had pledged his sword to the prince, and it was widely believed that it was his fiery sister, Mel- yes. Melanie. Fiery sister. Good phrasing. There you go. It's confirmed. Yeah. It's a theory. You heard it here first. <laughs> that Melanie Piper was resurrected somewhere, not necessarily by Relaw, because there wouldn't have been Relaw, but perhaps. The magic of the god's eye, the green men, something. Maybe she wasn't totally dead. They still felt something there. Maybe she wasn't quite dead. They resurrected her, they brought her back. Mm -hmm. Um, And perhaps she was, I mean, it was war. We've seen what happens to people like Arya in the ravages of war. Mm -hmm. You're wandering, you're looking for a safe haven. Perhaps she was captured by someone, sold into slavery, ended up being sold into the Red Temple. 
bam, Melanie Lot 7. She's Melisandre. Could be, could be. Listeners, let us know what you think of Steph's, Steph's theory. You need to, before you think know. about it, put your tinfoil hats on just in case the rays get you. Yes, this whole episode, we should we should have had like a tinfoil warning <laughs> for this episode because the entire episode no, is not tinfoil, tinfoil hats. Hat fine. You just need to make sure that they, they can't, the government can't get you with their rays so you put your tinfoil hat on yes. just in case. Yeah. Um, but that's it mm-hmm. for me. Have you got anything mm-hmm. else? That is it for so me. So it was all my spoilers. It's all my like crazy theories. It was well, I, had, I had a few little little ties and connections, but I didn't write them down like yeah. I said. So, but I had a couple. I brought them up more in the main episode. That's true. That's true. I just um, mm-hmm. had so many. This this whole chapter, I'm left with so many questions. That it's one of those chapters. There is a lot. I think there's meant to be mm-hmm. a lot. Um, we brought up. I think there was a Ned one we brought up a little bit during the episode as well. Mm-hmm. That it was like that's connective to this and mm. stuff yeah there's it's a lot it's a lot i love it there's a lot so i'm looking forward to the next time when we meet your harris mm-hmm. when we meet your harry's and have a shorter a shorter chat <laughs> yeah we've only we've only been on the phone <laughs> for like 12 hours or something i will edit it down to like three seven hours <laughs> I'll get yeah. three hours out of this, it's fine. I know, I don't envy your editing, it's oh fine. my god. I'll oh just cut god, out all your fine. farting like you asked me to. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Woohoo, I'm just kidding. You're funny. Do you know why I can't even fart in front of Justin barely? What? Like, I'm so like, yeah, I'm so like not, I'm not good with farting or farting jokes or farting around people. <laughs> oh my god, I've got, full disclosure, I have IBS, yeah. so... <laughs> I yeah. If I, <laughs> so if anyone's farting on the podcast, probably it is me. Steph. <laughs> I know. Like when I first met my my husband, I just was like in so much pain all the time. I had to like excuse myself from a room. Like I'd stay over at his house. Sorry, parents. I wasn't a virgin when I married him. Um, um, <laughs> what? Um, and I'd stay over at his house and be like lit in the sitting room and by the time I'd just be like I've oh just excuse me I'll be back and I just have to go out and just do like one of those long ones a tire losing <laughs> just going down like yeah losing air like a balloon just going out because it would just be building up and then my, I'd like go down like three dress sizes and be nice and yeah. slim once again by the time I'd again. go back in the room yeah it's just IBS is a real disability people it is it is someone once <laughs> in Pilates before we go I'll finish this this could be my sign off in, okay. in Pilates once we were doing do you know boat pose okay no. so you're like sitting on your butt but you're like sitting up and your legs are in the air so on your, okay. on your bottom, but you've got legs up in the air and your hands out in front of you. So it's a really good core. Okay. It's a very, okay. very yeah, good I core can picture it. Yeah. position. And yeah. so it's a really big, long room. The constructor is on like length. She's on like the lengthwise bit. So she says, can this half of the room turn to face me and the other half of the room turn to face me? So you're not all facing one way and that way you can all see me. Right. So I'm yeah. literally on the edge of one half of the room so i'm kind of facing some other people so when we're doing like cat cow poses i'm kind of looking directly at them and they're looking directly at me it's quite intimidating but we get into boat pose and obviously it's a very very intense workout for your core and obviously Mm -hmm. you've got to tense your stomach muscles up and i'm looking 
directly into the eyes of one woman, like right into her eyes, <laughs> and she lets one rip like a full. <laughs> while I'm looking in her eyes at this time, and I have to try and stay in boat pose, like we're looking at each other, and I'm like, oh I know you did that, and she, we're both. <laughs> Were her eyes just like wide like saucer? Yeah, it was like she was in full shock. Like, and I was like, "Well, that's at me. That's just that's just directed right in my face." And and oh does worse God. just because we're like making full eye contact with each other. <laughs> <laughs> she let one lets one rip. Oh my god, that was awful. And needless to say, I didn't keep the pose for very long because I couldn't stop laughing. No. <laughs> I don't know how, like no one else was laughing, but I was like, I can't, I can't do this. I'm laughing now. That's it. And all these serious people were like, excuse me. Well, I'm sorry. Someone's just farted in my face. So, so there you go. That's my my sign off. That's Steph's sign off. (laughs) What were you going to say? I'll continue on, on cue. And the only fart joke I know, I feel like I've told you this little story, Steph, but one of my, one of my mom's cousins, uh, Newfoundlander mm-hmm. was in New York on the okay. subway and and you know like big gruff dude he doesn't really care who he farts in front of <laughs> so he lets out this 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 big ripper on the train <laughs> and he looks over at the woman next to him and goes this little old lady and goes don't worry missus I'll take the blame <laughs> <laughs> and she moved she got up and she moved away yeah. excuse <laughs> no. me yeah so that's that's my that's my only good part joke. I don't know why we've ended up in farts. Like, why? How is this? I don't know how is this the end of the par- podcast about fire are. and blood? We better never do it again because I have no more <laughs> fart jokes. Oh my god! I live with I've taught only boys, and I live with only boys, so I have millions. Yeah. I God, I feel a bit that's weird true. that this is our final. These are our final thoughts at the end of. <laughs> Sons of the Dragon is we're talking about wind. We'll know for sure if anyone made it mm. to the end. If they have something to say, I'm sure they're going to tweet us. It's going to be about the fart you, jokes. Why is this? Isn't it? Well, one of the things that people say from um, the Song of Ice and Fire is that words are wind, and this was this has been a lot of wind. Yes, <laughs> this has been a windy, windy episode. episode. So, <laughs> there we go. so a windy, windy sign off. Anyway, we'll finish up there. Shall we say goodbye? Goodbye, goodbye everybody. We'll see you all again. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Bye.